All right, peace and love, peace and love. It's your brother Garfield. Um, we live on Facebook, live on YouTube. Let me um share this show a little bit before we get started. I just want to say peace and love to everybody. I got the beautiful and elegant, smart, sophisticated sister Monica Lamb on the panel with me. How you doing, sis? Good morning, Garfield. Good morning to the chat. Good morning to the world. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. First and foremost, man, I just want to make it clear that talking about my brother, um, Mr. Calloway, it's not personal. It's not to, um, of course, we, when you're on YouTube, you want to gain followers. Everybody does that. It's a game. You know, back in the 90s, Bounty Killer versus Beanie Man. Beanie Man was ladies, bad man them. So they used to go back and forth. And for tw almost 20 years, they've been beefing. Not beefing, fighting, but beefing through music. So they use the other one to elevate the other one. So it's a tactic that's been used by Vibes Cartel. It's been used by everybody in the business. So now if I talk about Dan, yeah, I want people to come and see what I'm talking about. But if Dan Calloway could show me one thing that we have said with evidence that we're incorrect, I'll never mention his name again. That's my challenge to him. If he could call in today, 1-800-518-2817. 1-800-518-2817. Anybody who's watching on Facebook or YouTube, if you want to call in, the number is 1-800-518-2817. If you feel within your heart that Garfield is incorrect, call in. For the folks who are claiming that they're Aborigine to this country, which is just a crazy claim in the first place, using that term Aborigine. If you feel that you belong to this country, I can't deny you what you are. All we're asking you to do is not be a follower and present the evidence. Don't tell me that the, the Peruvian pyramids is older than the pyramids in, 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 in Egypt like you want to challenge. Then it's like an anti-African type of mentality that you're coming with. Then I have a challenge. Then I have a problem. Because I think most of this stuff, whether it's flat earth, whether it's Hebrew Israelite, whether it's more Muslim, um, Aboriginal claimants, I think it's all based down to anti-African sentiments. All right? It's based down to that. I'm going to play a video with my brother, Unc, that he did the other day. And I want folks to understand. Listen to me carefully. We cannot, and I repeat, we cannot move forward if we don't identify who we are. All right? Now, I am from West Africa. All right. If you go on my timeline on Facebook, just Google Garfield DNA. I have three different results on my timeline. One is from 23andMe. One, I think, is from Ancestry. The other one is from the Genome Project or whatever it's called. I am scientific illiterate. I don't go around and say I know science or whatever. But we gotta stop saying science is the white man science. Who is Imhotep from Egypt? And and for the Aborigines, who is a science guy in your native culture? In, in, in Brazil, what we call Brazil today, South America, North America, who's the scientific guy who you have and you trust? Because I could go back to Africa. I could show Egypt. I could show the greatness of Egypt, and Egypt is not even the oldest. West Africa culture is older than Kemet. A matter of fact, you could see a lot of West Africa in Kemet, a lot of Kemet in West Africa, because guess what? Because those cultures interacted. You had mass migration, especially when the Sahara Desert was dry. People had to move. Cultures had to move because they couldn't grow food. They couldn't do agriculture. So stop saying people are picking on you 
Stop complaining. I'm talking about his minions who he sends out. Because when people talk about Garfield, in all fairness, I don't see anybody defending Garfield except the Amira squad and Masi Warriors and some of my sisters here. I don't see nobody defending me. And people don't bring evidence. Whenever anybody says anything about Garfield, there's no evidence, but people run with it. So I'm saying Brother Unk has taken the time. We're not getting paid for this. He has taken the time to show and prove where the brother copied an article. Now, I'm asking everybody out there, why would you take somebody's article and change the wording to fit your paradigm? You say you don't believe in DNA, right? You don't believe in DNA. Okay, you don't believe in DNA, but you're using a report that's based on DNA that proves what we've been saying, but you're switching up the words to make it act like it's, it's, it's the way that you said it is. I don't like dishonesty, family. I don't like dishonesty. Um, up the words to make it act like it. All right. So let me do this, family. Please um, share a show and no hate. I don't want nobody hating on the Aborigines. I don't want nobody hating on Reverend Phil Valentine when we bring him up later. Because I'm going to bring up Phil Valentine. I don't want nobody hating on um, Duke the Tears or whatever his name is. I don't want nobody hating on Brother Panic. I don't want nobody hating on Tazariak. I don't want nobody hating on anybody. But we need to just look at the information and decipher it. That's all I'm asking people to do. Just look at the information. It's not about belief because we're turning the Aboriginal conversation into a belief. We need to change that, family. We need to change that. So let me um send a um right here. All right. Let me let these brothers know in the back chat. Cause we got a man cave back chat on Facebook. If anybody want to be a part of it, the men only. For the sisters, the brothers and sisters, um, I want to um what do you call it? I'm going to um make a, a back chat that's gonna deal with a lot of the information. All right. So let's stop talking about people who believe in the flat earth. I think the Quran, I mean, I might be wrong. The Quran teaches about the flat earth. The Quran teaches about the flat earth. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, a Muslim call in 1-800-518-2817. That's 1-800-518-2817. I want him to call in because if the, if, the, if the Quran says the earth is flat and you are Muslim and you believe your Quran is from the word of God, then you're, you're just automatically going to believe. But what if science proves that the world is not flat? Do you throw your Quran out? I'm going to talk about prophecies later. I'm going to talk about King James, the homosexual. We're going to talk about him. And even before I even talk about King James, I'm going to read this right here. This is from, I actually have this book, right? But this is from the Google version. I'm going to ask everybody. Let me ask my sisters right here. Does this guy sound like a homosexual? Listen to this. This is not, they're not talking about King James, by the way. But this is a guy named Bishop Godfrey Goodman, right? He comments on Buckingham's beauty. Another matter regularly noted. He had a lot. Listen to how he's talking about another man. He had a lovely complexion. He was the handsomest bodied man of England. His limbs were so well compacted and his conversation so pleasing and of so sweet a disposition. Goodman adds that from report that Buckingham was, in, was as inwardly beautiful as he was outwardly. Another contemporary observed from the nails of his fingers, nay, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head, there was no blemish on him. And yet his carriage and every stoop of his deportment, more than his excellent form, were the beauty of his beauty. Simmons Dewis in 1621 offers this assessment of Buckingham's appearance. I, 
most earnestly viewed him for about half an hour's space at the least, which I had opportunity, the more easily to accomplish because he stood all the time. He taught bareheaded. I saw everything in him full of delicacy and handsome features. Yeah, his hands and face seemed to be especially effeminate and curious, Clarendon writes of Buckingham. Um, effeminate and curious. Clarendon writes of Buckingham, a man in the delicacy and beauty of his color, decency and grace of his motion, the most rarely accomplished they had ever beheld. He observed that some noted Buckingham's effeminacy as a means of discrediting him. Everyone started with a bishop, seemed eager to assess the beauty of his beauty. James made his own assessment and responded accordingly. Does that sound like a gay guy? This is like writings in the 1600s. Does he sound gay? People talking about him. Does he sound gay? Look at, look, at, look at this. Look at this on the screen, family. Look at this. What is this? His legs were well compact. I never <laughs> heard no guy refer to another guy. <laughs> Listen, I have this book. And, and, and one of the things, and this is um, King James. And what happened is the Hebrew Israelites use this and then they darken it up and say, oh, he's black. Listen, man, I, I I listened to Shaka's presentation on King James, and I listened to Daniela. Daniela is actually did a very good presentation on King James being a homosexual, right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna combine both presentations. You showed the pre you showed the picture because they can't see it. Oh, right here. You're not sharing it. Oh, I'm not sharing. It? Oh, hold on. Oh, snap! I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing at all. Uh, no, we're looking at your mug. <laughs> looking at Garfield's um ugly face, right? I tell you. All right, so um, here's King James. This is the picture that they use a lot to say he's black, right? That's one of the pictures. It's funny they trust only certain pictures, but this is James' first engraving by Simon Van de Passe, the works of James, permission of the Department of Special Collections, Kenneth Spencer Research Library. All right, so now they darken this picture, give him some color. <clears throat> and say he's black. All right. Let me let me um just scroll up a little bit. I actually have this book. If anybody's interested in getting this book, I actually have the book, but because on I'm, I'm not too computer literate, I don't know how to um you know go to certain things or whatever. But anyway, um let me see if there's any more pictures. But but what I want to know is all the people that Daniela says that proves that he's not a homosexual. All of them show King James being white. So how comes you don't take the, the pictures that they have of him, but you take the words that they say about him? That's kind of like hypocritical. Something I'm going to point out when I talk about this, King James is a homosexual thing. But people might say, Goffy, why do you care if King James is homosexual or not? Let me tell you something. I cannot swear for any man in the world. I cannot swear for any man. I don't care who you are. I don't know what you do in your bedroom. I cannot swear for you, right? Now, I want to play this video real quickly here. I want y'all to pay attention to this real quickly. Uh, actually, no, this is the wrong video. This is the wrong video. This is the wrong video. Hold on a second, family. Uh, Ah, uh, that's the wrong video. All right, so hold on a second here. That's the wrong video. All right. Um, I 
Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Shaka Amol, Shaka Amol, Shaka Amol, Shaka Amol, Shaka Amol. Hold on one second, family. Let me look at my history. All right. Uh, here we go. Right here. Here's the video. I want y'all to listen to this conversation that Shaka had with Tazariak. He's talking about homo, homo gender relations in the Bible. Tazariak calls in and he asks Tazariak, when was the last time you kissed a man? Listen to this, family. This is just crazy. Hey, yo, who was the last people in you like you greeted with a kiss? Um, give me one second. Oh, I was in, um, is that many? Y'all kissing that many? I was in Philly. One second, I'm gonna answer your question. So you buried the brother. So you buried the brother. Uh, this past Thursday. So right. Thursday. So you do be kissing each other then. <laughs> so hold on. So y'all be kissing each other. Shaka crazy. Nah, y'all be talking about us. Hold on. So my question is this: because y'all talk so much shit. Right, you're always homos with your talk. So now, what I'm finding out is that it's a ritual and a biblical custom for you Hebrew Israelite males to kiss one another when greeting each other, yes? <laughs> All right, let's get back into it, man. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's all I got to say. Wow. Wow. All right, so let me get into um to the program, man. Let me do what I got to do and um get the people going and... and um. Talk talk a little bit about this um video, but let me play this commercial first and get it in. All right. Are you ready to be financially stable? Are you ready to have that perfect credit score? Are you ready to start your dream business? If you answered yes to any of the questions, then you're ready for the Dagger Squad. Dagger Squad Inc. provides professional services, including credit repair. Dagger Squad Inc. specializes in the removal of negatives in the form of late payments, collection accounts, student loans, bankruptcy, judgments, and much more, holding the unofficial record of 26 deletions off of one report. After cleaning up your credit score, you might be interested in boosting it. Dagger Squad can help with the purchase of trade lines. Also referred to as authorized users, trade lines are aged lines of credit used to boost credit scores by piggybacking off of the account in good standing. We've sold lines from Citibank, Chase, and Capital One, just to name a few. We also have the Z Black Card, the top prepaid rewards card that pays you for referring friends and family. Unlike other prepaid cards, the Z Black Card isn't loaded with fees. Why should you have to pay to add or remove your money? Here at the Dagger Squad, we believe in no monthly fees, no load or withdrawal fees, no transfer or balance inquiry fees, and the list goes on. You may also be interested in our student loan debt removal service. If you're tired of paying loans with extremely high interest rates for $1,500, you can eliminate it forever. That's right, forever. Using accounting principles along with the consumer protection laws, we can put an end to your student loan. With our help, you can even become an official government contractor. Purchase products for the government, price the product with a 20% margin included, locate a supplier for a specific product, then track supplier shipment. Dagger Squad Inc. guarantees 100% success as clients are assisted by top business professionals such as Brother Garfield Reed, Sister Monica Lamb, 
and Sister Cheryl Stevenson. Our goal is to financially empower members of our community so we can all see a better tomorrow. If you or someone you know needs to put a dagger through their finances, give us a call at 1-800-518-2817, extension 901. That's 1-800-518-2817, extension 901. Or check out our website at www.daggersquadinc.com. That's www.daggersquadinc.com. Now, the Dagger Squad... We do a lot of things for the community, all right? Um, July 19th, our sister, Monica Lamb, who's on the panel, is hosting an, um, what do you call it? A, a discussion from the prison to the community pipeline, meaning that we're trying to take our brothers who are ex-prisoners and we're trying to make them productive citizens in this society, all right? So I'll be there. And as a matter of fact, the sister, she just sent me the... Um, she just sent me the flyer, so I got to show the flyer. She's like, shut up, Garfield, show the damn flyer. <laughs> so here it goes right here. Tri-City Visionaries and Save Our Sons of the Carolinas Re-Entry Pro Conference. Now, our sons of the Carolinas, the brother Colin said he was from the Seaweed Tribe, and somebody said he, he, then he said he was Gullah. But whoever is in South Carolina or surrounding areas, we're not discriminating. Come on down, meet your brother Garfield, come build with me. Prison to Community Pipeline. What does it take to succeed after prison? Lester Young, a brother that got life imprisonment for killing someone, eventually got paroled 20 years in. So this is a brother who was serving time, telling people, yo, we're going to do this to stay out. All right? I'm going to be there talking to the brothers about credit and how to get back in, starting your own business. Monica Lamb, she's going to be dropping some science. And of course, Dr. Robin J. Bell is a brilliant sister who I've heard a lot of good things about. She will be in the building. So July 19th, Garfield is going to be in South Carolina with the prison to community pipeline. All right. If anybody have any suggestions about dealing with our, how approaching this, hit me up. I need all the ideas. I have my idea how I'm going to come across. But if you have a suggestion, what I could tell these brothers, because you see, I might joke all the time and say prisoners, ex-prisoners are like people with bad credit. They're, 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 they become repeat offenders. I might joke about it. But our job is to provide help for these brothers. And that includes the sisters, because there was a sister that stood behind Lester Young all these years. All right. The brother is a Muslim now. So I can't knock him for his belief and believe that Allah helped him and I support the brother. The brother is a brilliant, if you ever meet him, man, I'm telling you, man, we are going to make our prisoners not go back. We're not going to go back. All right. All right. So, and by the way, the Dagger Squad, um, the Dagger Squad can be contacted at 1-800-518-2817. This is the number if you want to call in this morning and talk to Brother Garfield live. This is the phone number, 1-800-518-2817, 1-800-518-2817. Now, if you also want to check out the website and see what we do as far as economics, we deal with credit repair, we sell trade lines. If you want to boost your credit scores, 50 to 150 points, I got a 24K that's going in this week by Tuesday or Wednesday. It's a 24,000 synchrony card. I'm just selling it for um, $500, all right? If you need funding, if your credit is over 700, you need funding. And by the way, people might say, Garfield, why do you push credit? Because not everybody could pick up 100,000 out of their bank account and start a business. You need to start somewhere. So you will be using money that's not yours. If you want to say it's fake money and credit's not real, go ahead. 
So use that money that you say is not fake and real to get something going. If I get a government contract and the government contract is saying that I got to pay somebody $50,000, my black card would use would be would be worth it to put the 50,000 because with that 50,000 I could be making a 20 or 35,000 on top of that. So I'll take the chance and pay that to the to the distributor. All right? So the government pays within 15 days, you pay back your card, your 50,000, you make 20 um 15 to 25,000 profit. Government contracts. My sister um Cheryl is on the line. She talks about it all the time. All right, the Z black card. Every person in America should get the Z black card because the Z black card offers a trade line that reports to your credit. No other prepaid debit card does that. Your debit card that you have in your pocket right now doesn't do that. All right. And and for the brothers and sisters that don't have bank accounts, that you got to borrow your girls or your mothers or your father's bank account to get direct deposit. You don't need you don't have to worry about it. Z black card offers a bank account. You get your routing number and checking account number the same day and you're good to go. All right, we deal with real estate. Oh, yeah, J Jay Morris, I'm going to reach out to him because I want to do an interview with that brother. So not only do we debate, we also offer solutions. All right. So for the people say, all y'all do is debate. Nah, Monday to Friday, I'm on live on YouTube and Facebook every morning. Facebook and YouTube talking about economic empowerment and solutions. I give you all the news for the 30 minutes, first 30 minutes, and the last 30 minutes, I give you all economics. We talk about credit. We talk about different techniques you could do on your own. We talk about my econ, how you could add $200 to $400 in your paycheck. So Garfield is doing economic solutions and problem solving. And we also doing, we kicking knowledge, all right? And for the people who are watching, I'm not a Dane Callaway hater, man. Stop saying that, all right? I'm not a Dane Callaway hater. All right, so let me um get out of here. All right, we still live on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm live right now to Shamba. Let me just say that. Yes, I'm live. All right. Okay, so which video I'm gonna um show first? All right, let me let me talk to the audience first and see what's going on. Which video y'all want me to show first? And the brother said, Garfield, you're not ugly, but you're not that handsome either. It don't matter. I don't mind showing my face live. I think I'm okay. I don't think I'm the, the greatest looking guy, but sometimes you need to see the person who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to, to see that. And the computer, how I used to look years ago, I think I'm doing I'm doing okay. I think I think I'm doing okay. What do you what do you ladies think? Nobody said anything? Wow. Oh, mama said if I don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> Wow. Oh, you handsome Garfield. You're handsome. You're, wow. <laughs> You're handsome wow. Garfield. Don't let him put you. I want to show y'all a picture, man. There's a picture I want to show y'all of me that I that I had um years ago. And um it's funny when we look at these pictures and I look at how I used to look then and how I look now, and I'm like, wow, this is I've come a long way, boy. A long way. Let me see if I could find these pictures, man. It's good to see some good pictures. Come a long way. But anyway, um, is there a specific topic anybody wants to talk about? Because I'm gonna go into the program with a video first. And um, we're gonna we're gonna um damn, I wish I could find this picture, man. So y'all could see what Garfield looked like years ago compared to now. What video are you about to show? The one that Unc did on Friday night. I'm gonna show. Oh. I'm going to show the Chief X video, too. I'm going to show that, too. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. If you don't want me to show it, I'll No, nah, you can go on and show it. I'm just messing with you. I know you're going to show oh. it anyway. 
the African accessory one? Did you look at that thing I sent you? Um, no. Um, it's on. It was on what's his name program, right? I, I can't. Yeah, you need to check that out because that's dealing with the DNA, um, specifically for Black people. Oh, okay. That's oh, that was yeah. That was really nice. That's the video you should show real quick. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this is me back in '93. Garfield, repeat the selection of videos so they could choose. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me show. Let me show this picture right here. This is me back in 1993, family. I was always a hairy dude. Not that y'all need to know all of that. Oh, look at God. <laughs> that was me back in '93, family. Look at that picture. He was he looked like I was about to say he looked like a rapper or something. Look at, look at the earring he in his ear. What's that all about? What's See? that all about, Garfield? Wow. Yeah, what you doing back then? I was actually performing. I was performing. With that shirt, with all your head shirt, chest out. Showed all the hair on my chest. I thought I was just, ear yeah, in his ear. I thought I was sexy and all that shit. So you know what it is. Looking at the earring shirt. I was a kid. Man. I was a kid, but I was a hairy ass kid. I tell you that. I was. This is me right here when I just came to America when I was like fifteen. Look at how skinny I was. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I tell you. Like, look at Garfield. He thought he was. I thought I was Big Daddy Kane. This is my sister right here. This is me right here. And this is my brother. Yeah. It's good to show some pictures from way back. People could get an idea of who you are. Right? <clears throat> All right. All right. Let me stop showing my business. This is my mom right here, by the way, too. It's my mom. That's my mom right Beautiful. here. Oh, your daughter looks like your mom. You look just like her. Yeah. That's where she get that round Chinese face from. Yep. That's where I got it from. All right, so if you go on my timeline, I'm actually looking for my DNA results, family. That's what I'm actually trying to look for. There goes my super duper dude right there. That's oh, he's amazing. much grown now. Yep, that's amazing. He look just like you. Uh, I got so much information on my timeline. Are you trying to steal your car? No, that ain't my car. Well, no, my car is parked in the um the garage, so it's not. It's not um nobody could steal it. This is me and um. Oh, who could tell me who is this guy right here? Let me see how much of y'all know this. Who is this guy beside Garfield? Who is that? Is that Kyle? Is that Professor Kyle? There you go. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, 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 bing. That was at our conference, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Man, that was an awesome conference, man. Y'all came in, took over the show. This is the picture that I showed. Zion Lex took the picture out of. You see, you see what um Dan Calloway is doing is the same thing Zion Lex used to do. He took the pictures from somewhere else and said it's from a certain book and it's not in the book. So he did the same thing that Zion Lex did. <laughs> Yo, isn't it crazy? All these people that got all these belief systems always lying, always lying on scholarship. This is just crazy. He wrote a book. No, he um he quoted from a book, you know, for his article. He um what do you call it? He said um something and it wasn't there. He gave the wrong information. Uh there you go. All right. Loving the skin I'm in. All right. All right. Um, I'm trying to find my DNA results on my timeline. Damn, and I can't find it. All right. 
Forget about Garfield for now. I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll figure that out, family. That's all right. It's okay, Garfield. You're all right. But there's also some photos that I do want to look at. Albums. Let me see which album I do want to go into. Nah, I want to go into that. All right. All right. All right. Let me stop sharing. All right. All right. So for the um the folks who are watching and, 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 and joining the show, what topic do you want us to discuss or clear up for you? Tell me a topic. Hold on. Let me see if this is a call alive. Hold on. Caller, you're live. What's your name? Where you're calling from? Brother Caulfield, what's good, man? It's your brother, Mike Phillips. What's going on? Whoa, what up? What up, Phillips? You know, we used to go back and forth back in the days. Well, go on. But we good now. Oh, well, what's you up? Already, you already. We always been good, Caulfield. Come I, on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing I, with you. I, I just been curious um, about the, whatever there's a talk about the aboriginals, the natives, whatever you want to call them. There's mm -hmm. always uh, a, a ton of so-called so-called aboriginals in the chat room making comments, and I'm and I'm trying to understand: do these do these people have their own platforms on YouTube where they go and discuss their own information? Like, why are they all always on African-based platforms trying to convince somebody of their aboriginal heritage? I'm that, I'm I've always been confused by that. And they actually, actually, them. actually, they do. They have their own platform. They have a bunch of them. And um, so, so, so if they're convinced that they're the natives. Why do they bother with African platforms? That's what I'm trying to understand. Mm. Um, I I don't know, brother. I don't know. I don't know. Um, can I get some likes, by the way, folks who's watching? Let me get some likes on the show, man. Let me get some oh, likes. You already know. You could uh, I think. I think they bother with African platforms because Africans don't go on their platform to to uh, rebuttal their information. So they have to come. They talking to themselves. You know, how they say you're preaching to the choir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody, listen, brother. I don't go on their platforms unless they invite me. And um, sometimes, yeah, but I, I think I think what what, what your sister Monica is saying is is on point. I mean. They don't get no. Obviously, they not get no attention on on their platforms because nobody cares. So they feel a need to come on the African platforms because they know there's numbers there. Where nobody well, actually, 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 no, actually, I have to disagree with you, my brother, because Dane Calloway's okay. numbers. Hey, let me take this other caller, brother. Thank you for the call, brother. Peace and love. Hey, caller, what's it? Before you say anything, caller, let me just make this final point just to clear something up. Dane Calloway has a lot of followers. A lot of the Aborigines, some of these main channels, they got their they got their numbers. So I just wanted to clear that up, just to be on the honest side, you know. You know. But but brother, what's your name and where you're calling from? But, but brother, what's your name and where you're calling from? And mute mute your background, brother. Go ahead, beloved. Yes, brother. What's your name? Where you're calling from? Peace and love, brother. Thanks for calling in. What's up? What's on your mind? Oh, before you say a word, um, okay. Search for Uhuru. Everybody subscribe to Search for Uhuru. That's our brother, Dynasty Amir. Um, he does the, the primary works and, and goes into the African cultures and shows us what they're doing, how they worship, and so forth. 
All right. So check our brother search for Yuhuru. And um, his name is Dynasty Amir on Facebook. Well, go ahead, brother. Dynasty Amir, sorry. Yeah. So uh, the past few weeks, I've been hearing a lot about the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. Mm -hmm. But I haven't heard too much about it in the black community. So do you have any opinion on it? Have you done any research on it? Well, um, act well actually, okay, actually, um, I don't have anything negative to say about it. And I think that Jane Morrison okay. is, is cut from a different cloth. I think we have to be open-minded when it comes to real estate. And what happened is we've been waiting. It's just like if me and you was a Christian or a Hebrew, we waiting for God to return or Jesus to do something. So if, if we could wait that long for God to come back, why can't we wait a year to see the returns on our money? And all he's asking for initially is $500. Now, if you can't afford $500, then you you pool your resources with five people. You know, five of y'all do it, $100 a pop. But it's a shame, though, we in America, the land of opportunity, and, 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 and we could debate. You see, another thing, too, I want to say, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. If you notice all these people that, that's claiming all these things, they're normally not successful people. They're normally, I'm not discriminating against y'all. But the people that believe in the craziest stuff always, as a matter of fact, we're talking about people that believe in the craziest stuff. Before I play Ong's video, I got to play Chief X video, man. I got to play Chief X video um, for, for Sheryl. I got to play it, man. I got to play that video. I got to play that video, family. Look at it. I want to play this video right here. All right? And this video is, is, a, is, a, is the reason why I don't know what to say about this video. I really don't. Because... Chief X went in on this video. I actually said he should be banned, although I was joking. But check this video out, family. My brother, thanks for the phone call. All right, I want y'all to watch this video. I have, listen, and by the way, I know Phil Valentine from when he used to live on Carroll Street in Brooklyn. I don't know if he lost that house or whatever happened, but I don't have nothing personal against Phil Valentine. Let me just say that personally. This is a video that the brother made, and I thought this video should be evaluated by the community. Let's take a look at this video right here with Phil Valentine. All right? Let's go, family. Let's take a look. This bullshit today. So I need you to bear with me. First, I'm, I'm going to say, do not comment on this video. If you did not watch the video in its entirety, because it's going to get deep, especially towards the end. I'm going to show you all what I've been talking about, and we're going to analyze this psycho babble that has the conscious community miseducated and in la la land. Let's go. I'm actually married. This guy's name, Duke, Duke of Tears, a fraudulent intellectual, habitual liar, and charlatan. Just listen to this made-up, well, I'll get to that story in a minute, but just listen to the garbage that's miseducating our people in the audience. A tool of Master Yogi, who invented our own yoga system. Sorry, I'm uh, married to a sister uh, who is a Master Yogi, and I watched her journey from when she first started doing it because it actually happened out of a need of necessity. She had uh, a congenital knee affliction because she was born on a uh, military base called Camp June. And it was she has a congenital knee problem 
because she was born on a military base called Camp Lejeune. Just listen. <laughs> Found that everybody that was, everybody except her that was born there died based upon the radioactive stuff that they put into the water. Come on now. Everybody that was born on this mili military base died except his wife. Now we went from a bad knee to everybody else dying. Are you guys catching the psycho babble? She lived and she had a bad knee and she had a bad knee because of what? I mean, just listen. He gets no specifics. This is These are charlatans, listen. Because all military installations, whether we understand it or not, and when I say military installations, I'm not just talking about the military, I'm talking about schools, I'm talking about colleges, I'm talking about everything. Hospitals, all of that. All of that is under military jurisdiction. So it's a fucking military base, idiot. She, in order for her to walk, basically engaged it as a means to actually heal herself. And because the knee is a manifestation of the, like, different body parts have different associations. So the knees tend to be connected to the subconscious. Oh my God. Are you serious? The knee is connected to the subconscious. And he's telling this to an audience of so-called, so-called conscious woke folk. They're asleep. They're not woke. And so within that, and watching her over the years actually build it up to the point where she developed her own system. I watched it. Oh, and by the way, everyone born on this military base died because of some way radioactive stuff that quote quote they put in the water. I thought he was talking about a military base. The military killed its own military members. Come on, man. L logic will tell you this is a bullshit. Deal with all of this stuff that you're talking about. In terms of the political aspect of whether it's hot yoga, Bikram yoga, chicken nugget yoga. I'm serious, there's chicken nugget yoga. If you don't think I'm playing, like look it up. Yeah, look it up. This is, you know, these people take everything and make it into something else. So let me let me move on because this is to, to, to some more drama. Just listen. And and through spirit through something, right? So that aspect of it. Oh, by the way, he acts like in proclaims that he speaks Latin. No, has nothing to do with what Bikram or Hidden Yoga or Hatha Yoga or Ashtanga Yoga or whatever type of yoga it is. The true yogi is one who realizes that he or she herself or herself is the actual conduit for the breath itself. So your body is doing the yoga, but what is happening is your body is putting yourself in a position to breathe out and to expand what the breath is because you're using muscles and certain things that you, nobody else uses. So to take that away from you and to make you think that it's a strictly Hindu practice or whatever, they've created a mass market. Yoga is Hindu. I know a lot of people are into it. I'm not knocking yoga, but it is of the Hindu tradition and faith. It's not African, but hey. Um, and he knows it. That's why he mentioned it's not because he's been checked on that. So he's trying to get it out of the Hindu faith to save face. 
Um, stay with me, family, because it's yeah, I'm, wait till I get to Phil Valentine. He's the main culprit I want to get to. So good evening. Thank y'all uh, very much. I appreciate y'all coming out. Amazing. Um, so I've had this question on my mind for a number of years already. Um, if now, just listen to the wording in the question. He's it's about to get into some psychobabble and metaphysical talk that he don't understand. So he's going to ask a panel member, and Brother Panix is going to answer. And the like he's asking God a question, like God has the answer, and that they're God. Just listen. Dealing with uh, our physical reality being, correct me if I'm wrong, projections or manifestations of the darker side of the subconscious mind, um, and all of these realities are existing at once, how can that be true for a child who may be going through abuse or you know children who are victims of wars? across the planet, I, I'm, I'm just having difficulty connecting the dot between, you know, I mean, a, a child is not, you know, it can't be on a child's subconscious mind that they want to hear this some miserable A child is also a grown-up before. Mm -hmm. We need to stop thinking we own children. Mm -hmm. They came here to have that experience. Me and my sister was here to have a rock. come Brother Panic with the Baphomet on his shirt, and look, the magician's hat, little top hat, pull a rabbit out the hat, Abracadabra, let me trick you and bullshit you. This kind of nigga. And he, you know, he got the answer to that question. He knows. And trick thing about it, the audience will believe him. Oh, okay. No proof, no nothing, just rant rhetoric. But it's our choice. It figures out the equation that has been sitting here today. So his choices, this world is not real. You just heard a whole lecture about this is the simulation, the illusion, the matrix. The experience. The world's not real. You not real. This is a simulation. The matrix. It's this psycho babble. And basically, he goes on to say that we chose our parents. We chose the womb we went into, and it was with our choice. But let me get off, brother Panic, and move on, because I don't even want to deal with that old bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Chose the one winning. Um, <laughs> what do you got here? They said they picked their parents. You think you just some baby? Somebody came back that you were gone. So your parents just said you like fucking here I am again. Right. I mean, I'm going to her home. You chose that room. You chose the dysfunction too. Look at him standing there like, oh, okay, okay. Look at this whole audience of so-called conscious community come to see this garbage talk. To understand we control at all times, we have to change our perspective to the perspective of now. Remember the, the, the I mean, the movie that just be his life coach. Very good, very good. So, Phil, Phil Valentine, see the, the click of these metaphysics, the liars, they all know each other. The bullshitters, they click together. Hey, we're good at bullshit. Let's bullshit these people. They all vibe and shit. You know what I mean? They love, they liars love liars. You know, feathers, uh, uh, birds of a feather flock together. So Phil edged him on. Yeah, yeah, that was good, 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 good information. Genetic consciousness streams. And their genetic consciousness streams 
within the envelope of this consciousness reality. There are consciousness streams that we follow based upon our intentions. All things are based upon a divine intention. So what are your intentions for the next life? You who are in school right now. So are you going to be gone or graduate or are you going to be a super senior? It's up to you. Now, see, Phil Valentine is a flat earther, whether y'all know it or not. He's teaching people that the earth is flat. This cat is about to bring up this question about paperwork and uh, uh, sovereignty and filing paperwork and uh, uh, status correction. Phil does all that bullshit, teaches it. All them scams, they're charlatans. Came to attend. Uh, forgive me if I'm nervous, but I'm glad to be in your presence. I'm a secured party creditor. I've declared my appellation name with the UCC and a non UC filing, uh, living, collapsing, and controlling the trust. Um, our brothers are in these Albion dark magic courts. And your last question kind of segues into what I'm doing now, which is trying to crush the courts and the dark magic with the magis. And all these across the court with dark magic and the magis. Don't misuse the word magi. Administrative venues. Has any one of you have made an effort to integrate the metaphysics of Philip Valentine, or what you're doing, Asar, in crushing him with paperwork as also coaching and navigating? These motherfuckers ain't crushing shit with no goddamn paperwork. Getting through these systems and controlling our vessel because we're, we're forced and compelled with a birth certificate theft of the SSK Trust. See all this birth certificate, your commodity, you're worth something, your birth certificate, you're worth some money. This psycho babble. I'm sick of this shit. And Phil Valentine is one of the head of all this bullshit. And the Mortmain Act, as well as um, you know the various uh, collapsing of the federal debt and HR, you know, 192. I can go on and on. Conspiracy, debt, collapse. For 30 years, all this money, conspiracy, it's about the money, uh, you know. Is there any type of manifestation or integration of the metaphysics so we can have, uh, you know, Noble Drew Ali, uh, his, his declaration of the 10-1059 in Cook County, integrated in the paperwork so we can get all our brothers and sisters out of these crooked, false, magic um, administration stuff. So instead of Phil correcting him, he's going to aid him on and help him spread the bullshit about paperwork and courts and maritime law and natural law and all this sick shit. If I may believe it, what was said in this day that the UCC was actually put in because that was an alternative to natural law. It was placed there in order to do business. We became. Natural law is like talking about morality. There's really no such thing as natural law, but if you want to use that phrase, but this is just mind fuck games he's playing on the audience and the people. Because y'all don't know no better. And commodities. Human beings. Commodities, human beings, birth certificate, you're worth money. Became commodities. So we had to act as functionaries within that system. Trump just signed a bill that's going to bring us back onto the gold standard. Right. Do I hate him? 
Philip is doing what he's supposed to be doing. So he's the one that gets talking about the president's ain't shit. Nobody run nothing. It's all Illuminati and all this old shit. And he gets to talk to the Jesuits. But now he's talking about Trump is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Come on. Nobody can deal with $163 trillion debt anymore. So the bankers have to make a deal. Matter of fact, by the way, this is a white man teaching the black community. This is a European. Let's not get that twisted. Is you blind? You don't know what a European man look like? All up in our house? Lying? They went with the cryptocurrencies and we're going back on the gold standard because of BRICS. So what I'll say to you is the UCC one and the UCC um, non UCC uh, are going to be obsolete soon. And you're going to go back to natural law. That means the autochthonous indigenous now will rule the land. But it's a matter of us. Now, we're going to go back to natural law and the economist and the indigenous will rule the land. Who's the indigenous? That's going to rule the land and fuck everything, fuck city law, state law, the county. You know, but it, the, the indigenous is going to rule the land. When, Phil? When? You throw this shit out there and just, you know, have people biting at it, and it's garbage talk. I'm becoming. And got the woke community clapping. A panel of liars. We have to grow our maturity. We have been stultified. We have been, we went through a series of 400 years of arrested development. And natural law has nothing to do with indigenous people, by the way. It has nothing to do with indigenous or people or a group. No one is in charge of no natural law. What is he talking about? And during that time, our true status and identity as the indigenous blood people of this land here. See? That aboriginal shit, that Moorish shit, that, you know what I mean, that indigenous to the land. This is psychobabble and lies. We're taken from us and assigned to this denizen. So... As my distinguished panel guests know, you essentially are going to have to stand on your square and pronounce that revision, getting rid of all of your of your of your entitlements. But even though you use them, maintain your status as a diplomat only walking upon the land, never do business on the ocean with them. Never do business on the ocean, only do business on the land. That's that maritime law that Morris talk. Look, look. Look who his people is, who come to see him, who believe that. Look what's on his head. Are you, are you guys clueless? You don't know what kind of crowd and kind of cranks these are? Always come back on the land and make sure that before you even think about going to court, you file that paperwork stating that I don't do business in that court. 
And if you're forced in that court, force them to remove that banner, that flag, that flag that gives them the authority. It is us to learn. He's talking about filing paperwork in court, y'all. That bullshit. This white man who knows how to grow a cool beard and put some swag and sound, you know, hip, slick, and cool. In past, in your eyes, not mine. But we don't have the schools. We don't control our children's minds. These are the schools that they need to be attending. He's saying our children need to be attending their kind of schools of thought. Dumb us down some more. Believe me, I'm the way. These niggas is cult leaders. Need to be, we are actually establishing a foundation for you to take your children out of school and teach them how to become human, H U E, man beings. Human is not a word, <laughs> it's a made up word. He said, You teach it, take your children out of school and listen to us. Listen to us, liars. Let, give us your kids to miseducate them. Y'all not listening. And the audience is okay, yeah, let's start. So with the audience, psychologically, the audience, yeah, we just, they, they, they went home the next day and watched Phil Valentine videos. Brother Panic punk ass videos. Uh, Duke of Tears lying ass videos. Um, I went to that, I went to that. Wait a minute, this gonna take the cake. <laughs> Watch this uh, 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 fictitious story. He just sits there and makes up off the top of his head. <laughs> Family, before I play this, right? <laughs> before I play this part, listen, listen. I hope you're sitting down. That's the first thing. I just hope you're sitting down. I hope you're not driving because you might crash listening to this story. And this is not hate, family, but this just shows the evolution of the mindset. Reverend Phil Valentine, first of all, he's not a reverend. He does use that as like a moniker or whatever, whatever you use a reverend for. But the whole issue is I've met these people. I used to go to their houses, family. I used to go to Phil Valentine and watch Bobby Hammond. I've been going to the gathering of the masses from I was a kid. This stuff blew my mind. I was about to get license plates, Moorish license, driver's license, and all this stuff. I was about to be big time in this. So I'm not new to this sovereign stuff. But I'm just amazed how... We just don't know who we are. We can't study for ourselves. We don't even have common sense. Listen to this, family. I want y'all to listen to this story right here. I don't care how y'all feel about this brother. He might be a good brother. I don't know. But listen to this story. Say that. Paperwork. Okay, paper come from trees. Oh, shit. You're going to teach us that paper come from trees. So in the end, we're really talking about an integration of something natural turned into a flat surface, right? He's talking about making paper something natural, a tree made into paper on a flat surface, and then people write on it. This is psych games. In which now people are trying to diametrically put themselves onto it, but that's what they did to you. My story. I was getting beat up in court. I maybe told it before, long time ago, taking the court for things or whatever. And I was in the process of that for maybe five years. 
By the first two years, I was getting beat up. By the third year, I really... You was going back and forth to five years, nigga? You should be broke. You had to be rich for that type of shit. You fight in court like that? Who was you in court for? Why you can tell us just now? See what I'm saying? Realize that this whole thing is not even... And I was in the... Pro- Listen. Quick story. I was getting beat up in court. I maybe told it before. Long time ago. Taking the court for things or whatever. <laughs> Taking the court for things or whatever. You can't tell us because if you tell us, we're going to know it's some bullshit. All you can do is make up a fictitious stories and keep people in the blind and sound good. And I was in the process of that for maybe five years. By the first two years, I was getting beat up. By the third year, I realized that this whole thing is not even real. Like, as real as it was, what made it real was my intention in it. And my intention in it was to stop them from attacking me and taking what I felt was mine. But once I realized that they could not take anything from me, that I... Audience full of folk considered conscious. Just stuck. A zombie of cults. Cult members. I did not give them. Then it became a different flow. And so I started to understand that the paperwork is really just a vehicle that really had nothing to even do with what's on the paper. I started to do actual get like the seal of Solomon because I realized that a lot of people oh, are Ashkenazi Jews. Oh, so if that's the case, then they're part of the Benai Breath and then oh. from there, they're part of the other so-called borders that they deal with. And when I realized that, I said, well, there's binding sigils that our ancestors created that I could use as watermarks on my paperwork. I'm going to start using that. Then I started saying, well, you know what? If that's the case in that work, then why don't I start doing other things? It really go within me and my proper self. So I started at the time. What's your proper self, nigga? Remember, I used to wear a lot of feathers in my hand when I was growing it out. So one day I went with all black raven feathers, right? He, he put some raven feathers in his head. <laughs> then went to court. And I had on a whole, like, you know, you know when the monsters wear the black trench coat over they, they, they right? So oh, so if you wear raven feathers to court, you'll have a good day in court. And then with that, with the medals and all of that, I went in there, put a little obelisk on the desk, gave him my paperwork, and every time the judge spoke, I spent it. What started to happen was he started stuttering, he started drooling. The computer started to malfunction, right? And then the next time I went to court, the court was packed just like this, but it was just for me. So he went to court packed just like this, and it was, all these people were there for him. Because of what? What was your court case about? And they just sitting there laughing, believing uh, the goddamn the dumbass story. So then I started to realize, oh, they said in the poison. So let's really take it up. Because now I want to see what I can do. Because now I'm, I realize that the magic is really me. That these people is trying to take something from me. The magic is him. They trying to take something from him. He got the power. This is a sight game. He can never control. So it got to the point, to make the long story shorter, it got to the point that I created what was called a letter of regulatory based on the right of Alexander. Now, now, when you get time, look that up and see if you find it. See, niggas hear shit, but don't fact check it. This is where more science comes in, because true more science is more science. He's a, he's a more, a liar, teach misinformation. 
the study itself. And remember, John, he basically brought, he was one of, he was the first one cult talking us that we was already here. And in the process of realizing the that. Abo indigenous shit, we was already here and all this old stuff. We not Africans. They taking you out of your African mind is what I'm saying. I started to actualize the actual paperwork and started to reduce all the statutory language and just started to speak in what they call the king's English, which is the language that our ancestors spoke here. So when they would ask me questions. So See, he said the king's English. He fucked up. Then he says he spoke Latin and he spoke a Latin phrase. He's making up a story. But one time the judge asked me a question and I just responded to him in Latin. I said, which means he who either he who enters into a contract either has to be aware or not to be not be aware of the origin of the contract. Ask somebody who speaks Latin, is that what that means? What he just said. This nigga do not speak Latin. Which Latin do you speak? Portuguese, Spanish, French, Italian. Which one? Like polite, I speak seven languages and nobody asked you, and nobody ever heard him speak fucking Spanish one time. Ever. Well, aside from that, brothers and sisters, and gave them the paperwork and hit them with that little regulatory that basically let them know I know what chick is up, I'm the judge, I'm the magi, and I expect you to release this bond to me by the next joint by my putting her lead on the bill. He gonna put a lien on a goddamn court building. <laughs> I mean, you guys have to be out of your African mind. I'm telling you. When I went to the court the next the next time, they chained the door. They called my name, went to the door, the door was changed. I had they chained the door. They didn't get a deputy in there. They chained the door because of him. Shut all court cases down for this idiot. They sneak into the court behind. They snuck behind. Now, you do you guys actually think you can go into court and come behind where the fucking judge chambers is? I got into the court. The judge wasn't even on the bench. He knew me show up. They sent a little old white lady, little clerk lady out in the back. Yeah, I used to work at a children's court, Edelman's court. I've worked at courthouses. You cannot go behind no door. Behind there is the judge's chambers and, and staff. You don't know where the fucking, where, where it ain't never been in a really courtroom like that. That's what I wanted to do. I said, well, this is dismissed. I went down on the ring. I said, it's dismissed. And because he didn't show up and I was supposed to do, I'm going to follow through with the action. Follow through with the action. Three months after that, went back down to the court. The court building closed. Right here, 284 um, Adam Street. Look it up. I went in it. Now, he said, look that up. Of course you can look at address up and say it's a courthouse. You telling me that you 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 close the courthouse down for a day and hundreds, thousands of employees just went home because of you? See, y'all don't think that much into the story, but that's what he's saying. And the court building closed and said they had to close it for rats. <laughs> and then they moved it across the street to a court gonna close. Because of him. And the excuse he said they gave him, they closed it because of rats. Like they wouldn't wait to after hours and get some rat control people up in there, some pest control. 
They close it during the day for rats because of him. See, I, I can't I can't stand fuck shit like this. To the new fabricated building they built up in the process of all of this happening. So I still hold the lean on that. You understand what I'm saying? He holds the lean right now on the courthouse. Did you hear him? So I'm trying to say I did this in the process of all of this happening. So I still hold the lean on that. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm trying to say I did this with no UCC, with no uh, statutory language, no preconceived notion other than what I manifested out of myself to do so. And he ain't got not one friend, not one nigga on trial, not one innocent person out of jail or help somebody beat a case. But he can shut courthouses down, make courthouses close the door. He can close his own cases. Look at Phil Valentine. He's with all this bullshit. This white man, Phil Valentine, is with this bullshit. He's co-signing it. You guys are out of your African mind. From that point, that's when I realized the way out is the way in. You remember John Lee said, I'm going to leave this European around long enough for the show how to run a government. And so that's what we did. And we have been working to establish that since for a while, and it's been working. And the more we're doing ourselves, the more it's the total opposite. So I appreciate what you're saying, brother, but like our illustrious doctor told us, eventually none of that stuff won't matter. How are you able to articulate all of what you said without saying it like that? That's the question. See, yeah, Underground Railroad. That's a, 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 a red blue pill in them cats. That more stuff. It's deceitful stuff. This is the reason why we ain't nowhere in the conscious community. Now, the conscious community was into some real science and some real history teachings and not got niggas all up in la-la land and making network. Hey, hold on, hold on. This is why people say I'm going back to goddamn church. Conscious community, crazy as hell. That shit was a nutcase show. Hey, I got my brother who made a video on the line right now. I got my brother, Chief X, the God best reincarnated. How you doing, man? You got my chat going crazy. How you doing, man? What you got against Phil Valentine, man? I know the brother for like 20 years, man. What's going on, brother? <laughs> well, you got to excuse me. I just, just kind of just, just woke up. But um, yeah, I've known Phil Valentine in a while, not personally, but I remember um, going to see Phil Valentine about 15 years ago, and he was talking about health. And um, a long five-hour lecture till at the end of it just to tell us all we need is sunlight and water. Fifteen years ago, I threw my hands up. I said, I can't, I can't do feel no more. So for years, these wild-eyed statements he'd make and, you know, I call him a master myth maker. And it's just for years and he does it intentionally. So I just got, you know, I just got a problem with that. Hey, hold, hold on a second, Chief. Um, and by the way, I'm going to play part two later. 
and um, we're going to get into the um, Phil Valentine exposed. But then again, too, it's not personal family. We're just talking about the information. I don't have nothing against Phil Valentine. I've, I've been a part of events that we use Phil Valentine for the event. I mean, he's been a brother that, that has pushed Kemet out a lot. So a lot of people say, oh, well, he used to talk about Kemet. But the, the issue is not what he talks about or anything, man. The issue is what he's saying. Is it true? Is it false? Is it is he miseducating the people? What is he doing that we just we just so caught up in this craziness? And I'm and I'm just saying to myself, um, he said that Obama is Malcolm X's son, right? How do you prove that? It, it's like how do you prove these outrageous claims? You can't. Bobby Hemmings said that the the, the 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 National Guard is going to be there to collect us and put us in camps at the Million Man March. So these people who listen to them ain't show up because I don't want to go in no um camp. Ain't nothing to happen. And then they come out with an excuse like a preacher. What's the difference with them and 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 Cesaria, um, the guy called Azaria or whatever his name is, made a prediction about the year 2000 and then came back and said, oh, y'all wasn't believing enough. What's the difference between a preacher and what these metaphysical brothers do? Go ahead, Chief. Yeah, so, you know, to me, it's, it's, it's intentional. It's on purpose. Um... A lot of their followers, um, you know, not that it's actually a cult, but it's cult-like behavior, you know. So a lot of his followers um, seem to have mental health issues. Um, the things that he spew, man, is like ridiculous. So one day I sat down. He had a two-hour video one day. And I just sat down and scrutinized everything he said. I noticed when he put his... Um, Live presentations together, he never has a source. He'll have all his written information that he puts up with no sources. Mm -hmm. It's just nothing made sense, man. No, it's just, it, you know, if you got any kind of good logic, good common sense, you can see through it. Mm. So let me ask you um, this. Um, what about Brother, brother um, Panic? Let's talk about Brother Panic. What's going on with Brother Panic? I, I, because I don't listen to these guys. I don't listen to nobody in the metaphysics world. And that's why I told I told Sonetta the other night, you're the only one that do what you do, Sonetta. But the issue is, Rich has his own way. He deals with the metaphysics and stuff. Then you have um, Doggy Diamonds. He deals with the hip-hop culture. And Sonetta deals with the debates and the information for all the groups. So if you want to debate an issue or know something about Moorish history, Hebrew history, um, Aboriginal history, whatever, you're going to find it on um, Sarnetta's channel. It deals with real history. Now with the other folks, I don't know. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, no, nothing about brother Panic. Uh, you know, I just, I may have heard him a few times and seen him make a few, a lot of wild eye statements also. What, 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 have he, what has he said? Because I've never heard him. What has he said? Him saying that um, we choose the family we born into, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, people just oh, people just choosing a dysfunctional family, you know, because some of us are in dysfunctional families. It right. just don't make no sense. But you got excuse me, I just woke up. All right, cool. But all right, so let me play the other video. I'm gonna play it later on, like probably another two hours. And um, I'm going to play um, Unk's video right now.
the one about um that he did Friday night about Dan Calloway. And see, a lot of people say, why are we picking on the dude? We're not. Remember this though. Dan Calloway makes videos about African Americans. So he's calling everybody out. Nobody said to him, why are you calling the African Americans out? Nobody says anything. He calls out the Pan-African community. Nobody says anything. But the minute we challenge his information, oh, you obsessed with him. Why are you still calling his name? Da -da -da -da. I'm a strike your channel. Go ahead and strike it. If you feel you want to stop what we're doing, that's just basically telling me that what the information you have is false. That's what that's all it's telling me. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something now. Shaka Amos is my brother. I love Shaka Amos. Shaka Amos has put out some very good information. All I requested from Shaka Amos is show me a primary source that we went up into Europe. Show me the steles. Show me the primary sources for what you're claiming for the 12th dynasty. That's all. Shaka has not responded. And there's a real reason, not because Garfield is this great researcher or whatever, it's because he's tapped out. You know, he keeps coming back and say, oh, I'm going to respond to Garfield. No, he's not. It sounds good. No, he's not. Because I know he has no primaries to back up what he's saying. So if you want to believe somebody because you like them because of information they had before, I was in love with Phil Valentine information. That's the point I'm really trying what, to make. What, what aspect of, uh, are we talking about the spiritual side, the, the spiritual metaphysical aspect of what they're saying is incorrect or just the whole, you know, writing up the documents and the UCC I, I say and every, all of that? No different than a Christian. So why would us all don't, don't, just become Christians? They're saying the same thing that Christian preachers are saying. They just mixed it up and try to put today's society in it. You see, the issue that I have is this. We don't know who we are, and we are preying on people who don't know they are, and they're ignorant. So we pray on their ignorance to wheel them in. That's all it is. It's a hustle. It's like it's, it's like it's like you know you know the stuff is fake, but you're gonna sell it because it's beneficial to you to sell it. Phil Valentine, I'm not hating on them. Bobby Hammett, anybody that does the metaphysical, there's nothing that they can provide as proof for what they say. But have you, ever, have you oh. ever did any of the rituals or anything like that that they put out there? No. If they I, said, no, do no. this, do that, have you ever really did it? No, no. I've have never, you ever participated? So I've, you can't. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about oh, that. I'm not talking about that. No, 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 no. But I'm you, come, you haven't done that research. Even that, though. But even that, though, Cheryl, are you saying that you've tried it and it worked? Are you saying that right now live on the air? I mean, I have definitely been to spiritual um events and it's something it, it was it, it's things that happened of course i have so i can speak on it as far as certain um drawing certain um aspects of what they're saying yes that stuff works and it does affect us here okay let me so ask we're you. talking just spiritual right, sure. though right, i don't know about spiritual. the ucc and all talk, of that all right, let's talk spiritual all right if it, okay, all right. Let's let's do this, Chief X. I know you're sleeping. It, it didn't but, work, <laughs> of course it didn't. Let me ask you this: If all this metaphysical stuff work, why it's is that? Hold on, all this metaphysical stuff will do some rituals to kill all these damn crackers that's killing us. And show me that it works. Do that. Wait, and don't tell me you can't do it because the rituals don't reach out that way. No, I don't want to hear that. If the rituals work, do the rituals to kill every single white people 
that I haven't seen a ritual person. that kills oh, every single white person. No, I no, haven't no, seen no, one. Not every single white person. <laughs> every single white person that killed a black person. Yeah, I haven't seen. I want a ritual. Like I want that. a ritual for that one because you know why they don't do a ritual for that because the shit won't work. So are we saying that voodoo is is not accurate no, or it's the same thing? It's metaphysical. Voodoo is metaphysical. So what that mean? Because you said voodoo and I'm Jamaican, I'm supposed to adapt to it and say, oh, I'm No, I'm saying, all so are you saying that voodoo is not real as all well? Of, all of it is spookism. It's all inspiration. That's, that's not true. Yeah, it's not true. It hasn't worked. That's not true. Why are we in the condition that we're in? That's not true. Why? Why is it that we're in the condition that we are in? All right, all right, Cheryl. I'm going to believe you right now because I love I, y'all know I love <laughs> Cheryl Stevens. <laughs> I never disagree with Cheryl in public, all right? No, I'm just I agree saying. with Cheryl. Hold on, listen to this. I agree with Cheryl, and Cheryl, I'm going to do this. Either Thursday or Sunday, I want you to get a ritual that kills Oh, my God. God. I'm hold, not hold, on, hold on, what's his name? Let me find out his name. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me find his name right now, because it's in my live show that I did last, um Friday, Controversial Friday. Let me find that show. Oh, I'm gonna find that police officer's <laughs> name. I need a ritual to kill his ass. His name is Michael. Nobody's doing rituals that's killing people. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they probably have some stuff, but that's not what I do. That's not what my thing is. I'm not doing no rituals to kill nobody. Go, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Because that's what makes it even. That's what makes it bad when people come on that really hasn't dove into it and understand how it really works. That's what makes it crazy sounding. Um, um, Michael Michael H. Rossville. That's his name. I want somebody to get a spell for me. Oh, fuck. Valentine or somebody. Hold, hey, Carla, I see you calling in, but let me finish with Chief X first, man. I got to finish with my brother. He's about to go back to sleep. But go ahead and tell us about um about um your Bobby Hemet spell. What, what what was the spell for, my brother? And, and for clarity, for, uh, for our sister, you know, you take example voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say, hey, the um, Haitian revolutionary, the um, the Haitians um, killed the French and kicked the French ass using voodoo. Not really. Voodoo was the prep, like, you know, the drum beat. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, basketball mm -hmm. players listen to, um, you know, rap music before the game. They got their headphones on. That's the ritual. They're getting prepped. They're getting their minds set. But they actually have to go out there and physically play. Like actual real bullets and guns killed the French. Mm -hmm. Not a magic trick. An actual physical fight. They had guns. Buddha was the prep to get the mindset right. So that's what he means by you know it's not it's not like a real magic trick and somebody dies. So Buddha was just like the prep to get the mind right, just like basketball players listen to rap music before their game, you know, the drum beat, you know, it touches the soul and things like that. But anyway, the body image ritual, he has some ritual, I can't remember it clearly, but you put four pennies, one on each corner of the street, the north side of the street, the south side, the east side, the west side. And then later on that day, some money is supposed to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember me and my girlfriend doing this one time. We put a full out of the street, actually, the four quarters of the street, put a penny on each corner. Nothing happened. We were still broke at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about oh, those hold on, kind of hold on, hold on, did you I'm not talking about those kind of rituals. Was your relationship dissolved because of that situation? 
<laughs> I'm definitely not talking about those kind of rituals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me tell y'all something, man. I, I got a confession to me. My brother John Macon says, Coffee, how you say you African you don't follow African spirituality? Now, that's like asking a person from Spain, how come you grew up in Spain and you're not Catholic? Listen, family, free will is the best thing that we have. We we have a God according, um, we have a God that created man, knew that he knew that man had free will, but he also knew the future and knew that man was gonna disobey him, right? But yet still, he's punishing you, although he knew you were gonna do what you did. That's how sick we are when we believe in some of this madness. Now, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Garfield, I'm not gonna deny that Voodoo, Voodoo is a part of the culture of Africans, West Africans, Jamaicans. And it's dealing more with energy. Um, and it's dealing with energy, Garfield. It has nothing to now, do now, with. Now, now, look at Jojo Manley. Laugh on Garfield. Your true character is leaking. No, what I'm saying, family, is this I'm not into spookism at all. And I can't hide. I cannot hide and fake and be something. So if folks are offended that I am, I'm laughing and saying that spiritual, because listen, family, I don't think people realize this. I'm somebody you would not a broke person. If you if you have chief X, if you have more than six months worth of rent and mortgage, you're not broke. That's that's how I look at being broke. If you have more than if you live pay, paycheck to paycheck, you're broke. Now everything I do is based off of the energy that I put into it. Right. So if I want to work hard on my morning money show, I got to make sure I put news articles together. I got to make sure I have stories for the people. I got to do research. People are inbox me. Mo and Sherry would tell me, talk about this, this story here. It's the energy that I put in right now. If you feel by you putting two pieces of feather across your doorway and you put a, a candle, a, 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 a blue candle and a red candle or whatever candle and you burn it. And then you say certain verses in, in the Psalms to blessings. And then after that, you start seeing money coming in and you feel it's because of that. That's fine. And I'm just going to say that. That's fine. That's what you do. That's what you do. I, but I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying is if it works, why is it that we don't have prayers and different rituals to address police brutality, to address the police that are killing us and getting off with it? I remember, I'm going to give you all an example right now, African spirituality that they said work, the voodoo kings, right? When Giuliani and the, the commissioner of police, all these black men were being killed in New York, the African people came out and said that we're going to do some stuff. And they did some stuff. All of a sudden you heard Giuliani had cancer <laughs> and the police chief had cancer. So he had to resign. And what's the name called it early? Is it because of the rituals and the prayers? The African people think that's because of what they did. That's what did it. So now I need to hook up with those African people who are praying and getting people cancer so that they could get rid of these cops who are shooting our brothers and sisters. That's all I'm saying. If it works, let's let's see how good it works because we need to deal with these officers. We let them off the hook. So we got to do something. We can't shoot them because we ain't got the guns to shoot police because when they respond, we can't deal with the response. So we have to deal with psychological warfare or, as you say, the metaphysical or spiritual warfare. If it works, 
Let's put it to good use because the use that we're putting it to is not being shown in the community. It looks like we, we say, oh, we want to get some more money here. We need to get this blessing. We need to get that. And it's not, it, it, we, we still broke. So what is it doing? What is it doing, family? What is it doing? I'm just saying, what is it doing? I'm not disrespecting what you believe. I'm just saying, what is it doing? Oh, Halad Solace, you're not ready. So Brandon Thompson, what has worked for you? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's like, exactly. It's like a new church and it's working. Because those guys that speak, if Garfield go and give a lecture about the struggles of African people, struggling resistance over the century, the last 2,000 years, and say we could use these struggles, Annabelle Barker, we could use Taharka, we could use um, Nico, we could use... Um, the brother, the sister, sister, um, the, the Berber sister Kahina, or whatever her name is, in the sixth century against the, 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 the Moors, the Arabs, she was defeating the Arabs, killing them off. We could use all these people as inspirationals. Um, Dessaline, Toussaint El Overture, Simon Bolivar, um, Kodjar in Jamaica, Nani, Taki, all these people were inspired. And I'm saying we could use that as information to say to people, we can fight for what we believe in. Fine. But to tell me that this is going to work for you and it's working, well, let's see it work against the white folks that are killing us every day. That means they're going to get scared of us. Because remember, the reason why they stopped Obi and Voodoo in Jamaica is because of when Taki went around and was killing people from plantation to plantation. So they said, whoa, we got to stop this African spirituality. So if it works, show me the inspiration that it gives you to go out and do what you need to do to make us free in this country. That's all I'm saying. So you do what you do. All I know is I'm not gonna hold on to nothing like I'm some 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 witch doctor running around here. All right, but I hope nobody's offended. <laughs> Whatever. All I'm saying is the energy, the aspect of meta meta uh, metaphysical um, is out there. It definitely exists. And no, I don't feel like we know everything about it. So yeah, you probably do have teachers out there that really don't understand it and do not understand how to manipulate it. But I have definitely been to groups that was practicing that and you could feel different energy shifts. You could definitely feel it. I mean, I went to um, an event one time with, uh, what was he, uh, Brazilian, it was this Brazilian guy. I've never really been to a black event that did this metaphysical um, um, energy and all of that. But I did go to this Brazilian guy out there in Houston and I went and he was at the uh, Edgar Casey facility out there and he did this event. You go in there and they actually had, you know, the candles burning, all of this stuff going on. And I'm like, OK, what's about to happen? You know, because I'm looking at it and I was the only black person there. But when I got there and they went through the whole ritual part, he went. He said he was going to summon up this old African slave and he had a cigar. And this is something I actually experienced. So I can't speak to whatever else somebody else has experienced, but I actually experienced this. So he was sitting in a room. He um, pulled out a cigar. He said he was going to summon this African slave. And I honestly did hear speaking and it was not coming from the people that were sitting there. It was not coming from um, some type of little setup he had going on. I actually did hear 
speaking, people speaking, no voices speaking. I did not understand it because this is something I'm kind of new in. So that let me know there is definitely ways to tap into these other realms. We're just not knowledgeable. That's all I'm saying. Because if we were, like you said, we would um, have conquered the white person by now and did all of these other miraculous things. All I'm saying is it definitely exists. We just don't understand how to tap into it. All right, let me ask you this. Do you believe um, Duke of Tears when he says that he put a lien on the building? And No, I don't believe all that foolishness. Oh. I'm not saying I believe that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is there is a definite energy realms that's out there that we cannot or, or on a regular basis can't access. Where do you think you go when you die? Are you just dead laying in the uh, in the grave with maggot food? I'm just confused on this. Yeah, yeah. You and see, the government uh, is always can I, can, I you, can I tell you when I died and I saw the white light? You want to hear my story? Oh Lord, here we go. But see, I'm just saying. You cannot speak on You cannot speak on things that you have not tried or experienced. Now, now, you now cannot. Mad, Cheryl. So if I say it, you can't accept me, but if Brother Panic or the one of the pills or somebody else said it, it's legitimate. But if I say it, it's not legitimate. I'm saying I'm, I'm going from my experience. So you tell me, mm -hmm. you tell me when I was in there with this guy, mm -hmm. and there was about maybe four or five other people in there. And he was really, he told me he was going to summon this, what, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, um, uh, slave black man. And I'm hearing things in there and it definitely wasn't coming from us. Mm. You're telling me what was that then? What was it? Did he have a recorder going? No, he did not. He did not. So all I'm saying is there are aspects of the spiritual realm that because you have an experience does not make it not true. So nobody can tell me that there's nothing outside of where we are now. So you can laugh at Phil Valentine, the Peels, and everybody else, but until you have an experience, um, you cannot speak on it. No different than when Unc is speaking about um, the information that he puts out. He go out and do research. So I advise you, Garfield, before you really just say, this isn't real, this isn't happening, because I could take you to the guy that I went to when I was in Houston. We need to just meet up out there and we go to this guy and have him sit there and do what he do. And you tell me what you feel. I, I'm just saying, go out and experience before you denounce it. All right, all right. Um, all right, all right, all right. All right, thanks for that. Hey, Chief let me get you off the line so I could get these people calling so they could beat me up. Garfield, how are you gonna say that? But Chief X, thanks for. I'm gonna call you back in like two hours if you up. Just call back in, bro. All right, I'll give you the link. You jump on. Appreciate it. All right, cool, man. Subscribe to Chief X. Tell Phil Valentine to stop lying. That stuff is serious sometimes. You just can't intentionally and purposefully miseducate the babies of the people. All right. You just can't do that. It's an integrity issue. You got to have integrity with scholarship. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me get let me get this brother in. Thank you, brother. Peace and love. Call from Hey, Carly, you love. What's your name? Where you're calling from, man? And don't 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 insult me. Just promise me you're not gonna insult me. All right. All right. Before before you say before you say anything though, let me say this to the audience. 
You know what my issue is? My issue is man worship. When you can't say, you see, you see, people can't say stuff about Garfield, right? If you say something about Garfield and you say that Garfield lied on the Hebrews and you brought the information, you have the right to say that Garfield told him was misinforming the people. So at the end of the day, I could take the criticism. You know what I'm saying? But for us to talk about people and then say X, Y, and Z, that is just totally wrong. All right, but go ahead, brother. What's your name? Where you calling from? Oh, hold on, hold on, brother. Before I say anything, my, my son's calling me on WhatsApp. What's up, Amir? What you need? What do you need? I'm doing the show. I'll call you back. All right, bye-bye. Talk to you later. All right. And he's in the other room. <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead, beloved. Yeah, this is um, this this is the guy needs. You know I'm saying? I'm just calling from um, Atlanta right now. Um, I gotta agree with um Sister Cheryl. I somewhat believe in ritual, but I think because we um we watch too much movie and they make it look. Hey, look sorry about that, family. Good. Sorry about that, man. I pressed the, the 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 power button. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? I gotta agree with Sister Cheryl. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the whole rituals, because I bear witness to a lot of stuff. I mean, we watch a lot of TV, and because we see a lot of people vanishing and pixie dust and shit, we think that that's what rituals is about. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I got like a, I got like an issue with um being organized, because usually when like let's say I work, my desk is up. You know what I'm saying? I always keep losing stuff. But like a simple ritual, like waking up, I make my bed. When I wake up and I make my bed, my whole day go organized. It's just the the, the ritual is not to make something physical happen. It's to influence your mind because your mind makes physical happen. Because anything you create, you create that shit in your mind first. You know what I'm saying? So the ritual is just to psych your mind in the mood. Like I got like like a ring. I call it the money ring. Every time I look at the ring or think about it, I think about ways that I could... You know what I'm saying? Better my financial situation. So the ring itself is not giving me money. Like, I'm going to go out there and do what I got to do. But it's it's just looking at it. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's an energy. To me, the, the ritual is meant to influence your mind. And a lot of the crazy, spooky shit people say, I think that's just to make people believe in the ritual more. But I don't believe, like, a lot of the spooky shit, like people disappearing or you know what i'm saying you you raising somebody from dead ain't, ain't got to be that serious but it's, it's, a, it's a small ritual that we can we can do practical shit to make things work let's say we come up with some type of some type of song about um who's better irish people are italian and then white people start fighting against each other saying oh italian is better and, and we divide them you know what i'm saying it's different ways it's different ways you could do ritual it's not it's not like this spooky shit you know what i'm saying all right, brother. Thanks for the phone call, brother. Appreciate it. Of course, it. I agree with him. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, brother. All right. Anybody else want to call in, man? Because I don't want nobody to say I don't want y'all to call in. See, my son, he's calling in. He's like, he wanted to talk to his daddy. So he's calling me. But go ahead, family. Anybody I else? Can't call in? I can't. 1 800. <laughs> Amir calling me over and over. 1 800 518 2817. 1 800 518. Where's Sister Safi, man? Where's she at? Because she's another spooky, spooky one, too. It is not spooky. Will you quit saying that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? Seriously, Garfield, we're going to go out to Houston, and I'm going to take you to second, this person. How about you just not elevated enough to understand or feel it? Could that be it? 
Hmm. Hey, family, call back. I made a mistake and hung up on y'all. My bad. Call back. Call back. <laughs> oh, you hanging up on people that agree with me, right? <laughs> Maybe somebody save me from this. Save me. Save me from this. Come on, caller. Save Garfield. Come on, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? All right, hold on one second, Nate. Don't move. All right, Carla, what's your name? Where you calling from? Save me. Come on, Carla. Save me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hear it in your voice already. I'm going to keep you on. Go ahead. Go ahead, sister. I'm going to walk away from this because I don't want to get emotional. Go ahead, sister. Second sense. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second, sis. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Don't move. My brother. Go ahead, man. Let me hear what you gotta say, brother. Hey. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, beloved. So we're just talking, we're just hearing from Cheryl about her experience in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like so we can't discount her experience entirely. So we know that she has one mind and she has the ability to interpret what occurred. The real question is whether or not her interpretation is correct. So we can assume in good faith that she did hear what she heard, but what she is jumping to the conclusion possibly is she's saying that what she heard didn't come from any other source except something she couldn't explain. And she's saying that we, as the audience, we're ignorant in knowing where that source came from. But in the same token, she's also ignorant and not knowing where it came from. No, what I'm saying is that it did not come from the from the plane that we're on. I'm saying that it did not come from a radio. It did not come from the guy that was um, in the room or none of us. I'm saying that it definitely came from a different realm. It was not of this plane that we're on. That's what I'm saying. I don't profess to know everything. All I can go by is my experience and what I experienced when I went. So I, I, I agree that you can. So, go, hold on, hold on, Sherry. Sherry, hold on a second. So I got the sister on. Go ahead, sister. What's your point? Stay on the phone, brother. I got both of y'all in here. Okay, I wanted to finish saying this. I agree with the sister. I think you all are lying. 
paying attention to the big picture. Even when you all talk about y'all gods or Jesus or whatever you worship, cult life following is still ritual. Even in Bibles and scripture, they're burning incense and building altars and all of this stuff. So even when you look into the religions or all of these things, the kinetic science, Scientology, they still all result back to ritual and spirituality. So I'm just trying to figure out how can you say that spirituality doesn't exist when we see people die every day, but spirit is reincarnated. So all I'm saying is this. It's all about what you put an effort on. And he was talking about the police brutality day when AWOC, Esau, and all the different Haitians and everybody, as you said, the people that gave people cancer out there, it was a group of Africans because the stronger, I mean, the larger the group, the stronger the prayer, the stronger the scripture. The same thing as it is when you got all these Christians and everybody that all congregate. And it's because they're powerful in strength because of the numbers. So if we're all separated and most of our black Africans and everybody were separated as a whole according to their religious beliefs and what has been given to us, but when we look into deep inside the scriptures that we're studying, all of those things reflect, like the sister said, back to our religious beliefs and background because they all have rituals that are involved in each and every scripture. All right, stop, 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 sister, stop, stop. First and foremost, I got I gotta keep it real. Now if this is this is the thing that ISUPK said when the, when the brother made the prophecy that in the year 2000 that we're gonna um we're gonna um kill off the white man and he made a prophecy right so now he said the reason why the prophecy didn't work because everybody wasn't united black people were never united in Africa we need to get out of that zone because we were we were a different tribe separated so that means the white man would always have we'd always have an excuse why it won't work because it doesn't work. That is the point that I'm making. We could make it work for ourselves. Whatever happened with Cheryl, let me finish, family. Whatever happened with Cheryl happened. I don't know. I can't explain it. That's in her world. But remember, though, when we feed ourselves all this spookism and all this crazy stuff on different planes and, and listen to all these people, you're going to start being in that world and start seeing it as reality when it's really... Are you kidding? Now, gosh, let, me finish, let me finish. Let me finish this. I'm allowing you to talk. I'm allowing you to talk. Listen to what I'm saying. No one can tell me what ritual can you use for that officer, the officer's name again. Do I need to say his name? We need to see if the ritual works. Let's try that officer. Because I think all of this is fake and it's just like Christianity. It's just like religion. And I'm telling y'all right now, it doesn't work. What has it done for you? What has it done for the community? If everybody's metaphysical, why don't y'all metaphysically unite? I bet y'all don't even. Okay, you didn't, but you didn't listen to you didn't listen to anything that I said, Garfield. Ahead, All you're saying is we're we're not disputing that some people are just making stuff up. All I'm saying is this is my point, and is nothing else to it. My point is the physical, uh, the metaphysical realm, and different realms they do exist. Now, how they actually interact with us, and how we are supposed to interact with it. I don't know. All I'm saying is it definitely exists. Hold on, hold on, Cheryl. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cheryl say that again. You said you, you said why you said exists. I'm not I'm not getting what you said. I'm saying say that, that spirit spiritual realms and other um um things that are not of um this realm that we're on, to be a little bit more um exact, it does exist. What spiritual world are you talking about? 
Because 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 how do you know it exists if you've never went if you never went? I feel because I definitely heard. Hold on, I'm gonna let you speak. Listen, listen, Gideon. I got two people on conference call. I cannot answer the phone when um the two people. I mean, usually I don't answer the phone when one person is on, but the sister was calling the whole time and the brother. So let them rock, and then y'all could call in. I ain't, I ain't running from nobody. So come on, go ahead, um, Cheryl, explain yourself. No, let the sister no let Cheryl finish because she's gonna say I cut her off. So let's sister Cheryl. <laughs> I I'm not gonna say you cut me off. All I'm saying is it exists. Um, whatever that spiritual realm is, whatever that other side is, it definitely exists and it can um interact with us here. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm a guru, that I know how that works and know how to do it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying based on my experiences and I've had other experiences other than with this Brazilian person, it definitely exists. And we do need to put effort in it. The government definitely put efforts in it. Um, they're doing all kinds of tests and research. So you're so, saying we need to put effort in to know what the spiritual realm is? How it works, yes. How it works but, but why? and how it interacts what is it doing for us, Cheryl? What is it doing for us? Garfield, we're not going to know unless we do what? What you and I talk about all the time? Research? Okay. You don't know. Well, you're chasing a ghost then. No, I'm not. You're you not chasing a ghost. You're gaining knowledge okay. about something that exists. All right. all right. Can you prove to me government contracts exist? Oh, you're still talking about on the physical. We're just no, no, no. I'm saying, talking no. about physical. Yeah, right. All right. I so, mean, um, spiritual. All right. How can you prove that a spiritual realm exists? How? How? I just told you. I just said we can actually go to the guy out in um Houston that I went to and see what your experience is. See what you see and feel. Um, I've sat with several people. Right. Let's set it up. Let's set it up. Yeah, I've sat with several people, and you definitely leave out of there knowing it's something else going on that we're just not privy to and do not know how to access. So, right. yes, I think we need to research it the proper way, whatever way that is. We definitely need to right. uh, delve right. into it. Let me this now. If we research it, right, what is going to be the ultimate goal once we research it? What's God the feel, Do you know when you're doing your research, Mm -hmm. What 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 your ultimate goal that's is? The physical, a lot of that's the physical. We're not talking but, about. We're not okay, talking but if it's a spiritual goal that we're looking for, we want to know how does it work? How will it? You got you have all these questions, and you just need to put those forth and see what happens. I don't know what the end goal is going to be because I don't know how that spiritual side works. So right, I can't give you an end goal if we're still researching. The guys in Houston, right? Yes, he's in Houston. Right. Are we going to talk off the in the back chat? And and I want y'all, I don't want nobody to disrespect Cheryl. They're not. But oh, no, I don't care. No, they can say no, what they I want do. To no, I do. You know I'm strong myself. Nobody <laughs> disrespect anybody. Even if you're talking about Phil Valentine, we're laughing. We're not going to disrespect the elder. We're just going to laugh, but we're not disrespecting the elder. You know what I'm saying? Hold, hey, Carla, hold on one second, Carla. Hold on one second. All right, you've been calling over and over. Go ahead. King J, you could ask your question. Go ahead. Go ahead, um, family on the phone. Go ahead. What's your name and where you're calling from? Okay. Yeah, go ahead, King. All right. This this is I'm trying to get to the car. Is who? Oh, what's up, bro? Come on, man. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, brother. 
by the way family if i if i did believe in voodoo or anything i wouldn't publicly come out and do it anyway i wouldn't come out and say i do this and i do that that's none of, that's nobody's business just for the record but i'll say this talking on a spiritual realm is um is is something you can't have a conversation on it because it's a thought process and you can't tell a truth or a falsehood based on a thought process because you can't prove it I'm into science. You can't prove that with science, because if if it's if it's if it's something that we could tangibly prove, even if it, she's the sister saying that we could study it, how can you study something that's not tangible? You can't study spirit world. There's no you, way. You can't. You oh. can't. You can't study oh. spirit world. Oh. Like I said, someone asked me in the chat. They was like, Cheryl isn't telling the man's name and all of that. I am going to look his name up. And if you are in the Houston area, um, I, like I said, I went to the Edgar Casey facility. I don't think the Brazilian guy is at that facility anymore, but I can certainly get his name and you guys can call up there and ask them. I'll even give you the address to the um, Edgar Casey facility that I went to and um, just ask them, hey, the, the Brazilian guy that um, I guess you could say that did um, readings, maybe. That's probably what he went under. But I can certainly give you that. Hey, let me say this. Um, to the sister Robin, she said that when the brother said that um, Phil, Phil is a scammer, he's saying because of things that he's selling to the people. He's selling. I'm not defending that comment. I'm just saying, yes, calling him a scammer might be. Yeah, that's between you and, you and Phil. But the point that he was trying to make is that telling people about the paperwork and all that stuff and go to court because listen you telling people to eat right you eat right and all you do is feed off water and the sunlight and you got the biggest stomach in the world those are the, that's the hypocrisy he's talking about that's why we could laugh about it you know saying obama is malcolm x malcolm x son nobody has checked him on that because well he's an elder come on how do you know obama is malcolm x son how do you know that but we know his father we know who his mother is, his white mother. We know all of that. How do we know that? But we know that Malcolm X and, and um is not his is not his father. Let's let's go by by research. But nobody's checking these people when they say these things because we so caught up in the metaphysical. So it might be right, and, and, and we fall victim. Listen, man, we can't research no spirit world, man. I don't care what nobody says. 
That's just my feeling. If anybody want to be offended, it's not about getting offended. It's about keeping it real. You cannot study a metaphysical when the metaphysical, what you think it is, don't even exist because you can't prove it exists. You're chasing ghosts. But 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 what I need from Cheryl is what is that guy's name? Because everybody keeps asking, what is the Brazilian? Okay, guy? I can give you the, and I'll find out, and I may have to give it on a different show. But um, the the facility I went to is this is the address. It's called the Edgar Casey's A R E in Houston, mm -hmm. and it is seven eight zero zero Almila Road, and that's Houston, Texas seven seven zero five five. And the telephone number is 713-263. Hold on, hold on, number. Are we going to call when we're done? Call her. What are you going to say, call her? Go ahead, call her. You finished, call her? Well, I didn't even finish giving them the telephone number. No, 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 don't give them the number yet. Are we going to call live? Hey, Adinkra, you finished? Because I had his number and well, I lost it, so... Call you live. Call you live. I don't know what me being from Jamaica has anything to do with voodoo or anything. Not because I'm from Jamaica, mean that everything they claim, I claim too. Because I'm not, I was never a spooky type of individual from the junk. You know what I'm saying? That's why I gravitated to the NOI because they said the black man is God, which they really don't believe anyway, but they just claim it. Caller, you're live. You're calling from 786. What's your name? Where you're calling from? Hey, peace and love to Brother Wajaw hey, in the building, too. What's your name, brother? This is Brother Kojo. I'm pleased. Please, listen, listen to me. Listen, hear me out, please. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Why you say that? Brother Kojo. Why you say it like that, bro? Because there's some stuff that I just want to say. And, and, and please contact me after this show is done. Damn, now I need counsel from my peoples now. Now, damn, man. Oh, my God, man. Now you talking all this stuff to me, too? Hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Hold on one second. Yeah, you call like eight times in a row, brother. Um, My brother, Kojo, hold on. Go ahead, brother. What's your name? Where you calling from? Go ahead, brother. How you doing? Go ahead, beloved. Um, definitely, definitely wasn't enjoying the bill. Um, question, you asked a question. You said, how can you prove something on the, on the physical? How can you still, how can you prove the spiritual mm -hmm. on, the, on, the, on the physical realm? Mm -hmm. so my, my answer would be kind of a question because you're not a, you're not a, you're not you. You're, you are a spirit. So, you know, the question would be, how, how can you prove your own physical existence if that's the case? Because are you, are you not a spirit within a, 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 a physical body? So you're not your body. You're your physical self in a, you're your spiritual self in a physical manifestation. <laughs> hey, all right. Thanks, brother. Thanks for the comment. Let me get back to Kojo. Let me get back to Kojo, brother. Thanks for the comment, brother. I'm not interested in proving my spiritual existence. I'm not into that stuff. I'm into what's going on right now. I'm into what I'm going to pay my bills next month. I'm a realist. Spookism cannot save us. It will not. That's like a Christian waiting for Jesus, brother. That's like a Christian waiting for Jesus. It's the same thing. No, but the question would be, who are you? 
I am Garfield. I'm, I am my mother and father's child. That's who I am. Nothing else. That's it. You see, once we start thinking about spiritual, no, because we can't. I mean, if you want to go to African spirituality route and talk about ancestors and they live through us and get all of that stuff, and we 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 get we develop habits and, and, and stuff from my grandmother, great grandmother used to do this, or my father, and I, they see certain things in me. That's different. But to say that we're gonna talk to people on a spiritual realm. Hold on a second, brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My brother, my brother, hold on or call back. I'm gonna let Kojo come in because Kojo wanted to say something to me. I, I wanted to get the opportunity to talk. All right, but thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, go ahead, Kojo. Tell me how I'm wrong, brother. I'm not gonna take it personal. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not about it's not about that you're wrong. This is this is what I want to say. Look, you you how you are, you love, you know what I'm saying, you love our people, you love our Africanness, you love our spirituality. I'm a youngest, I'm in my twenties. But what the sister is saying. It's definitely true. That's number one. Number two, the only thing that can make you know that the spirit realm is real is only when you have a direct experience with it. She can tell you all the things that she's seen, all the things that she's been through, but until you see something in your life, it's the only time that you'll, you'll begin to understand that it's true. That's number two. Now, I wanted to ask you something. When you talk about like Queen Nanny, when you talk about her brothers, <laughs> what when 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 the white man was coming into the mountains, into the blue mountains, they already were, were able to, to to know. And this is this isn't like mythology or anything. We're not talking about ancient Kemet and the myths and everything. This is documented history. They were able to know ahead of time before the white man was coming. And because she was a, an obedient woman. She was able to see. Now, when you go into places like Cuba, they brought the Nigerians, the Ghanaians, the West, a lot of our African brothers and sisters. They brought the spirituality into these areas to help people understand that the spirit realm is what manifests in the physical. Now, I'm going to take it back. My mother, who was born and raised in Ghana, in the villages of Africa, they learned in history books that there was a spirit, there was a, a spiritual man that, well, he over the region of Ghana, he had a lot of wisdom and knowledge, and he prophesied. How Christians would say, prophesy, prophesy. He prophesied that there were going to be people, white people, that would come down and conquer the region of Ghana, and it happened many, many uh, decades later. Now, check this out. When we get into the spirituality and everything, it's real. But the only way is that you have to be able to experience it on your own. And that's what the sister is saying. It's, it's saying that I can tell you all of these things, but until you experience it yourself, that's the only way that you're going to know. Now, there's a person in New York. Like, I wanted to ask Nah, nah, we ain't going to do that, man. Just tell me your, just tell me your experience. Tell me your experience. I don't want to hear about nobody else. I want to hear about you. 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 Cause we, we are, but we are family, though. We are family. Me and you is family. So it's different. But I'm just saying to you, I want you to tell me about your experience. What experience has you had? Because you're not going to come out here and lie to me. So I want to hear what you got to say. I'll give you my experience. But I wanted to say, we can connect you with the people so 
the pe real. the people. Well, my, my experience, like okay, growing up, you know what I'm saying, growing up in America, this that and the fourth. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, oh, three seven nine seven. Delete that. Delete that comment right now. Re just, 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 just delete that comment. You see, I'm telling y'all, you're not gonna nobody, nobody, nobody gonna disrespect anybody on my team, yo. Nobody, nobody. Just because you see, you see, this is the problem. There's a lot of people that's into this stuff. I'm not into it. Cheryl is into it. I, I, have I ever held anything against Cheryl? I'm not gonna work with Cheryl because she believe and she's not believe, but she's into this stuff. Who cares? I really don't care, family. Because I'm telling you, none of this stuff is gonna pay our bills. It's the same thing with the other people with religion. They hold on to their religion because they said they had an experience. It's the same thing. This is what I am saying. It's the same thing like Christianity. It's the same thing like Hebrews, same thing as Muslim. That's what Chief X was saying. He said we might as well just be same thing Reggie said about Jabbar. We turn everything into a religion. That's the problem. That's true. That's, that, and that's You're about to say all again because the facility is now closed. No, no, don't hey, leave. Hey, listen. No, no, I'm talking about the where I can get oh, the guy's okay. name from. It's closed. They closed it. Oh, thank God he hung up because I didn't want to talk to his ass. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, um, listen, man, as long as we could talk about anything, as long as people don't take it personal, man. Let me show this video real quick. And by the way, my brother, um, Wave Chainer. Oh, this person's been calling for a minute, too. Hold on. Um, to accept this call, hey, Carla, my apologies, man. Go ahead, man. What's going on, beloved? Go ahead, man. What are you talking about? How I don't want to talk to you, man. Don't be talking like that, man. Don't be talking like that, bro. You know you family already, man. You know you family, man. Yeah, we know 
And don't bring up that I'm Jamaican. Just don't bring up that I'm Jamaican. That's all. Don't bring that up, bro. Don't bring that up. Because you know what it is? <laughs> I hate when these Jamaicans call up, man. Stop that, man. They know that they know they're gonna win the argument if they say that. You know you're gonna win the argument once you say that. All right, cool. There we go. My man. But let me ask you this though. If somebody, all right, so we all right, let me ask you a question, right? So when they are Jamaica, right? And a man say, Yo, I said I'm only gonna see, I'm gonna see the Obia man, right? And the Obia man's supposed to do something, right? Now, isn't it the same faith that you're having in, in this Obia man that these Christians have? So what's the difference? said the facility went back into the spiritual realm we too late bro <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the call, bro. Let me take this call. All right. Thank you, bro. Peace and love. Oh, boy. Here we go. Go ahead, caller. You live. Go ahead, caller. You live. Yo, how going? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I thought I, I thought it was somebody else. But go ahead, brother. Yo, first of all, I just want to say, like a couple calls ago, my man Wuja is the truth. I just want to say Wuja is the truth. He's a man. But yo, it sounds like we're talking about consciousness. Mm -hmm. People want to describe, yo, what are we doing? What is the thing outside of the mind and all that? It sounds to me like we're discussing consciousness. Mm -hmm. How do you know, and the brother was saying, how do you know you're real? We want to say the word spiritual, things of that nature. There are things that are happening and people want to describe them. We want to say the word spiritual. It throws people off. Maybe we can talk about consciousness and quantum physics 
that seems to be the language people like to use scientifically when we talk about these things. <laughs> So now, I'm sorry, bro. Somebody said, Sheriff, call me no. <laughs> oh, everybody got jokes. Everybody got jokes. <laughs> everybody want to be no, Kevin Hart in the back. Out your mouth, man. Leave my I want to be Kevin Hart today. Kevin Hart, right? <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Wood was on the panel, too, by the way. So, you know, shout out to Wood Jow. Hey, Wood Jow's the truth. But, yo, the, it sounds to me like we're discussing consciousness. And I'll rewind a couple calls back. People ask you, how do you know you're there? We're talking about thoughts. We're talking about these. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, placebo effect. We can definitely find clinical journals, scientific studies that are going to say there's a thing called the placebo effect, where if people believe enough in a thing, it will happen. Now, if we extrapolate that a bit further, and again, this is definitely conjecture, but it's based on observations, people are saying, well, if we get enough individuals to believe in the thing, that thing manifests. Mm. That's the word they like to use. Mm. People like to say that that thing will influence what is happening in the world. So now I will even go a little farther and say that's why, quote unquote, why Jesus works. Because there's a lot of people who believe in that, and their belief, whether that's the placebo effect, whether that is some other power of quote-unquote consciousness, that we, we're still trying to figure out. But there's something going on there where if you quote-unquote believe enough, things actually happen on the physical. I'll take one more piece before I monopolize the mic. What about epigenetics? When people talk about how the belief in that you have will actually change your physical genetic structure. Now, if that is true, then we have to ask ourselves, how and where is this power, quote-unquote, coming from? Could this be, quote-unquote, spirituality? Now, the last piece is, this is why, in my opinion, we have a lot of people putting stock in metaphysics, putting a lot of stock in individuals who are saying, no, I cracked the code from our ancestors who were really talking about consciousness, who were really saying X, Y, Z. I appreciate the time. Back to squad up. All right. Peace there and love. Don't for, don't, now, he needs to be on the research panel. Don't, so forget, to, uh, don't forget to subscribe to Dagger Squad, man. Follow me <laughs> on Facebook. All right. So, Brother Wujah, what's up, brother? You free? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, brother. I'm real low. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I I came to try to help the brother Garfield out. Came come came to help you out, man. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. You get you get tag team left and right, Sister Cheryl. They're beating me uh, up, man. They're beating me up. Yeah, they're trying to beat you up. But uh, peace to the panel and uh, and the listeners. Um, I had put two links in in the back chat in here, mm -hmm. uh, because uh. I'm not gonna be long-winded. I just want to give my my two cents on what I've heard so far, and I I haven't heard this yet. Is that it really boils down to ignorance versus knowledge, like that. That is the ultimate um, dichotomy that we're that everybody's discussing without saying it, because it, it it's a matter of are you comfortable with just not knowing, versus the desire to know and how to go about knowing what you know, because I put in a link 
um, to an article called The God of the Gaps. Because if anybody heard that before, um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astrophysicist, uh, pretty much made that, that uh, phrase popular. Um, if anybody's not familiar with it, look it up, God of the Gaps. And basically what that is saying, it's a principle where if you're ignorant of something, and especially in a theological sense or in a religious sense, when people don't know how something has occurred, then they, they usually just relegate it to God, God doing it. You know, so it becomes God is, is the answer to everything that we don't know and, and feel like we cannot know. So they blame it on God. And so as science advances and expands knowledge, the knowledge base of, science, of the whole scientific endeavor, as it grows, God gets smaller because as we know more throughout time, then our ignorance shrinks and our knowledge expands. Therefore, God shrinks as well. And so the God of the gaps is that perimeter where, where we go to the threshold of our knowledge. And then when we cross that line to where we don't know, then that's where God lives. That's where God dwells in the psyche of our mind. And so when we're talking about spiritual matters and things, that's the same principle, but it's just a different content. We're talking about spirit realm and versus tangible or physical realm and stuff. But when you think about it, everything is physical because even the brother that brought up the particles and things to if you if you talk about even let's just talk about subatomic particles. We talk about a virtual uh, particle, but let's just talk about the ver the particles uh, that we do know about. To to that particular particle, another particle of itself is just as physical as each other. So when we talk about even a, a spirit itself, what is it? What is spirit composed of? What is the constitution of a spirit? And so people get the idea that spirit is something that is not physical. And, and no one has ever said that a spirit is not physical. Even, and I'm speaking about the, the traditions from which spirit comes out of, how we even know to even talk about a spirit. All of those traditions, they never said that a spirit is not something that is not physical. So we, we're arguing from ignorance, and that, that is a logical fallacy to argue from ignorance. And I, I put that link to, to that logical fallacy uh, in the back chat as well. Uh, a lot of people are arguing. Hey, Ujau, can you send me the link in Messenger? Because I don't know what back chat y'all is. And he got it. He oh, got yeah, because I see it. I got it. I got it. It's on the Google Google chat. In the Google. Yeah. Sorry, the Google chat. Yeah. Uh-huh, because I just pulled both of them up. Yeah, it's it's uh one is the argument from ignorance, which is the logical fallacy that a lot of, and it's normal. You know, it's not something that, that you know, is, is rare. A lot of people... We, we all do this. So what I'm saying is that we're, we're not, but we're not addressing it. We're, we're talking about the effects of all of this stuff, but we're not addressing the, the cause of it. And so a lot of people have these experiences that cannot be explained. So they relegate it instead of to God, they relegate it to the spiritual realm. So you, you can replace the word God for spirit, spiritual or spirit or spiritual realm or whatever word you choose. But the same principle is, is applicable. When we don't know something, we attribute it to something that is beyond. So we have a threshold of knowledge. And so back to what I originally asked is it, it's a matter of how comfortable are you with not knowing versus 
knowing and your pursuit of that knowledge and how do you go about doing it. And so that's where science comes in. So, so Garfield is asking, we ask the question, how can you prove X, Y, and Z? How can you prove X, Y, and Z? Because that is a necessary um, uh, uh, thing that we have to take up in order to understand uh, objective reality. Because nothing happens in isolation. Everything has an explanation. Now, our knowledge of that reason, explanation, et cetera, is a different story. But everything has an explanation. And when we don't know it, we, we tend to, as humans, we tend to assign it to something, whether it's God or whether it's a, a word that replaces God. It's something that we don't know. And then, and then people operate in that arena and argue. And so that's where you bring up argument from ignorance. People are arguing while ignorant. And that's, and that's very backwards. And our, and our, our forefathers, our, our ancestors did not approach it that way. We assume so because we've been conditioned by the Abrahamic traditions that that is so, but that is not so. That is anti-African. We, we were the progenitors of science. We pursued knowledge. We didn't pursue ignorance or argue in ignorance. And so this is something we have to get back to. And, 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 and I want to say this because this is a practical example that I'm going to um, uh, kind of explain what, I'm, what I mean by that. Let's take magic. Everybody's familiar with magic. Uh, a magician or an illusionist or what have you, all right? Everybody has experienced magic in some form or fashion. Now, to, to the audience, magic is magic. To the magician himself who's on the stage performing the, the trick or whatever the case is, it is not magic to him. To him, what he's doing, he's executing science. But to the audience, it's magic. Why? Because the audience is ignorant to how it's done. Once the audience knows how the magic trick is done, then it's no longer magic. And so a magician by profession is relying on the ignorance of the audience in order to be successful. In other words, the, the, the magician is banking on the audience being ignorant or not knowing how he's doing what he's doing in order to be good. That's how you judge a magician, how well you can fool the audience. So so, so it's two perspectives there. So the person who is in the know, it is science to him. He's executing science. He practices. He, he has the contraptions, whatever, whatever tools he needs and stuff like that to execute the, the trick. But the audience don't know any of that. So they're wowed by it. And because we walk into a magic show knowing that that's going to occur, we're comfortable with it. So, so because we're comfortable with it, we look at it as entertainment and, and we're okay with that. But outside of that um, scenario, when it comes to life, now all of a sudden people get uncomfortable about being ignorant. And now we wanna, we wanna know, but we assign it to something that is beyond our knowledge. And we, and, we, and we are okay with it that way. And we blame it on God. So we use the word God or the concept of God or the concept of spirit or the concept of metaphysics and stuff like that. We use all these words to, to, uh, to to uh, contain that, uh, that ignorance. So that's what we're really dealing with. We're dealing with ignorance versus knowledge and our ancestors chose knowledge and pursued knowledge. And that's what we can't, we, we, uh, can't forget. So, so just think about the magic uh, scenario because even, even in Africa, 
even in, uh, you know, as far as my focus in Africa, I deal with Africa in general, but Nile Valley specifically, people would refer to um, uh, some of the things that you see in Egypt as magic and so on and so forth, but it's not. The, the so-called priests were not some spooky, all, uh, you know, all type of people. <laughs> well, no, it was probably technology and the, way, and, the, and the way that they use certain properties and things of that nature. I definitely didn't think it was spookism or, you know, something that just came out the sky. Technology. And technology can probably explain what I experienced. I don't, I don't know. But as I mentioned to Garfield earlier on, right, right. I said we probably do need to research that, but Garfield don't think we can research. Again, what happened? Can you, I want to give it my full attention right now. Oh, Look, Father. Try to be funny. <laughs> Oh, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm actually serious. All right, now, let me let me say this last thing. Let me say this last thing because because um there's a there's uh um if anybody knows Neil deGrasse Tyson, he I mean he 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 explains this very good about argument from ignorance. Uh in science, there there there's a uh striking difference, like a almost 180 difference between uh what is considered evidence in the courtroom versus what is considered evidence in science. And one of those things is eyewitness testimony or or personal experience, because because I know Sister Cheryl is explaining her personal experience. But I'm, but in science, that doesn't fly. And the reason why is because our senses and the mind and psychologists will will, you know, have journals on all this as well, that we have a, a our mind has a certain uh, handicap or frailty, which which ties into the argument of ignorance. And Neil deGrasse Tyson even explain, explains it how that um, in the courtroom, an eyewitness testimony is, is very high on the scale of, of, uh, of evidence. Like they, they consider eyewitness testimony as very, very strong, very, very valuable. But in science, eyewitness testimony is the opposite, is at the bottom of the scale. It's at the bottom of the scale because, because of our frailty of our five senses that they say we have, we have and the combination of those that creates our psyche. Because we can, uh, it's very, very subjective. And so in science, scientists try to eliminate error by holding that as a, at a very, very low standard. So per people's personal experiences are not very uh, valuable in the realm of the various different scientific disciplines. This is why science has a certain methodology, depending on what branch of science, they have certain methods and procedures that they use in order to confirm, corroborate, verify these different experiences and things. And if you can't, then they leave it there. They don't do the God of the gaps thing and try to explain because then everything you say beyond your knowledge is simply arguing from ignorance. And so this is something that we have to learn to avoid and this is something that our ancestors learned to avoid and kept it um, 100. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Anybody want to call in? Let's go. Nobody. I definitely agree with Wu, Wu Jia Wu. I, I definitely agree with what he was saying. Um, but like I said, it definitely needs to be researched. And maybe with him and some other people, when you're experiencing stuff and you go into a group setting, they can, oh, okay, do you hear this? Well, ask this or whatever the question, however you decipher this, I think it definitely needs some attention. Now, a lot of quacks out there that's, that's doing the craziness, I don't agree with. But once again, all I'm saying is 
there is something going on that we're just not privy to and do not know how to access it. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, yeah, because I saw the, I saw the comments. They said they couldn't hear me. Well, I hope I hope <laughs> I hope they could hear something that I said. I don't I don't repeat myself. Oh, we but. heard everything you said a minute ago. Okay, all right, good. Mm, um, I want to bring up something about Luzia woman real quickly. Um, let me bring this up real quickly on this page. The Luzia woman. Um, it's a lot of confusion, and I, and I, I don't know if um if the brother is gonna um I don't know if the brother is gonna um what you call it. Let me let me let me do this. All right, let's take a look right now at this. All right, I want to share my screen real quickly with the family. This is for the brother named Wave Catcher in the audience, right? This is from an article, Luzia woman, a skeleton of a woman that is one of the oldest human remains in the Americas, okay? Now, when we scroll down, he talked about Walter Neve, right? Many anthropologists, let me scroll, let me make it big so he could read and so he could stop saying what he's saying. They call her Luzia because she's the first woman in, in honor of Lucy, who's the first African woman. They said they're going to name her Luzia. Luzia. All right? In Spanish or in Portuguese. Okay? Many anthropologists, including the forensic facial reconstruction expert Richard Neve, think that the features of this woman are similar to those of Negroids. Similar. Right? to Negroids, indigenous Australians, and the Negritos of Southeast Asia. According to the anthropologist Walter Needs of the University of Sao Paulo, she's closest in similarity to the Australian Aboriginal people. He theorized that the predecessors of this woman, what does predecessors mean? Pre is a prefix, meaning before. So the people before her, where she lived, in, in, in where she was in um, in Brazil, the predecessors of this woman lived in Southeast Asia for thousands of years after they migrated from Africa. So the African migration, again, it goes back, y'all don't believe in out of Africa theory. Go from Africa, some went to Australia, some went up all up into Asia and come around. Studied out of African theory. Y'all don't believe in it, but y'all using evidence that people use to support the out of Africa theory. So yes, she came from Africa, but technically she's not an African anymore. She's a totally different haplogroup. group. All right? I don't, well, we can't get into that. But at the end of the day, family, look at this. Her predecessors of this woman lived in Southeast Asia. All right? All right, all right, my brother, wave catcher, are you going to admit now that you're wrong, or are you going to keep telling us the same foolishness? That's all I want to know. I don't really care about nothing else. I just want to know if you're going to come, you know. Oh, now he's talking about cargo ships. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Um, oh, okay. I'm seeing stuff in my house now. What y'all did? I just saw something in my house. What y'all did, man? What y'all did to me, Cheryl? I just saw something in my house, man. What color was it? <laughs> Oh boy, I tell you. All right, so let me um I'm gonna go to um brother Unks 
Oh, here we go. Let me get this guy on. Hey, I want to say this too. Um, think about this. If if people just really really think about this, uh, people who who are, are believers and everything, um, like the human senses, we have five senses as they as they say: see, touch, taste, hear, and smell. Out of all of our five senses, like let's just take one of them: uh, eyesight, our seeing. You know, there is uh, the entire electromagnetic spectrum is very, very, very large in terms of um, all of the frequencies from one end to the other end. And if you think about it, our our just on the on on as far as light goes, our sight we we can only see a very, very, very minute, small fraction of that entire spectrum. Uh, we call it visible light. We can't see X rays, gamma rays, uh, cosmic rays, or any any of that kind of stuff. If we take sight, if we take hearing, the same thing. We we can only hear a very, very small, small, minute portion of that entire spectrum. And we could go on about all of our five senses. So if we really, really think about it, if God created this entire universe and the universe is composed of, of all of the entire spectrum, then we're only equipped to only deal with a very fra small fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the entire thing. So, so everything outside of that, we tend as human beings to assign it to this supernatural or this, this God type of, of being or figure. And that's where the ignorance comes into play. And this is why science and religion bumps heads so much is because science is the pursuit. Uh, it's, it's the uncomfortable aspect of being ignorant and it's the pursuit. It's something that is, is, uh, uh, driving the human being to want to know. And so methods of how to know when something is known was developed in ancient times that bring us up to the day called the scientific method and all the variations of it on our pursuit of this knowledge. And religious people who are comfortable in ignorance have a problem with it. And that is the, the root of the, of the dichotomy between science and religion. This is why you see most of the arguments that we even see today. It's, it's because of that. All right, cool. All right, let me um get into um. Go ahead, caller. You live. Go ahead. What's your name and where you're calling from? Peace to my family. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead, man. Okay, this is Brother Ryan Blyden, uh, Buffalo Garvey, Jeremy. Um, salute to the Dagger Squad. Big up Chief X and John is the truth. I really almost don't want to say to say much because he just killed it with the guy that got in a logical fallacy because that's where we're at. But I was really calling in from a couple of the early calls because we got to define what metaphysical is, right? Because some, and what the ritual, what a ritual actually would be. Some people were talking about they heard sounds in a room um, after some summoning of a slave. Other people were talking about just um, making their bed of the ritual. And you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's either an inspiration or it's actually in a spiritual realm. Very and I'm in agreement with Brother Garfield when we say that there is no such thing in the spiritual realm until we can actually prove that. And until we can have evidence of that, that we can't deal with that. You know what I mean? And so that's how we get caught up in all these other things, like asking questions like where are the slave ships and you know what I'm saying? And it's a spiritual, you know, you know, every like like you've been saying, it's the same exact thing as uh, the Christians when they tell you that you know what I'm saying they had an experience at the one church. If you could just come down to the church and meet that one pastor, you would get the same feeling. Or you know what I'm saying? It's all the same thing. And, it, and like you said about moving the goalposts, it's either you know that we all got to get together, be on the same page, and do 
gonna happen. That's why it'll never happen. It's the, it's the inspiration of Ifa and the cultural practices that 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 fuel us to go do action. It, it's fine, you know what I'm saying? And as an atheist, I actually practice Ifa practices. You know what I'm saying? As a cultural practice, just so we can keep our own things. But I don't necessarily believe that there's about to be an Orisha that's gonna come down and intervene in in a, in a lifestyle. They're not gonna talk to me. They're not going to respond if I talk to them. That's not going to happen. Now, mind you, being inspired about honoring my ancestors, you know what I mean, and being inspired by what they did before me and then trying to emulate them, that's a different thing. And trying to defend their honor by action, that's a different thing. And that's a cultural practice, not a spiritual or metaphysical thing. Metaphysical cannot be proven. And it, and, and just like my brother Wujal said, the God of the guests, it's I don't know, therefore it must be God. It just, that's just not, you know, that's a logical fallacy. Please, I invite everybody on the chat list to go, please go check out that link. Please learn what a logical fallacy is, because if you do not have information to, and evidence to prove any position, you can't stand firm on it. That's just that simple. All right. All right. Thank you, family. I'm going to um, play a video so everybody could just mute their mics. I'm going to play a video from um, um, Friday's show. Um um so let's look at let's look at this and let's let's evaluate it i'm going to stop it i'm going to look at some of the information Unk's talking about and what i found out since he went in and shout out to um nahisi also from the masi warrior clan all right because now you got to find you got to find um i don't know where Unk is hold on let me see if he texts me he texts me this morning i already got him garfield you got Unk already all right cool he, okay you know he what about to, he about to jump on all right, cool. I'm gonna email him anyway in case he has problems. Um, oh, he missed the good part. Oh, Cheryl, he heard. <laughs> ah, he about to come on here with the suit on in. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I have to, I have to confess, I had to send him an Ujjow the link. I was like, oh, you are messy. You are so messy. Oh, he about to get on with the yeah, song. yeah. Monica just told her so I wasn't gonna say anything, but 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 Monica uh inbox me said, Hey, come and help your brother Garfield out. I keep it real. Hey, it was too many Garfield, it will tear you up. Garfield was like, All right, man, let's just take the callers. All right, man. Hey, and look, and look, and look, and somebody, and somebody said Gar Garfield staged his, his son to call in so he could break up the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Garfield, I think he did I too. I couldn't help Garfield because you know Cheryl, my girl. So I wasn't going against Cheryl. So I was like, I'm gonna call it. I'm a rock squad. <laughs> All right, cool. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm the light up to get the army rock squad. I'm tickled. Let me put this video on. All right, thank you guys. All right, let's just take this um information here and then we're gonna evaluate it and see what Unk is talking about. Let's see if he's on point. <laughs> when we realize where he got it from, and this is what I am not. We're talking about the same article, and we actually went, it went deeper than the article that we've been showing. All right, so check this out. I want to know why. Why in the world would Con Callaway, you know what I'm saying? And I say it in jest. Yeah, I mean, the same way they made the video. The video was in good taste, and it was funny. So I don't mean no actual harm to the brother, right? But right now, we fighting for the minds and souls of the babies. We fighting for 
correct information because there's a lot of foolery going on out there. A lot of folly and a lot of misinformation and people double talking, right? And nobody's really dealing with the issue. So we'll have a whole lot of comments. And now, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear the comments from this, right? And we're going to make sure, brother, you get that phone number. The call. I want you to be the first call to call in. And I want to hear the truth. So let's start with where did Con Callaway really get the information from? Y'all wouldn't be surprised here. Y'all gonna be really, 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 really surprised when I show you exactly where he got it from. It's gonna be amazing. Let me screen share this. <laughs> May I tell you? All right. Got the screen share going. All right. And bam. Can you see my screen? <laughs> Brother Garfield. No, you're not sharing it right. Go on the go on the um the share button on the the, the left hand side. I am sharing use that right. button. Yeah, yeah. Use that button and share it instead of using the other one. Hold on, do what? Use what? Use the button on the um hold on a second. Let me see something real quick. It is, it is. should be sharing. It's it's coming through now. There you go. There you go. All right, let me get hold on. Let me get me out there. Hold on. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna make sure y'all make direct comments to what I'm saying right now. Don't make comments all around. Here it is. You see my screen right there, right, Garfield? Yes, sir. That says the who? Manataka uh -huh. American Indian Council. Proudly presents. What are they presenting here? DNA testing proves Native American genealogy to be among the most unique in the world. Now, wow. so, so watch this. They actually use the same article that Con Calloway used, but they rightly, they, yeah, I'm saying, to pick what the article is talking about, and they rightfully, they rightfully cite the damn article. But watch this, y'all. We're going to do it uh, just like this, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to, what does this say, Garfield? That says what? Hold on there. Um, the systematic destruction of the Native Americans. First Nations, Medis and Inuit people, and their entire way of life was not only one of recorded history's greatest tragedies, but as with the slave trade, deeply spiritually wounding to all involved. Yeah, we're gonna stop. We're gonna come, we're gonna come to the we're gonna come to the hold on. We're kinda here, hold on. <laughs> and we're gonna see can we find this. We shouldn't be able to find this on here. That shit we got filled. <laughs> All right. What does it say? The systematic destruction of the Native Americans, or rather, Native Indigenous Aboriginal people. Stop. Stop. Let's go back over there. It says what? The systematic destruction of the Native Americans, First Nations, Medicine, Inuit people and their entire way of life was not only one of recorded history's greatest tragedies, but as with the slave trade, deeply spiritually wounding to all involved. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> so do you so see he, this again? So, he, he, yeah, so he, took out, he took the stuff out and added the native indigenous aboriginal people. And what? In their entire life, 
was not only what one of recorded history's greatest tragedies, but as with the slave trade, deeply spiritually wounding to all involved. Deeply spiritually wounding to all involved. Do we see that? Yep. So we do see that. Though. He took out. He took out First Nations. He took out the menace and Inuit people. <laughs> No, he's not doing that. Yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's see what else we got. Continue reading below. And it says what? Hold on. It says what? Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Where you at? Stop. The inability of governments. Where we want to refund? Right, hold on one second. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. All right, so go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. The what? The inability of governments everywhere to come to grips with their dark past and allow the Aborigines, who are natives to the land of America, as well as the descendants of everyone else involved, the healing required to move forward is not only a denial of basic human rights, but a telltale sign of the type of current racism, economic neglect, and, and mistreatment that will surely come to light were they to do so. Okay, now, so you see where we at, right? Right, right, right. I see we ended up, uh, uh, what, what's this? Wounding to all involved. Okay, now, now we come down to here, right? He mm -hmm. took all this out, right? He took all that out and he started over again, all right here, read that, yep. The inability of governments everywhere to come to grips with their dark past and allow the aboriginals who are native to this land, as well as the descendants of everyone else involved, the healing required to move forward is not only a denial of basic human rights, but a telltale sign of the type of current racism, economic neglect, and mistreatment that would surely come to light were they to do so. All wow. right. Again, here we go. The inability of governments elsewhere to come. This is the Con Callaway site to come to grips with their dark past, allowing. And y'all can just finish reading that. So we see how that copy and paste take this out. Momentum is going now. Do we not, Brother Garfield? Yes, sir. All right. Let's see the threads of culture. These ancient codes haven't existed. All right. We start right there. Let me come back over to here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What do you see right here? I say yet many groups. What did I say? Yet many groups. Yeah, many factions. groups and factions still persist, okay. such as. Okay, so from here, let's go over here to here. Hold on. I'm going to do it for you. He took that out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he started right here. The, oh. threads, the threads of these ancient cultures having existed here for tens of thousands of years prior to the arrival of the pioneers, no matter how tenuous they may currently be, must be preserved, strengthened, and woven back into a quick, into a quilt that tells a unique story of not only their past, but of their bright future as well. All right, let's go ahead to Mr. Con Galloway. He says, what? Well, go ahead, y'all, because we're going to see how he takes words off. The threads of these ancient cultures having existed here for tens of thousands of years prior to the arrival of the Europeans, no matter how tenuous they may Yep, he put Europeans in. Yep. He put, he put Europeans in. Let's go back over here. He, he took out pioneers. He took out pioneers. Yeah. And put, All right, let's see. Hold on. All uh, right, where we at? Uh, yeah, right uh, here. The threads right here. There you go. 
I know that. Uh, right here. Right here, pioneers. Pioneers and put in what word? Europeans. Okay, we got it. We got you, Con Callaway. Yeah, you did. The video was funny. Good joke. And whoever made it made me a little bit mad to make me keep reading it like I said that I was going to do. Let's switch back over here again. Here you go. Right here. He, took, he put in, this is Con Callaway's work. He put Europeans in. And it says what? No matter what? Tenuous. No matter how tenuous they may currently be. Uh -huh. must be preserved, strengthened, and woven back into a quilt that tells a unique story of not only their past, but of the bright future as well. The reason for this runs much deeper than one may suppose. All right, and here we go. We're right here. No matter how tenuous they may currently be, must be preserved, strengthened, and woven back into, into a quilt that tells a unique story of not only their past, but of their bright future as well. The reasons uh -huh. for this run much deeper than one may suppose. All right. Now, now hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, um, before you say anything else, right? <laughs> I need to make it clear because on one of the video responses, the brother said he did show the source to the video, to it. That's not the conversation that we're having. We're having some, this is not really plagiarism in a sense. It's not plagiarism. What it is, family, he is being dishonest and he's pretty much lying to us. He's taking a source, keeping the source at the end of the, 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 um, the paragraph or whatever he's writing, but he changes the words inside the article to fit into his paradigm. So he's trying to believe in it. That's why we're calling him Dan Con Calloway. All right. <laughs> It is because 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 when you're in college and you got to submit a paper, uh, you know what I'm saying they would call it. You, if you don't cite it properly, they're gonna they, they're gonna say you're actually plagiarizing. Correct. He he's copying and pasting that. You you're stealing that. That's what that's what he's doing, right? So he's not even showing the source of this guy's writing. He's not showing the source of these people right here, yo. That was the the Manitoba American Indian Council. He's not right. showing that. He's not showing it nowhere on here. So now I want to hear the response to that. <laughs> yeah. You feel me, Gunfield, right? Yep. Yep. So, so he stops right deeper than it's supposed, right? That's where he stopped at, right? Right. All right, let's come back over here. Let's see. Deeper than it's supposed, right? Then we scroll up. Whip, whip, and he says, What? The indigenous people of the Americas. Hold on one second here. That's something on my screen. Okay. Yeah, the Aborigines are amongst the most unique in all of the world. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, that's another crazy. It, it, it just get worse, bro. Mm. So he cut out. So he cut out all of this, right? With this, say, geniality. Western Aborigine has been a great interest to certain researchers. Bruce, uh, what to say? Reach, re, what to say? Recent findings. Recent findings have proven something that me long met that many long suspected that genetically. The indigenous peoples of the Americas are amongst the most unique in all of the world. All right, so let's see what he stole. Now. Let's see what he captured. Right? Indigenous people of the of the indigenous people of the Americas, everybody, are amongst the most unique of all the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, yo, he stopped in the middle of the sentence. Garfield takes time. Yep, the indigenous peoples of the Americas. Oh, let's do put in brackets. Oh. He took out this. Recent findings have proven something that 
made suspected. Right? That, that's that, right? There's a comma right there, right? Mm -hmm. Stop right there. Hold on. Look, he got indigenous people out of his world of the most unique in all the world. Does he not have that right there? Yep, he added the word the aborigines. And the word aborigines, right? Yeah, he put a comma and then added. He created he his took, own sentence. He took all this out, right? He took this out genetically. And right here, look, look, look. This is what we got him at. Look. That comma, look, genetically, right here. Is that not a comma after genetically? Yep. The, is that not a word, the? Mm hmm That's continuing his sentence, is it not? Yes, it is. But guess what he does? He takes indigenous people of the Americas are the most unique in all the world, right? Let's go back to Con Calloway's. He says what? The indigenous people of the Americas, the Aborigines, are amongst the most unique in all of the world. Let's go back to this again. Huh? We got them. He added the word Aborigines right there, did he not? Yes, he did. He With made this seem like, and he also made this seem like this was a sentence unto right itself, itself, which it wasn't, because it clearly was part of this sentence. I'm showing you nice and slow. We're not hollering, screaming. We just got it. See that? We actually start but, the sentence. But the key is, why would he want to eliminate the word genetically? Why would he do all that? Uh, because that has to do with DNA. He's trying to avoid that DNA conversation. Although he's killing himself because he does have to mention DNA because the article is about DNA. So he don't want us to say genetically these people are unique because the unique is going to lead back to Asia again or to another country other than Africa or somewhere outside of this country. So he doesn't want the genetic conversation, although he's used in DNA. So he's confused. He's confused. And hold on. So he actually, let's do it again. He went to these people's website. Do you see the picture these people got on their website? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Look what he did. Bam. He go here. All right. Come here. And then he picks up where they pick up. For two decades. For two decades, researchers have been using a growing value of genetic data, right? Bam, 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 population, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, we already know it. Uh, right here, whether the, the Native Americans migrated in the New World, right? He picks up right here. Wait, what, what, what does it say, yo? For two decades, researchers have been using a growing volume of genetic data to debate whether ancestors of native Aborigines immigrated to the new world in one wave or successive waves are from one ancestral Asian population or a number of different populations. Right, so actually, Edward native uh, Aborigine, did he not? Yes, he did. Okay, but this is from the, uh, with the, the other article, right? So I figured out completely where he got it from. He actually stole it from off of here, right? And as you go down, we know how it goes. Get to this part where uh, this is the other, other people's website. Now, after painstaking comparing DNA samples of people, right, modern day Native Americans and Eurasians groups, right, and international team of scientists think it can put them out of the rest virtually without exception. The new evidence supports the single ancestral population theory, right? Coming over here, he does the exact same thing. Look, now after painstaking comparing the DNA samples, 
right? People of dozens of modern day Native Americans, right? Or Native Indigenous Aborigines and Europeans. He added that whole phrase, did he not? Right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He added that whole thing in here, right? And that's from the scientific article, right? But these people up here, right? They do it, they do it, they do it, right? Uh, Con Calloway, some strange reason all of a sudden, uh, this is back in, I didn't see that before, but that's okay, right? But this is the, the indigenous, these quote unquote people website. They, they keep going down here, the whole y'all y'all thing. It's the whole article right here. And this is, this is how they source it. Um, look, they actually source it properly. See this? Mm -hmm. See? 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 This is their source. See that? Yeah, the second source, that's the one that you had originally showed in the first video. The the um the Science Daily article. Yeah, right here. Yeah, but I didn't even use the Science Daily article. I actually went to the people that actually wrote that to the university. Remember that? Oh, okay. Right. You see um right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually went there. So okay, so 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 there is no confusion. All these are all the white people that wrote the damn article. Look at that. He conveniently left all that out. See? See that? All the white people he claimed, John Hopkins University, Donald F. Conrad. I ain't gonna keep reading all these white people. Man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. He has somebody in here from the University of Chicago. Isn't that one of his arguments that the University of Chicago is some conspiracy with somebody from the 1940s? Ballstein and all that stuff. I got my notes on all of that. You see, so now he don't want to show that because that's going to contradict what he teaches and tells people. Oh, we can't use, this is a clean article from nobody. They're not affiliated with this or that. No, you're using University of Chicago, the same people that you talk against and say there's some sort of conspiracy. Yes, so, so we see the game is played, right? But we're not going to stop here. You know what we're going to do? You know what we really want to do now? Mm -hmm. to come here. <laughs> Do you see this website right here? It Rasta Live Wire. I know that website. Pseudo as hell, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's my people. That's my people, but they pseudo as hell. Now, what does it say in green highlighted? The tens of millions of Americans, so-called Indians, who disappeared after 1492, did not at all die in the Holocaust inflicted within America. Many thousand were sent to Europe and Africa as slaves. The whole slave trade myth is that the whole story was given to us in reverse. A mass colony of Africans were not shipped from Africa to America, but the truth is that black Indians were shipped from America to Europe. They were then shipped to Spain, to Africa, as commodity for African resources. These black Indians, now mistaken as Africans, were shipped back to America and classified as African slaves. This part of our is, is what the school systems fail to mention in their history program. Hold on a second, my brother, before we even go any further. <laughs> is this website actually saying that, or are they saying that what people are saying? No, this is this is the way. This is a whole goddamn article he worked, man. What oh. about African slave trade? Oh, my God. So, wait a minute. First of all, let me give my man, uh, Nahisi from the Amara squad, uh, actually finding. The other piece that I that, that we worked on earlier, you know, mm -hmm. the piece we just spoken earlier, a brother Nahisi asked found it. He heard me mention it and he went and found that shit. Good research, brother Nahisi. 
Uh, I mm. ain't want to leave that out. But now, ten look, tens of millions of Americans. Garfield, that sounds very familiar. Does yes, it sir. sound familiar? Let me see if I can find it on Con Conway. <laughs> tens of millions, ladies and gentlemen. I smell a rat. I smell a rat, ladies and gentlemen. The old guy has smelled a rat. Let's see if I can find the tens of millions. I know it's coming up here. It sounds familiar. All right, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We oh, there you go. This is Con Callaway site. What does it say? Oh, hold on, brother. Hold on one second. You come back to this screen. All right. The tens of millions of Black Americans, or rather Indians, who disappeared after 1492, did not at all die in the Holocaust inflicted. Oh, he's sabotaging you right now. <laughs> ah, shit. Here you go. Here we go. The tens of millions of black Africans or rather Indians who disappeared after 1492 did not at all die in the Holocaust inflicted within America. Hundreds of thousands were shipped to Europe and Africa as Indian slaves. The whole slave trade story was given to all of us in reverse. A mass colony of Africans were not shipped from Africa to America. The truth is that black Indians were shipped from America to Europe. They were shipped from Spain to Africa as commodity for African resources. These black Indians now mistaken as African-Americans were shipped back to America and classified as African slaves. This part of our history <laughs> what the school system failed to mention in the history programs. Let me let me ask you this. The Wait, part of right here. That's, so that's where he got that from. Tom Conway, he hijacked two people websites. Is, am I not, is this what it is or what? Yes, it is, bro. Yes, he it is. He has hijacked three, two websites to write his article. That is complete foolery. Go ahead. What would you going to say? For this article on Livewire, do they have any sources of information? Or it's, it's, right right it's on Livewire, right? Let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. Look, look at that. Look at that. Right here. Right here. Look, look. Pseudo. Yeah. Remember this, y'all. Pseudos copy pseudo. Watch this. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, now watch the time. You see that? Yep. So uh, let's go to the references here. He's referencing this. He took that off day site somewhere. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And he got a whole list of books right here. He has what? They came before Columbus. Ivan. You know, Ivan was tripping, mm -hmm. right? Little Wiener. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He got him in here somewhere. L E O, right? Hey, by the way, I don't think they even read these books. Look, let's set the record straight by Malachi Yo. No, no, no. But but check it out though. He's some good books in here though. Go ahead. That's what I'm saying because Lerone Bennett don't write that before right. the Mayflower. Lerone Bennett don't write that nonsense. Uh -uh. Now that's, that's what. See, what they're doing is. They're doing like what homeboy from um Zion Lex did. Quoting and said people no, was it Zion? Who did that? Somebody was quoting somebody. This other Hebrew that they killed the other day did that. There's this Hebrew that did that. No, not Zion. This other dude from um Lines of Israel on their page was mm -hmm. coming at me and he did the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
Look at that. John Henry, look, at, look at that. Look at the bottom. Christopher Columbus and the African Holocaust. Slavery and the rise of European capitalism. John Henry Clark. John Henry Clark don't support that. No. They didn't read these books. Even Master Ashby, they didn't read those books. No. They just put them down as sources. These people are crazy. Yeah. That is nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. And this is who? Lost Feather. So now when these people challenge us, they say, oh, we got it from this website. And look at that. You got all these sources. Tell me where in any of these sources. Not even they came before Columbus teaches that, brother. Leo Wiener don't teach that. And we disagree with both of them. And we with, with a lot of their works. But they don't say that. Who says that it's in reverse? Who said that? I really love to know who said it. All these writings. You know what? I need to um I need to get into um I'm gonna get into that. Because we have you see, one of the main things I always do with the dagger squad is and what my brother Meru was good at is tracing the sources of people's arguments. That's how you do it. Trace the source. That's crazy. Because now we know where this story is coming from. It's coming from that website, which Livewire used, and then he copied Livewire. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he even knows that it came from that website, Lost Feather. I don't think, oh, as a matter oh, of fact, oh, go back on the page with the last one. one second. Huh? Let me see something real quick, brother. One last thing. Let's scroll back down to where it says Lost Feather. One more time, please. Wait, where? All the way back down to the bottom, <gasps> where, he, where, he showed, where he showed the website. Oh, okay, all right, huh? all right, all right. Yeah, that's all he showed, so his whole reference is here. All that's right, it. so hold on, hold on a second. Let me see something else. Mm -hmm. Indian oh, influence on Jamaican culture and growth of Rastafari, okay. Original Indian of Southern Illinois, the paper genocide of American Indians, Choctaw Indians of United States of America. All right. All right. I just wanted to see what he had at the bottom. Yeah, no, that's just the native folks. All of them be pseudo as hell, though, y'all. It don't be real, it don't be real, uh, real scholarship at all, man. This is what we're used to. So, I mean, it's part of that narrative. But uh, we let, let's recap. Let's recap. Let's recap. Uh, <laughs> Con Calloway, right? So we get into the slave ships. Beat y'all up on that. Con Calloway actually took this from a group of people who he claimed ain't the real people. So if they're not the real people, why are you taking their work? Yep. This again, right? If you're claiming that these Native Americans aren't the real Native Americans, then why are you taking their work? Here you go. Here we got it from. We went through it. Y'all can rewind it. You know what I'm saying? Go back. Let me stop sharing. Right? I'm going to look into y'all eyes at this point. Uh, I wonder how the chat room is going. I wonder, is anybody making comments? Right? Are they quiet as mouse? All right. So let me um let me break off from this. And um, let's see what we can have a discussion about. Does anybody want to call in and have an issue with, with, um, with the old guy? You know, anybody has an issue with the old guy? Come on, old guy. How are you, old guy? <laughs> I see my brother Unk is in the building. And um, we got to do a part four now because there's more information that I found out based on that show we did Friday. There's more. There's more behind this. And it's crazy. Where Unk at? You sleep, bro? Or you on the road? All right. Anybody want to call in um, 1-800-518? 2817 wave catcher if you want to call in call in and um let's deal with the information 1-800-518-2817 1-800-518-2817
Um, did you just send me the emails, brother? Did you just send them to me or earlier? Where is um wave catcher? I'm looking for wave catcher. Call in wave catcher. Come on in. 1-800-518-2817. Let's bring the information so that people could see for themselves. Dark horse, you can call in too. As long as you can have a conversation, as long as you're mature enough to have a conversation, you could call in. Call in. You bring up your issue, ask your questions. We respond. We ask your question. Yep, they put John Henry Clark, brother. John Henry Clark, all in the mix. Um, oh, where's this damn source at? Hold on. Let me find this source. All right. Anybody have any comments? Wujau, Monica, Cheryl. Anybody have any comments? Everybody quiet? What's going on? No, I'm I'm listening. I um, you know, my thing is that all everybody who supports the Native American Aboriginal narrative, uh, they demonize DNA. And really, that's the end of the discussion because a lot of their arguments are are really just obsolete. They just don't know it yet. It's it's almost like um, you know, somebody. Who, it's it's like it's like trying to watch a. It's like a um, a sixty year old going to the club. You know, it's like man, you know, you're you're out of your time. You know, you don't you know, sixty year olds don't go into the club anymore and stuff like that. So these people are making arguments that are old. And they're outdated and they've been refuted even before they start because of the, the genetic, the scientific field of biogenetics, the uh, mapping of the human genome and all the advances that have taken place since the 80s and 90s. Remember, the, the human genome wasn't mapped until 2003. So anything prior to that is, um, is what they're using, 80s and 90s type of information that's obsolete. And so it's not to say that everything that was said is wrong. It's just that these people are afraid or refuse to update their their uh, explanations of what we can observe. And so they want to hold on to something that has that has been outdated. And it's the whole narrative. That whole entire narrative is outdated. They have to they have to reconcile and explain what the genetics is telling us. But instead of doing that. They demonize all of genetic studies, DNA. They say it's a hoax. They say, you know, that's that's a lazy man's way of doing it. That's why, you know, these people are are they're, they're not going to get very far at all. They have to they have to, you know, and it has to be people. They, they've turned it into a, a doctrine now. They turn it into a a, a uh, like a religious doctrine. Now they're starting to proselytize and try to convert people into their doctrine. And they shouldn't do that. Hold on, hold on, Joe. Hold on one second. Caller, you're live. You've been holding for a minute. What's your name? Where you're calling from? All right, hold on one second. Hold on, hold, hold one second, beloved. Hold on one second. Don't move. Hold on. Caller, you're calling from a number I never called before. What's your name and where you're calling from? All right, what's up, brother? You got a question or a comment?
that they're religion, they don't believe they're religion. All right, cool. All right. All right. Thank you for the call, brother. Subscribe and follow me on Facebook. Peace and love, brother. Appreciate you. Um, go ahead, brother. What's your question? It's the same thing when we said we're chosen. It's the same exact thing. I'm a chosen people of God. And that's 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 what it is. Reach out to him personally anyway and, and, and take I care of it. I want to take that back, bro. I want I want to take that credit back because I disagree with you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to hear that, bro. I'm happy to hear that. And um, I'm, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. Thank you for that, brother. Appreciate the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Peace and love. All right, where is brother Um? Because I want me and him to get into something real quickly. Well, his ass is probably on the phone doing something. He probably doing something. Where he at? Uh, he probably arguing with some. He, he running from the metaphysical. <laughs> Keep it going, babes. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, and by the way, family, when we put out the information and we trying to let the people review it so that they could see for themselves, you know. Hold on a second. Hey, caller, you live. What's your name? Where you calling from? 
All right. Uh-oh, one of Monique's families. Go ahead, family, with that Haitian yeah, power. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, Haitian voodoo yeah. power, man. Come with that Haitian voodoo. If you ain't working Haitian voodoo, you ain't doing nothing in the loo, man. Come on, come on with it. Let's go. Hey, well, look, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Dental work, I don't know. If you have it, send yeah. a link. I know what the report was. Mm, you're not talking about. You're not talking. You're not. All right. So what is it? What is your hey. point with the dental work? What are you? Hey, hey, can I can I say something, Garfield? Go ahead, Ken. Garfield, I know what the dental report is, bro. Okay, I got you. If you could send that report. Oh, Unc has it. So, all right. Thank you, bro. Thank you for the comment. What did he say? He said Unc, what? Unc says he has it. He said the Native Americans, um, they're the only ones that have that specific front and, and side teeth or whatever. Whatever he's trying to say. No, the black, well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Paleo-Americans and them. Mm -hmm. They have that, like that shovel. Remember, I read it on the show, bro. Right, 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 right. right. That's a specific name for it, too. Oh, so no, okay. Africans don't have that. They don't got that teeth formation. Mm, put that put that in the chat. I need that. I need that. Yeah, I read it. It's on Nia. You gotta look at Nia. She has a little, it's not it's not as prominent as the uh Native Americans, but the Paleo Americans do have some of that. I read it. Uh, we did a show on that. Remember yo, we was talking when I was reading it. First one, right. The Smithsonian, right. I got it right here. I got it right here. All right. Nope. Um, let me ask you this, Unc. Um, when you did your show Friday, right? Yeah. You brought up something that was very important, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and I hope people don't think I'm being repetitive when I when I show this right now on the screen, but it's out of respect to information and trying to just bring truth forward. All right. I hope nobody don't get upset. I hope nobody don't say anything. This is this is the point. Now, when Unc brought this out, I asked the brother, "Does this person have sources?" Right? And hey, brother on the phone. Thanks for the call, brother. Appreciate you. Um. Lostfeather.weebly.com, Washita. All right. And I don't know if you went on Facebook and saw I sent you a link because the brother who controls that website has a YouTube page. And if you watch that YouTube page, you see where he really gets all his information from. So mm -hmm. the guy who is the root, he is the root of the conversation. But I found who the source is for the some of the fake information. All right. So when we go on Lost Feather website, this Lost Feather Weebly, right? So like I go on his website right now. Right? So he has different things. The Washita, you know, he talks about the slave trade. When you start reading the article, he mentions a name that was like a bing, bing, bing in my head. I'm like, I know who this dude is. Jack Forbes. So Jack Forbes, you know, debating with Quincy Hunt all over the years, man. He used to always bring up Jack Forbes. So he is the guy that brought up the first time ever to bring up that Terra Nova is talking about slave slavery in europe and that the indians were brought to terra nova but he was talking about the portuguese actually the portuguese were documenting them in west africa but he took that information and said whenever they say terra nova and they're talking about coming to brazil they was talking about going back to europe and i said to myself how could millions of people go to 
to Europe when they couldn't deal with the diseases when they, the Europeans came here. So you'd be going into a disease factory. And monetary-wise, it don't make no sense, economically speaking, to bring Indians who can survive to lands where the people, they, they, they can't deal with the diseases. The Africans could, but they couldn't. You know, this is something you touched on three weeks ago. So what, what do you think about that, brother? Jack Forbes is the one that basically says that we came from, um, let me see if I could find the actual quote in his book too. Hold on, let me find the quote so, so we could evaluate this. But this is pretty much where it comes from. It comes from that guy, Jack Forbes. He's the one that puts out all this information about the, um, hold on, let me find it real quickly here. Rasta Live Wire. I told you I was going to go through these sources. You see? It's all right here. Go through all the sources. So this is Jack Forbes' book. This is on Google. I don't actually have the book. So this is the book here where he talk about um, slave trade and the language of race and the evolution of red black peoples and all these different things. This is where they get most of their information from. This guy named Jack Forbes. So he claims the whole Terra Nova thing is, um, hold on, let me put Terra Nova in. Is where um where the slaves, the red people, are Indians went to um to Europe and so forth. So that's where they got it from. What do you what do you think about this, bro? Where Uncle Uncle there? Hello. Where is Unc? Unc has been missing. All right. But anyway, let's talk about let's talk about this for a second with um the native the native folks in the audience. Let's let's look at this for a second. This is the root to this conversation that the the, the slave trade is in reverse. This is the root to it. This guy named Jack Forbes, and what Jack Forbes is doing, he's saying that. Per, but, but listen to his wordings, family. Listen to the words. In 1925, a Spaniard, Esteban Gomez, made a voyage up the Atlantic coast of North America, bringing back many Indians as slaves. Allegedly, they were set at liberty, but perhaps, look at these words he's using, perhaps some Terranova slaves after 1525 were de derived from Gomez's voyage. So he's just guessing. Interestingly, between 1548 and, and 1560, some 20 slaves from Terra Nova appeared in Peru out of 256 who can be identified geographically in the records. Between 1560 and 1650, about 143 slaves from Terra Nova showed up in Peru, coming by way of Iberia, probably. Probably, again, not sure. An additional 11. So now what I'm trying to figure out is where is in his work that he is saying millions of people went to Europe? I'm scrolling through his work and I don't see it. So where are these guys getting this information from that there's this massive slave trade to Europe when he doesn't even say that? He don't, he don't say nothing about no millions. He said oh, 20 here, 30 here, 100 there. Where are you guys getting this information from if this is your source? I don't get it. So now, family, I, I want to know what is... You see, so now we can't question Dane Calloway. Y'all love it when we question the Moors. Y'all love it when we question the Muslims. You love it when we, we question the Christians or the Hebrew Israelites and beat them up. So why can't we address the misinformation in our community? It doesn't matter who it's coming from. Coming from me, I don't, you could question Garfield. 
There's videos out there about Garfield and his information. So what? What's the big deal? What's the big deal, family? Where is these millions of slaves? And then you're claiming that the slaves now went to Europe. First and foremost, the first thing I'm going to ask. Where are the slave ships to Europe? What's the name of the slave ships? Where are they? Where, where are these? Where are these? Where are these from? Where, 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 where's all of this from? I would love for folks to tell me where's all this, all these people that went to Europe and then from Europe you're taken back to Africa. And then from Africa now you come back to America. So the slave trade happened, but it happened in reverse. How stupid and silly is this? This is what you guys are saying. Where is the information? Show me the primary sources of you guys leaving from here and going to Europe. Please show me this. Show me this slave trade. I would love to see it. All right. That's one of, that's one of the issues I wanted to bring out today. Another issue is... I got to go back in my files again. And um, um, uh, the Indian slaves being sent to the Caribbean. I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to an article on slate.com, right? And I'm going to show it to the family. America's other original sin, all right? Let's take a look at this right here. I'm going to share the screen and I'm going to show everybody what I'm looking at. All right. All right. Native um Native America's other original sin. Europeans didn't just displace Native Americans, they enslaved them and encouraged tribes to participate in the slave trade on a scale historians are only beginning to fathom. All right. Here are three scenarios from the history of slavery in North America. In 1637, a group of Piqua Indians, men and boys, having risen up against English colonists in Connecticut and been defeated, were sold to plantations in the West Indies in exchange for African slaves, allowing the colonists to remove a resistant element from their midst. Now, if you're, if you're replacing slaves, so say like you sent 10,000, you're going to replace 10,000. Am I correct? So now, now that the 400,000 argument is sunk in people's head, how did the population grow? I'm going to get to this after that. But just bear in mind, if you're going to replace slaves, you're going to bring in slaves from the Caribbean to replace those slaves. Because remember, Caribbean slaves outnumbered African-rooted slaves in America by three to one in the, in the 1700s. One of the reasons for that, let's look for one of the reasons. One of the reasons is... Family search. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jamaica family search. Let me go to this website. Jamaica family search. Let me go to this website real quickly here. All right, Jamaica family search. All right, let's see if I could find it real quick. Um, let me see if I could find it real quick. Uh, this for my Jamaican family. If you're interested in knowing your history and all that stuff, this is a beautiful website to use. Um, I want to show the family um, slaves and slavery in Jamaica. Slaves and slavery in Jamaica. Ah, here we go. This is what I wanted to show y'all: the slave shipments. So, if you look at the slave shipment for half of the year, 
we had over th almost 300,000 come into Jamaica between 1702 and 1749. Why is that, family? Why is that? The reason is, and then from 1750 to 1787, to 1787, um, I don't have the numbers here, but you could see for yourself it was a lot of people. All right? All right? So now we know that Jamaica was a docking port to transport slaves because of the British colonies. So if you took people out of the British colonies, you're going to replace it with people from the Caribbean. So that's why Jamaica was. Jamaica was a docking port. So you see, they would bring 5,000 in, 2,100 would stay, and 3,500 would be shipped out. All right? They wouldn't stay there. Because guess what? The Jamaican population is 2.5 million, while 1.2 million slaves went there. All right? So let's go back to this article again. That's why I brought that out. So now, in 1837, da, 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 um, Cherokee Joseph Van, expelled from his land in Georgia during the era of Indian removal, took at least 48 enslaved black people along with him to Indian territory. By the 1840s, Van was said to have owned hundreds of enslaved black laborers as well as racehorses and side the steamboat. All right. Now, let's look at um, Alan Galay. Anybody wants this book, by the way? This is a book with a lot of references regarding this. Um... But the earliest history of the European colonies in the Americas is marked by native bondage. If you go up to about 1680 or 1690, there still by that period had been more enslaved Indians than enslaved Africans in the Americas. All right? 1690. All right. Now, let's scroll down a little bit here. Let's scroll on a little bit. Um, let's scroll on a little bit, little bit. I'm trying to get to a point here. All right. As many as 10,000 Indians, this is Native American slaves in New France. If you know New France, I'm going to show you the map in a minute. As many as 10,000 Indians were enslaved between 1660 and 1760. All right. I'm trying to get to South Carolina and the ship into the Caribbean so you guys could see the numbers and see what the scholars are saying, not what Garfield is saying. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. South Carolina. I'm trying to get to South Carolina. What happened? And the phone. What happened to the phone? And the phone. What happened to the phone? And the phone. Well, this is about to die too, so have fun. All right. Hold on, Carla. I'll get to you in a second. All right. Now, the many stories of native slavery force us to think about the strategies native people use to respond to the relentless European desire for labor. Some like the Yamasee, who, with their allies, rose up to challenge British colonists in South Carolina in 1715 to 1716, fought enslavement with violent resistance. Some like the warriors who brought the long couple of Sioux to Montreal in 1741, or the Cherokee, Cree, Chickasaw, Choctaw, who took their African slaves to Indian country in the 1830s, tried to adapt by becoming part of the system. All right. Where is this documentation? Hold on one second, family. I think I passed it. I just want you guys to see the numbers that they said from South Carolina that went to the Caribbean. It was no 2.5 to 5 million like these guys are repeating. It's nothing like that. All right. Hmm.
captive experience enslavement by 17th century Europeans in a much different way than enslavement by another Indian tribe. If a native person was made captive by a rival tribe, a set of relatively predictable traditions govern his or her. Hey, hey, turn that down. Go in the room, go in the room with that. Thank you. All right. Um, uh, all right, I'm trying to find the numbers here. All right, a group of Carolinians armed at Savannah Indians and empowered them to break the Westel strength in the era. The remaining Westels were themselves sold to the Caribbean as slaves. I'm trying to find the numbers, but I can't, for some reason, I can't find it in this article. All right, so anyway, family. Anybody could call in right now. I'll take some calls on the whole issue with the Native Americans and slavery. Native Americans enslaved other Native Americans. They also, um, um, hold on a second here. Hold on one second here. Ah, here we go. Let me make this bigger for the audience. Here we go. Got the figures right here. All right. Let me make this big for the audience so the audience can see this. Here we go. We're talking about the Indian slavery and them being sent to the Caribbean through the Carolinas. All right. The documentation, the historical record of the Indian slave trade is based on many disparate and scattered sources, including legislative notes, trade transaction, journals of slavers, governmental correspondence, and especially church records, making it difficult to account for the entire history. It is well known by historians that the slave trade began with the Spanish incursions into the Caribbean and Christopher Columbus's taking of slaves, as documented in his own journals. Every European nation that colonized North America utilized Indian slaves for construction, plantations, and mining. Yes, Amir? mining on the North American continent, but more frequently in their outposts in the Caribbean and the metropoles of Europe. All right, look at this. As the pieces of the puzzle come together in the scholarship, historians note that nowhere is there more documentation than in South Carolina. What was the original English colony of Carolina established in 1670? It is estimated that between 1650 and 1730, at least 50,000 Indians and likely more due to transactions hidden to avoiding payment, government tariffs and taxes were exported by the English alone to their Caribbean outposts between 1670 and 1717. Far more Indians were exported than Africans were imported. Yes, Poppy. In South, in South Coastal, hold on. Hold on, Poppy. All right, come here, come here. I'm on the show. Far more Indians were exported than Africans imported. In southern coastal regions, entire tribes were exterminated through slavery compared to disease or war. In a law passed in hold on, puppy, hold on. In in a law passed in 1704, Indians were consecrated to fighting wars for the colony long before the American Revolution. All right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Say hello to everybody. Say hello. Say hello. Hello. Say how are you today? I'm good. Say I am good. <laughs> all right all right all right come on in now 
Mm-hmm. All right. So anybody want to jump on? Wujau, um, whatever. I need a break so I can take care of this right here. Anybody want to jump on? Everybody's silent. Why is everybody so silent? <laughs> I was like, I mean, listen to you, Bill. So, um, yeah, I, I think all that, all that is interesting. I don't, I don't know. You know, like, like, you know, the last show I was on, I think, I think we were all on the show. Um, and I still stand on this. I think that everybody who subscribes to the narrative of the Native American Aboriginal uh, doctrine that you know everybody's been discussing, I think that they need to get at least three people that will represent their arguments and then have a discussion about it. Because even within that doctrine or within that narrative, there's people that have differences. And, and, and uh, so what I've seen over the past, you know, few months is that we've, uh, we've um, addressed the differences and it, and it becomes, you know, it's time consuming and, and it, it could be handled a lot more effectively and efficiently if everybody gathers all the arguments up, get, you know, two or three people to represent those arguments and then come to a discussion. That's how it should be done. Otherwise, we're going to be continually talking about this for the rest of the year and it's going to be repetitive redundant arguments people saying the same old thing is being re- been refuted years ago and we're just going to end up spending time and energy uh doing that you know and i always have I was saying I, I you know i don't let anybody drive me crazy when i have the keys myself you know so you don't allow people to to run things like that so it's best to be more effective and efficient just bring it all one good time and let's just have a discussion about it but so people don't move the goalpost or whatnot uh get all the arguments together and um have somebody represent them that's how you do that i mean i don't i don't see how you know like i said i I, you know pick up where i was saying um people have to demonize dna because the doctrine is an outdated doctrine and it doesn't have to be that way see we we get into these things for the wrong reasons and you know, I always encourage people that even if you don't know how to play chess, learn how to play chess. First of all, I think everybody should learn how to play chess. That's been my stance for a long time. I mean, regardless of the origins of the game chess, people want to argue about that. But regardless of that, people should learn to play chess. And then once you learn to play chess, that's in and of itself will teach you strategies and to, and to have foresight of movements down the line because when you play chess you have to think of several moves ahead not only your own moves but you have to think of the moves of your opponent and you have to work out a lot of what if situations in real time what if a person does this what will i do if they do this and if i and if they do this and then i do that then what are they going to do so you you have to think of several moves ahead ahead and then also not only your own moves and thoughts, you have to kind of project and and speculate on your opponent's moves based on what you see on the board. So it so the game of chess is a is a very good combination of speculative uh, thinking, inferences made, and uh, um, empirical observation because you can see the game board as it is right then, and then you have to project and predict. And things like that. So chess is a very, very good um, game or good thing to learn. But anyway, even after people learn that, then I always suggest people to play themselves. 
because that's another lesson within within this whole thing is that when you learn to play yourself in chess you have you're basically taking the opponent out of the equation and the i gotta win uh type of of scenario to now it changes that you're playing yourself so you don't have to beat yourself you can't beat yourself so really it changes the whole dynamic it changes the whole paradigm to where now you're making the best move for both colors or both sides of of the game so if, if your pieces are black and white now you're moving for the best move whether it's black or white so now it becomes instead of a color having you know winning now you're trying to work with the squares on the board and whoever has the best position on the board so now you're moving towards um the best move and that's the mentality that we have to have as a people we we don't have to win and do whatever it takes to win an argument it's not about winning the argument it's about the accuracy of whatever the argument is so if you have to if you are wrong then it should be okay to be wrong because your goal is to be accurate so if you're wrong you should be like oh man thank you you should be thankful when somebody can point out that you're wrong about something and and demonstrate it because because they they looked out for you it's like you should say you should say oh my bad wow man i appreciate that man good looking out that should be the attitude that people should have but people don't have the attitude because the ego gets inflated and you gotta win because you feel because society, the, the way that we've set up this environment is that if you're wrong, you know, it's a it's a negative thing. You know, it's, it's a belittling thing like, oh, man, you wrong and this and that. We shouldn't be that way. We, sh we should not. We shouldn't be that way. And, and you have to have a scientific mind to pursue knowledge and knowing that we are going to be wrong on that journey. But it's about how do you learn from those mistakes? That's that's what it's about. We have to learn from the mistakes. That's how we get solid and stronger. And that's where we have to uh, go. And so that's what I say about all of these arguments. I don't care what the topic is, whether it's DNA, Aboriginal stuff, um, Hebrew versus Kemet or um, all the different things that we, we've been seeing on, on these different platforms. If we understand these principles, I think we would we would do a whole lot better until we understand those principles. We won't do any better we'll just be going around in circles because you know i've been on facebook since 2009 i think 2010 2009 and i've seen the same arguments over and over and over again it's like it's like seasons it's like this year or the first quarter like you know how in business you got q1 q2 q3 q4 quarter quarter one or whatever it's almost like that in a conscious community where people are coming up with these arguments on certain quarters it's almost like you it's almost like you got a whole um what they call it uh, a blueprint um uh of of projections that you're going to do for the year and then people come up and they list the projections say okay in quarter three we're going to rehash the kemet is gay argument and then quarter five i mean quarter one of 2019 we're going to rehash the aboriginal thing so it's like it, it keeps coming up because we don't fully, fully address it. And they, and people leave enough room for it to creep back up. It's almost like we want to stay relative or relevant, I should say, relevant. And it's okay not to be relevant for certain things. 
Like we have to, we have to make progress, and that's what science is about. We have to be more scientific collectively. We got individuals that know uh, the methods and things and are putting in work, but man, it is it is a far cry from where we need to be. That's why we're so far uh, behind, and we're the laughing stock on the world stage of of uh, this intellectual circles. And people are using these arguments that we're talking about right now <clears throat> against us. That's why they say that we, you know. We're just some fringe people. We 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 so caught up in emotion. We sort of caught up in the blackenized everything, romanticized, commercialized, and blackenized. Everything got to be black. I mean, I I ran into people uh, just recently. Everybody want to makes everybody on the planet Kushites. I'm like, man, where they do that at? Everybody's a Kushite. Like you know, now the Europeans were originally Kushites. Like everybody's a Kushite now. So it's like, man, we have to stop that. So we so anyway, we have to learn to move for the best move, not to move to win an argument because that nobody wants to be wrong. But when you when you when you launch out from if based on that stance, then <clears throat> you're going to make mistakes and you're going to you're going to be tunnel vision. You're going to have biases and um, biases and you're going to have cognitive dissonance is going to creep in there. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You have to have your mind open and just move for the best move for the benefit of the whole, not your own personal ego and that I got to be right. And even if I'm wrong, I'm right type of mentality. And I'm going to find something. I'm going to find some word on some website, on some Google or Yahoo search that's going to support my argument. And that's all I need to be right. And in my own mind, I'm going to be OK because I can't belittle myself and be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Hey, Wajaro, can you address two things real quickly that Sister Tamika said in the audience? Oh, uh, what's that? That man has been around for over 200 million years. And nope. we still look the same, right? The first thing. And the second thing is uh, <laughs> evolution only proved black is first and white is last. And the white race is superior. Can you, can you break those, those two comments down, please? Oh, well, the first one is just that's just wrong. I mean, you know, uh, man, when we say man, well, first of all, I mean, I mean, she would have to define what she mean by man. I mean, you know, so without knowing what her definition of man is, I could just say this. We don't have to go that far back. We could just go as far back as Homo sapiens sapiens. And that dates back to approximately around 200,000 years ago. All right. So let's just deal with that. And we don't have to go back any further. Because that's where that's the stock that we come out of. Everybody who's living today comes out of uh, is of the same species, which is Homo sapiens sapiens. All right. We don't have, have to go any further back to to dwell on anything uh, like that. So uh, the word matter of fact, just for her knowledge, the word man is where we get the word homo. When, when we say homo, homo is the genus and and everybody of the genus homo is man because homo is the word latin word for man so and it doesn't mean same you got two homonyms the word homo means same that's where you get the word homosexual which means same sex that's a different word homo even though it's spelled the same and sound the same that's a different word then you have homo sapien which is the wise man sapien means wise or the thinking or the thinking man homo meaning man all right so every everything that is that is of the genus homo is man all right uh but our species will be homo 
sapiens sapiens all right so so they doubled up on the word sapiens so that's that and then the uh, um the other part is the black or white thing we have to we have to learn and that and it, this is another this is another argument that people have to upgrade on so people have to upgrade the the conversation from a social construct of race to a biological reality because now now because we're talking biology more and we're talking dna and genetics and stuff like that people tend to wrongly mix the two and you can't do that it's it's either or and they help each other out but you cannot mix them and blend them together like that in the same breath you can't do that so black and white they're, they're colors nobody is black nobody is the color white we should all understand that those are used figuratively and they use figuratively as categories and it, and those ca old categories based on the social construct are all based on how you look it's not based on biological biological realities it's all on how you look that's what it boils down to how you look all right so what you show on the screen <laughs> What's that on the screen? <laughs> Garfield. Who's showing that? Garfield. Go ahead, go ahead with y'all. We're talking. I'm just showing it in the background. Go oh, ahead. Okay. okay. Garfield yeah. crazy. Oh, so um, so I forgot what I was saying. Now you that. You got <laughs> that crazy. You got that crazy. That's my yeah. guy. Two thumb pose. Like, what you doing? Play it. Wait, Garfield. Play the words. hold up hey pause that for a second listen listen that's that's actually good that's actually good that you showed that because listen i'm gonna tell you that right there represents the 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 uniform uh what do you call it decline in quality of of everything that we do in all walks of life like if you if you look at music if you compare music today versus music 10 20 years ago we go decade by decade you see the quality is is being reduced reduced i'm talking about even the content of people's lyrics to the uh, overall uh presentation of 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 songs and music all the way down to the fidelity of music 
everything has been reduced, reduced, reduced. And I could talk about music. We could talk about dancing. We could talk about whatever. Everything is, is being reduced. And what's being reduced in quality has been there's an opposite uh, reaction and an increase in the number of people doing things and the accessibility. So, like, for example, YouTube has, has opened a way for everybody and their mother to become a uh, teacher, a spokesperson, a lecturer because it's accessible now. And anybody could buy a microphone. You can buy a microphone for $10. You can have your computer. Computers are a lot cheaper nowadays and stuff like that. So now you get a computer, a microphone, laptop, microphone. Now you can have a YouTube channel and then poof, you're an instant teacher. You know, you could, you could start that. But nobody's is maintaining the requirements for people to do these things. So, so now everything is being reduced. The quality of everything is being reduced, reduced to where now it's the new norm. So like, like for example, my daughters, they, they listen to music by way of YouTube. And when you download songs from YouTube, the quality, the actual fidelity quality is low. But they're so used to listening to that, that that's their, that's their normal. So, but when I hear it, I'm like, man, that quality, can you find a better version? Like where, where's the, you know, where's the phonics? The, you know, it's like sounds muffled and things like you can't hear all the highs and the hi-hats and all the crispiness in, into the music and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, but that's normal to them. So over time, which gets into evolution, everything changes over time to the point it, that it changes so slow that you don't realize it when you're living it in real time. So it's always good. This is what our people did on the continent of Africa at all times. This is why you always uh, lock in certain things that happen in, at certain periods so that you can review them and notice what changes. Because if you don't do that, then you, you won't know that things are changing very slowly. And, you, and before you know it, it's too late. Like you, you are living in a, in a world of change that happens all day, every day, 24 hours, 365. But if you don't check where you are right now versus where you were last year, year before, and so on and so forth, you will never notice whether where you are or whether you need improvement or whether you need to pull back on something or, or put more energy into something and so on and so forth. That's what we lost as a people. And so all the, even though that's funny what the guy was doing and stuff like that, but that is an example of why we got to get that back because because like to him, he was saying, that's not dancing. That look like you like you have an ep uh, what he said, an epileptic seizure. <laughs> you know, that's not dancing or whatever. Just like just like our parents be like, that's not music. I remember, you know, I remember my mother, uh, man, she was complaining about the music I was listening to. But now it's different. Now I'm I got children. So now I'm looking, I'm like, dang, on this garbage. Like, like everybody's the gluck gluck. Like, like you can't even understand what people are saying, you know. So now I'm I'm going through that. I'm like, wow. And so year after year, generation after generation, things get, things are reduced. And hey, see, um, your culture, yeah. just real quick, your culture is supposed to protect that. Your culture is supposed to prevent that. That's your immune system from, from allowing that, that, that decaying disease to, to creep in. And because we don't have a solid culture collectively, and we're grabbing onto every, every little culture we can, we're so divided up in our cultural identity that we don't have an immune system. So we're wide open to these figurative diseases and these diseases being the negative change that we see and we're living right now. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah, this picture here has been circulating saying there's a unk in uh, Mexico. 
right? Um, I looked at it from another site before and it, would, it turned out to be fake, but is uncoveredhistory.com is one of those fake websites, right? Yep, it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah, that's the first the, thing, though, Garfield. Garfield, people don't understand how to even look at sources or critique mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think Wuja makes a great point. Uh, the reset button needs to be uh, hit. And he talked about earlier how things keep the recycling. That's because we constantly have new people coming in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we you know people thinking one way and not growing, and then brand new people come in. And I mean, I hate to say it, and I said it all the time. The re- the, what I was doing was I was wanting to recondition people's minds. They hit the reset button. And so when I was saying I was a real black atheist, I meant that. And that just represents the reset. Because if you actually believe that everything was told to you by history was, was a lie, then you would just reset that. And you have to include all your religions in there with that too. Okay? And you have to include religious thinking where all of a sudden the sky opens up and things transform for you. That's not reality. And so mo- no, nobody understands how to research. Uh, the leadership is weak and poor in this area. I'm going to say it again. That goes for all the elders, right? It's weak. Mm-hmm. Weak as water. And nobody willing to change their stance. Mm-hmm. So we have terrible elders when it comes to this. Plain and simple, man. Like all the elders are aboard with this Native American crap. You know what I'm saying so so we looking real crazy when we make our stance and say we say right you know what I'm saying the elders running high in the damn corner somewhere and don't step up and you know where's the heart of the elders step up make the challenge step up but they won't do it they'll run because it mess up their money you know what I'm saying me and Wuja know I was in a situation where a certain elder I'm not gonna say his name of uh, doing a lecture and you know he 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 act like DNA wasn't real you know what I mean and I was like really this is in front of everybody. So what am I supposed to do? Beat them up in front of everybody? Nah. See what I'm saying? So they, they tie our hands behind our back and they routinely do it. Right? And then they want to ostracize you. So we get ostracized for teaching real legitimate information. And all of a sudden, or the Amara squad, the real black agents, dad, y'all, y'all just troublemakers. Now we become the troublemakers. You know what I'm saying? So they're trying to put us on the other side of history, but they can't do it. Because see, at the end of the day, history is going to pan out to show you who had the real legitimate information, who didn't. So I find it to be very, very funny that any real sound elder would support this. We even had elders supporting the Metanetia, how the Metanetia wasn't deciphered for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I don't think the Europeans did all, you know, they couldn't have got everything right. Like, all that. And it's just a bunch of folly, and that's why the community hasn't really grown. That's our pro- We will never grow until we understand what the level is and attempt to crack the level. Why everybody else runs circles around us. So, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I don't mind being a damn black sheep. I don't even care because I don't get no money for this any damn way. So I'm beating niggas up. We can understand that. Plain and simple. It's routine for me. Beat you up. <laughs> so it's just amazing, bro. I don't I know. Whole thing amazing. I think we're kind of through with I don't think there's anything else we, we need to read. I mean, there's stuff that Dan Calloway talks about that we can talk about. I think we we pretty much exposed. People want to accept the information; it's there. They could do their own research. Trainers' day, you know, they could look at the articles. But I noticed when I played the video here today, nobody has that much to say about what we said because it's obvious. They can't. It's obvious, man. You know. Hold up. Listen. Uh, now I know. I now I know what I I was saying. Uh, I was talking about the black or white thing real quick. Uh, because that that that's. 
keeps coming up. And I was saying that, you know, the social constructs, people have to make sure that they um, understand the difference between social constructs and biological realities. And so people are trying to have a biological conversation, but they're using the social constructs of black and white and how you look and, and all of this and that. When we, we've done video after video, we talked about it, we did Facebook post after post, talking about the differences between, between these things and people are still not getting it. And so really people are just gonna have to slow down and stop, man, stop and just do some studying before they, they make attempts to argue. You know, it's one thing to bring something up and share information and kind of toss ideas around. But when people take a solid stance and try to argue with you and, and whatnot and challenge you, then you at, at the very least, you got to come with with some knowledge. You have to you have to come with informed information, not just out the blue and, out, and, and, and come off off the hip with different things because you're going to look bad and people, nobody wants to look bad. And then you're going to fight back. And it's just a, a endless spiral of not wanting to look bad. But then, then and you not wanting to look bad, you're not going to really listen to what the person is saying. This goes for anything. This goes for anything. So I know. So like what I'm saying, so I'm just beating people up or even what you just said, Garfield, we're doing these videos. People are not really, really talking about the content of the video. They, they get into some, some sidebar stuff or whatnot, you know, all the time. So, you know, like my thing is that. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get a popularity contest or to be liked. I don't want to be disliked, but but I understand that that when nobody wants to be wrong and when you point out somebody somebody being wrong, you're not going to be liked. It's 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 like it's like waking somebody up from a nice sleep. Nobody nobody wants to get out of bed at 5:30, 6 o'clock in the morning on a school on a school morning after you done was not was in a good sleep tucked in under the covers and everything but yet you gotta get up and so whoever wakes that person up they're not going to be liked at, at that moment but at the end of the day they got to be respected and so that's that that's the thing so 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 the information people at the end of the day are going to have to respect it because they can't do anything about it like we like as far as the um the hieroglyphs not being deciphered that's why we wrote a book about it the Garfield vanished. Oh, yeah. That's why we wrote a book about it. And to this very day, nobody can challenge that book. Nobody can repeat the book. And people bring it up. I'm like, look, deal with the book first. Then you come and we have a discussion. And so that's where we got to be. It's that, forget the sidebar stuff. Just that's deal with the information. That's a fact. Period. I tell you what's funny. <laughs> you talking about that. Um, so let's get this straight. Whenever you talk about Egypt and the history of Egypt, Right, if you mention the history of Egypt and say the metadata has not been deciphered, you're a fraud. They go for they, they go for the general contractor, you know what I'm saying, and buzz like you. They continue to teach on that, but yet they say it has not been deciphered. I don't know why we don't understand why it don't make no sense. If the Hebrew language had not been deciphered, how in the hell would you even know about the biblical story and narrative? How would you know about the characters? It's almost like we just super retarded. And so watch this. The sister talked about a million years, uh, humanity, right? So then the only thing we can deal, when you start talking about humanity, right, you got to deal with it. Other way to do that. You can't talk about humans and don't talk about evolution. So y'all listen, y'all best to get your evolution game up. So if you say evolution ain't real, you basically saying that you're not real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Evolution ain't real, but yet you say it's a million years. Well, how the hell are you going to prove it? 
You know what I'm saying? Black people wasn't digging up graves. It was the white people that dug up the graves and studied the bones. Paleontology, study of bones. If you don't understand the study of bones, how are you going to say a, a human is a million years? Because some nitwit said it was? Now, it's ridiculous at this point. It's complete folly. Our community has fallen into a state of folly. You know what I'm saying? Misinformation, misinformed. The whole damn community is fucking pseudo. And I'm tired of it, yo. And it don't make no damn sense. But yet everybody go to work, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and get money based off of non pseudoness. You don't got a job to pseudo. You don't get a pseudo check. You know what I'm saying? You go to... Shit is just crazy to me, bro. Crazy. Complete fool. So a nigga can copy and paste three articles and put one together and don't nobody mention that. Don't, won't nobody say that. The dude was on the show talking crazy about he was a Native American and we had to ask him a million times, do you agree with this process or show me a copyright date on it? Wait a minute. Did you not hear this brother took words out the fucking article? Like, what are you talking about? So I'm just starting to realize, you know what I'm saying, that do, you're doing it on purpose. Absolutely doing it on purpose. Absolutely positive. I've seen Sister Naya fight this fight for the last year and a half. You put anybody joining it. She was first on the scene for beating. She used to be in a group beating the brakes off of her. You know what I'm saying? You would think they would learn something from that, but they haven't. So I just find this whole thing very interesting, and I'm thinking y'all need to get scientific literate if y'all going to come deal with it. Get that but, down, Pat. You know what? I, I I think we have to change it up because we've we've and I say when I say we, I'm 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 using the we in quotation marks. Um I think we collectively have have created a an environment where people can't learn because they, they they're barred from learning because because they have to win. Like we we we've created Unc, I think you got some uh, noise in the background. Um, we've we've created an environment of pure competition. Like now, scholarship has become a battle, a battleground now. And because a battleground breeds winning and losing, and that if I lose, I can't lose. I'll be I'll be looked at as less than less than a man or less than a human or whatever the case is. Now everybody fight and do anything and everything to win. Even if it, even if it means to cheat or to to lose, but still say you won. I mean, you, you got people that do that. And so I think we have to change the paradigm and make it and make it OK for people to actually be wrong. And so that we can create a more a teaching environment, an educational environment where we're like, all right, look, we're all in this together. We're all learning, you know, and we're going to make some mistakes along the way, but we're all learning. I can make a mistake today. You can make a mistake tomorrow. But if I got your back, you got my back. Then collectively, we, we are going to pursue accuracy. We're going to pursue facts and we're going to build off of those. And that's how we're going to rebuild our um, our culture and our empires and so on and so forth. That's we have to start to change the narrative and, and, and take it away from the battle part of it. You know, that's what we got to um, uh, do. That's, that's that would be my uh, suggestion, because that's really what's preventing a lot of people from learning because a lot of people learn through conflict, but learning through conflict takes a whole lot longer than learning through the proper methods of how we used to learn. And this is why on the continent, the educational system is simply called initiation or initiatory systems where you understand and you agree and you make a contract. That's why if you notice that in most African cultures, uh, people have people go through something 
when they first get initiated into something, whether it's scarification, whether it's tattooing, whether it's uh, all shaving your hair off or whatever the case is, most of those things are really social contracts where you make an agreement. You're taking an oath where you are saying that you agree to be about this thing and you come into that with humility and humble and then you go on your process of learning and we lost that we lost that now people come into the conscious community they're not initiated into it people just jump in it you just put up a youtube channel all of a sudden you're in a conscious community and then you get a little bit of buzz now you're on the uh, a top platform and now you're in the limelight and now everybody listening to you we don't know you from nowhere and we don't even know uh if you're credible or not or your methodology because you don't reveal it and you're just trying to tell teach people something expecting them to believe it and then when we come and and fact check you now all of a sudden we're the troublemakers you see what i'm saying so so it's an endless cycle and we got to change that we have to change that up and so that's why i push people to put your argument in writing because when when you force people to write you you're you're at you're in essence forcing them to think because when, when people could see their arguments with their own eyes, or if they were to record their own arguments and listen to them, then people will think twice about what they say. You know, you won't have this uh, come from the hip, drawn from the hip type of arguments where people just say anything. And then they say, oh, no, I didn't say it. Yes, you did. You know, that type of thing. So we got we to we get, get away from that. So that's why, you know, me, I slow everybody down. I slow everybody down to a to a screeching halt because everybody's going 90 miles an hour to a red light. And I say, nope, we're gonna have we're gonna have to slow this thing down and let's let's deal with with things step by step procedurally. And and people can't really handle that. They don't like that. But when when it's done, then you see the outcome. It's it's a totally different thing. Totally different thing. I learned that in in in, in uh, a long time ago in school as a trained debater. That's how you do it. You're not you're not even you're not even really trying to convince your opponent, even in a debate. You're trying to convince the audience or and or the judges, not the not your actual opponent. You're not going to uh, the it's, it's the assumption is that you're not going to convert your opponent in real time, maybe maybe in time, but not in real time. So so you don't try to convince your opponent. That's not what it's about. It's about convincing the onlookers, the readers, the judge. You know, that's what, even in even in court legal system, you're not trying to convince the prosecutor to change his mind or the defense to change their mind. You're trying to convince the jury. And if it's not a trial by jury, it's the judge. Then you're trying to convince the judge. So it's not about who you're arguing against directly. So these people we're dealing with, they're not going to change their mind until time has to go by and you have to do it in a way to where it allows their ego to still stay intact. So, so that's been my philosophy, my, my approach and things, because the moment you give people an excuse to, to not listen to you, trust me, they'll take it. It's like, it's like somebody drowning in, in the ocean, in the water. Uh, when you're drowning, you're going to grab anything that come in the water because you're drowning. So you're going to grab anything. And that's what, that's what people, these, these people are drowning in their, in their errors. And the moment you say something that they could grab onto that had nothing to do with the argument, they're going to grab it and run with it. And then, and then, and then the uh, mission is lost. So that's what we have. We have to, we have to change things up. I say, Monica, uh, you about to say something? 
Nope. Oh, okay. You had unmuted. I thought you, well, I thought you about to break something down. <laughs> you was waiting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, that's 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 my two cents. You know, I I I think I think that that we can really really turn this thing around, and I and more and more people need to be on board with just relaxing, just relax, like you know, relax a little bit. Like we we it's it's enough room for us to talk about a whole lot of things, but pursue it in a way to where we're moving for accuracy and not moving just to win for the sake of winning. You know, that's what people lose are, are forgetting. Everything is not a competition, you know, or it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a battle. Like we have we have a war that we're fighting, but we're battling with each other. Now what sense does that make? While we're battling each other, the war is being won. We're losing the, the bigger war. You know, question. That winning souls complex. Somebody said, "Yeah, hey. I got a question." Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold up to the family. Peace to the chat. Hold up. Um, this Sean tuned in late. Um, has anyone uh, got a chance to listen to that eight-hour video? Am I breaking up? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, has anyone got a chance to listen to that eight hour video supposedly addressing uh, the great Sheikh Antidiop from um, Broken Feather? Uh, no, I haven't. I doubt if I yeah, could. I, I could spend time. Hey, I, I don't know if I got eight hours in me oh, <laughs> to yeah, do that. Yeah, what they try to beat up me and you. No, they can't. They can't do that. Like, like, see, with me. I just slandered the name. I'm just saying they just trying to slander our name. They weren't trying to put no information. Yeah, well, person. I can't miss that person's name. I won't give him that. I won't give him that love and respect. Well, I that's will say. I will say he's an Illinoisian, though. The new tribe called the Illinoisans survived well, Mississippi River. I will say that, though. Well, regard regardless, like my my stance on any of that, like that's why I say. Like, like demonstration beats conversation, even with the language stuff. I tell people, look, just bring up an inscription and we just go at it live, real time. And every time it's, it's, it's whatever. But I'm saying just on anything, don't have to be like what I, what I uh, focus on. Anything. It's like people don't address the issue itself. They address all the periphery stuff. That's why I don't, I don't you know, like me personally, that's why I don't um, give anybody the excuse like I said, they latch on. They're, they're drowning. You know, I used to be a lifeguard uh, back in the day. And so I understand. I had, I had actually saved people's lives. And I understand the whole concept. Like, the, the, when you're drowning, when somebody is drowning, you will do whatever it takes to survive. And so when we're trained as lifeguards and whatnot, the last thing you want to do is really jump in the water and try to get, save, get somebody yourself. That's why they have those... Uh, those oh, poles and the, and the hooks um, and things. You're supposed to use these flotation devices and things like that and let people grab onto those because you, they will drown you if they, if they have to, to save themselves. And so that's what's going on in the conscious community. People are grabbing onto anything. And when you go in the water to try to get them yourself, they're going to try to take you down as well. And so we have to remember that. And so we have to approach it with strategically. So these people are drowning and we have to recognize and realize that they're drowning. And so we got to throw in a life 
wrath or whatnot and not jump in there ourselves so so with me i'm like look man you know all that other stuff is down all good but when it comes down to it put 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 up a shut up that's where it really comes down to you know so i don't spend no eight hours listening to to somebody who talk about nothing so it's like look that's why i say even the aboriginal argument like get three people get get the top three people who can articulate the arguments properly and then let's have a discussion that way like i'm not gonna deal like 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 for example look i'm gonna give you a perfect example um uh, said and young pharaoh they were going, they were going around yeah i mentioned their names i'm not gonna call them out their names that's dumb so so those brothers those brothers uh how you gonna give them medic names but see that's what they call themselves see that's that's that see that 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 see that's why we had to change the narrative because that's what they call themselves instead that's what they call themselves that's fine that's that's all that's all good and gravy but my point is they were running around saying that the hieroglyphic writing system has not been deciphered my point is is that we did not address them because they they are not studied they're they're the small fish what we did we addressed the scholar who says those things so we addressed professor walter williams because walter williams had enough um, um wherewithal to put it in a in writing in a book and so he put it in the appendix of two of his books the um african origins of christianity and the african origins of islam he has it both in those appendices and we addressed him because when you address the source, I think Garfield uh, said this earlier, uh, you've got to trace down the source of people's arguments. And once you deal with the source of people's arguments, then whoever latched onto it, if if you could refute a source, then anybody who uses the source is by default refuted as well. So we went straight to what Professor Walter Williams. He's the recent person who brings up that argument and we addressed it point for point and refuted every single thing he said. That's why Seti and Pharaoh have nothing to stand on and they avoid it. So, so we wrote the book and people are, they have to ignore or pretend the book doesn't exist because they can't deal with it. And I have a, a, a perpetual open challenge for anybody to try to refute that book, you know, put up or shut up. That's what I say about that. And so that's what, that's what we have to um, have to be where people are have to address the information. So so we don't have to address the small time people who don't even really understand the argument. So uh, people like Chief Holiday and all those people, they don't even understand the arguments. So it's like we got to go to the source of where they think they're getting these arguments from and address that. And that's where it is. That's why I say for those guys to get their best, get their three, one, two or three best that can articulate the arguments and then we have the conversation because otherwise you, you you chasing people who don't even know how to even explain their own arguments that's why they're all over the place that's why they move the goalposts one minute it's that okay we were indigenous to america we were always here then all of a sudden they're using journals that say that that it was originally from africa like you all just pointed out y'all just pointed out the article somebody used the article about Slavery. First, they say slavery never happened. Now, all of a sudden, they're using articles that saying slavery did happen, but it happened in reverse, that it wasn't from Africa to here. It was from here to Europe and Africa and things. So so it's, it's this constant moving of the goalposts because people were not dealing with the, the actual scholarship that, that 
puts out these claims. We're dealing with people who are just talking, you know, and like I said, YouTube and all this stuff has made it all accessible. Everybody and their mother's a teacher now, but they're not really teachers. Not qualified to be teachers, but that's what they call themselves. And so, you know, that's what it goes back to what I said. Things are being reduced and diminished. Anyway, I know I'm, ra I'm ra rambling on and whatnot. So let me, let me, let me, let me close my mouth. <laughs> it got, it got kind of quiet. So who? No, I'm, I'm here. Let me play this video real quick. Let me play this video. Let me play this video, the part two by Chief X, real quick, and then we could talk about it. Then I'm gonna get into some prophecies of the Bible, and my primary sources, and dealing with the Egyptian King Nico the Second, and I'm I'm also second call Abbasis, and um, well, let's do that. Let me play this video here, and then wait, wait, you, you playing? Um, oh, Chief X. Okay, okay, okay. I see uh, Xavier. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Chief X second video. Let me just play this right here. Now the first one, the, the the first one was was it though? That first one. That first one was. If, if anybody hasn't seen his first video, watch it. We showed it earlier. We showed it earlier, so we don't show the second one now. All right. All right, Chief X with the common sense science coming back at you. Part two, part two. You should watch part one first before you watch this part two. Find it. Check it out. So. Phil Valentine exposed again, and um, we're going to analyze the teaching and how they brainwash, miseducate, and intentionally lie to the people. Okay? Phil Valentine is a flat earther. Let's make no, 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 let's not confuse that. Ice covering the Antarctic. David Rumsey carefully pieced together one of the world's largest maps, a map created by Urbano Monte, amounting to over 60 pages when he put this map together. When they were placed together, the map stretched over 10 feet in diameter. Like the flat earthers say, the earth is a flat disk. And it's a wall, an ice wall, and things that you can't pass. Do you see what he's talking about? covering Antarctica, and he's trying to play this role like he's not a flat earther. He calls himself a, he believes in an infinite plane, which is your own one plane. Basically, the earth is one big flat plane that just goes on and on. It's infinite. Listen to him. He'll tell you, but don't, it, 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 in, in an infinite, people who are infinite plane people are basically flat earthers who could not answer certain questions in certain maths they got debunked on so they flipped the script and they became infinite planers listen again the map shows vast tracts of land not shown on modern day maps hmm. okay and that interesting yeah he's trying to scare you fear tactics He's a charlatan and fraud. Just watch. This is what flat earthers put up all the time. He's trying to 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 miseducate our babies on purpose. He's a habitual liar. Is dealing with your flat earth, and I don't believe in flat earth. Let me just get this straight. Just because I'm saying those words, it's because it's familiar. I don't believe in no damn flat earth. Let's just get that straight. 
as Christian. They believe that we are on a flat earth. I don't believe that we're on a flat. I believe that we are on an infinite plane because when the and just watch his belly <laughs> throughout this. Just look at his belly. Isn't he supposed to be one of these health gurus? Didn't he the one who just started Queen of Fools program when they were married years ago? He has Dunlap's disease. His belly Dunlapped over his belt. Eternal creates, it creates infinity. That which is infinite is feminine. That which is eternal is masculine. Baby. He cannot prove that. That's something he just made up. And everybody in the audience, the cult members of this cult leader, believes it. Together, work together to create the masculine and feminine, the material and the spiritual. They work back and forth with one another. In fact, they are the same. So, when I say flat earth, don't tag me with no Christian BS on. You know what I mean. Yeah, don't say flat earth yes. I teach it flat earth shit. Also, look at this. Now, Dendera. And he rolls the flat earth and the infinite plane bullcrap into African shit. Dendera. And he's trying to lewd and correlate the two. He's trying to be slick. This is all mind games. He's a mastermind manipulator. I've always called him a master myth maker. Now, if you look at the dendera and you see how, how interesting how you see the four corners and how they've broken down, same difference. If you look at the way that they broke down the, uh, the four, you see how we mapped out the same four directions. That's where they take it from. It's not just the sky that they were actually dealing with in Dandara. Okay. He's trying to hint. It's not the, just the sky that they was dealing with. He's giving you hints. Now, Kepler, in his thesis, this is a guy who wrote about him, Kepler's relations to the Jesuits, Dr. Jorge Schopenhauer of the University of Leipzig states, it is well known that the order of Jesuits, listen carefully, was the most important and most active Catholic order in the fields of science during the 17th and 18th centuries. One field of particularly intensive, successive study carried out by the Jesuits was astronomy. Hmm. So he's trying to demonize science. He's trying to demonize the study of astronomy and he correlates it with the Jesuits. In the 17th and 18th century, 16th century, European world did, wasn't able to read. There were certain higher class people that were only able to read, you know? Um, so because only certain upper class people were allowed to read, he wants to demonize them for studying astrology. What he's doing is trying to demonize science to get you guys to think that, hey, the astronomical, astrological information that we have is false. This is what he's doing, but you have to listen clear. And he's trying to bring you to the flat earth as that's being right. Then he'll interject and lie, watch. Many of their names are associated with the most important discoveries in the history of astronomy. Now here's this order that states that we are going to lie and do whatever we have to do to push our agenda. And they're the ones who made all the discoveries. 
Now, what he just said is nowhere in here. Lie, do anything we got to do. That's nowhere in here. He interjects that to mind fuck you. This is just about how Kepler and others, and Jesuits and certain Catholics, were studying science and astronomy in the universe. But he interjects to put fear in you, as if they're gonna just they're just lying about the universe. There's nothing wrong with studying science in the universe and astronomy. We are learning today. It is nearly impossible, this person says, to list all the names of those Jesuits who made serious contributions as astronomers and mathematicians. All they were doing was making contributions as astronomers and mathematicians. Nothing's wrong with that. He's trying to make it seem like it was an evil thing, and they did it with the intent to lie and throw us off. He's full of shit. Whoa. In fact, after the publishing of Copernicus's work, the records show that the Jesuits produced more astronomers than any other academic discipline or demographic in all of Europe. The Jesuits? A religious order? Fact check. A religious order that focused on producing so many temporal scientists. But more suspiciously, scientists focused predominantly in one, one and only one arena of scientific disciplines? That should cause any logical thinker to ponder motive. He got that from a conspiracy site. That's where he got that from. And posted it. One and That's from a conspiracy site, and I'll show you shortly. Only one arena of scientific disciplines? That should cause any logical thinker to ponder motive. Here are some of the Jesuits. Illogical thinking upon it. But let me go back. You see, there's no references. There's no source. It's just him typed up with sentences and words. Then he got a fact check, like, oh, fact check. Who fact checked it? Where's the source? Do you see it? Because that source comes from a conspiracy site. He don't want to show you that source. Because then you'll know he's full of shit. Here are some of the Jesuits. And then he pops up a list of Jesuits, their years of their life, and what they study. Italian astronomer, Belgian mathematician, Polish astronomer, Italian mathematician astronomer. Uh, and these guys who just study math and astronomy and things of that nature. So he posts a list of different people who studied astronomy and mathematics. As if that's, you know, giving you some validation to what he's spooky shit he's talking about. So what? The school of modern astronomy goes back and teaches to all those who want to become astronomers and astrophysicists and so forth. Here's another one. Come here. The list is much greater. I just put two up there for you to see. Who cares? What's, what's the sin in that? Gratitude is the largest and longest observatories. Starting from the 16th century to... Can y'all see my, my picture? That's Amir's mom, y'all. <laughs> That's Amir's mom. She out of here. I just want to pause the video for that. All right, hold on. All right. Hold on a second. Feel about it time. 
this day with the recent building of its newest observatory called Lucifer. Since then, they've owned all information about the heavens, and in conjunction with their Nazi accomplices at NASA, they've steered and controlled the narratives that we've all studied about creation, the universe, and especially God. Now, he's talking about this, look, Lucifer. And let me just show you where he gets this stuff. Lucifer Telescope. And let's read what this says. Like many conspiracy theories, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what Phil Valentine is. He's a conspiracy theorist and a fear monger who means no good to black people. The white man, Phil Valentine, means no good to black people. Like many conspiracy theories, Lucifer Telescope. Now, it is a Lucifer Telescope. But they named it, a private institution named it, not the Vatican, not Catholics. Max Planck Institute made the Lucifer Telescope. Lucifer, it is like stands for the morning star, a star, astronomy. They just call it Luci now, but it was used to be called Lucifer. But he's trying to make it spooky. But he gets this information from conspiracy sites. Like many conspiracy theories, Lucifer Telescope, conspiracy theory involves the usual antagonists, Catholics and the Vatican, and the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. That's all Phil is about. Catholicism, the Vatican, the Jesuits, bearing fear factor trying to scare you, Lucifer, aliens, Okay, according to the wingnut Bible thumpers, he's teaching wingnut Christian Bible thumping shit. According to the wingnut Bible thumpers, dingbat conspiracy theorists, the Vatican is in possession of a telescope which is named Lucifer, which they have used to find extraterrestrials. <laughs> Come on, Phil. Furthermore, Catholics. The Vatican and the Jesuits are keeping the discovery of ET's secret. This is the shit Phil Valentine is pushing. Aliens. The Vatican got aliens. They're keeping it secret. This conspiracy theory is propagated by the Conian Institute in websites such as A Time to Believe, Open Minds. Now look, I went because I didn't even know that they were going to mention Open Minds, but I knew it's a bullshit website. Open Minds. Look, this is what Phil Valentine is pushing. Wait a minute, let me show you. I'm not just talking. Look, this is the video of Phil Valentine talking. Look, you see the pictures? Open Minds, UFO news and investigations. He's wasting our time with UFO news and investigations. Look, UFO video portal, International Congress. Lucifer is helping Vatican astronomers look for extraterrestrials. A new book claims the Vatican astronomers are looking for extraterrestrials. And they're using Lucifer to do it. And all this spook shit. 
This is what Phil Valentine is doing. This is what he's always done for a long time. Let's get back. Um, Chuck Briss said, if Corona House has given the conspiracy theory his blessing, going on to co-author the hybrid age with Tom Horn, one of the originators of the conspiracy. Oh, it goes on and on. Talks about these conspiracy, and he goes on to talk about Planet X, Nibiru, Nemesis, uh, you know, all this sick, stupid shit that Phil pushes on the community and slick and he'll code it. Right? Here's the real thing. It's called Lusa. They changed the name. It was called Lucifer, but niggas got acting crazy. And it's by the Max Planck Institute built this. It has nothing to do with searching for extraterrestrials and ETs. It doesn't. It's a large binocular telescope. Collaboration between astronomical institutes in Germany, Italy, and the U.S. Located at Mount Graham near Tucson, Arizona. It's in Tucson, Arizona, which he failed to tell you. It's not even in Italy, Rome. And they work with Arizona University. Y'all can look this up on your own. I'll add the link. Lucifer, near-infrared spectroscopic utility with camera and integral field unit for extragalactic research. It's just a powerful telescope. He's spooking it out. Let's go back to this frog. This family is Lucifer. What is it called? The DVD is now available. Also, uh, you can also stream it. Yeah. Uh, creation? Yeah, so you got to pay. You got to pay to be miseducated to get the whole DVD. Phil Valentine is a fraud. He's always been a fraud. He's always, I went, I went to, I've, I've been to, I've listened to Phil Valentine lectures. Let, let me just say this. 15 years ago, before anybody, none of y'all even knew Phil Valentine, I was to go see him when he was in California. Paid $5 to watch him lecture for five straight hours. He was talking about health. And this ain't good for you. That ain't good for you. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. So at the end of the lecture, people was like, well, what do we eat? We can't eat shit, Phil. For him to say, all you need is sunlight and water. 15 years ago, when he said that, all you need is sunlight and water, I threw my hands up in the air and I was done with it. I could not take him serious anymore. This was 15 years ago. I couldn't take him in serious anymore once he said, oh, we need a sunlight and water. After sitting there, paying $5 and watching him lecture for five long hours and have no solution at the end. You either pay him to get a consultation or believe, hey, all you need is sunlight and water. I've watched Phil Valentine's lectures and watched his slide presentation because he'll have a slide presentation. Watch him. He won't have no sources. He'll have typed information of just him talking and giving his opinion, and there's no sources. The niggas are charlatan. This white man is a charlatan, and he needs to be sat down. He should have been sat down years ago. Get him out of here with that garbage. Don't book him. 
He shouldn't be teaching anywhere. And you, these are supposedly conscious woke people believing him and listening to him like he's just telling some truth. He's a fraud, and I'm out of here. Uh, all right, all right. All right, family. No, y'all mad. I'm my boy talking. Chief, thanks to God. Best rent. All right. Go ahead, family. Y'all could jump in. I'm going to take a quick break. So would y'all or Sean or whatever, whoever want to come in, jump on in, man. Jump on in. Nobody want to talk? Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> between the first one and, and the second one, him, him reviewing that, you know, um, I mean, I think it kind of speaks for itself. And I don't know, you know, we we got kind of lazy as a as a collective of people where we just want to be spoon fed things and we want to believe because we don't want to put in the work to find to figure things out. So we just put that burden on on other people. And these other people that we put that burden on may not be qualified to do the job to to, you know, perform the task. And and we do that indiscriminately because we tend to just look at people because we like them. Um, it's almost it's almost that that scenario where uh, in business where um, you hire your relative to work in your business. And because that person is your relative, then you hold them to a different standard than other employees. And so your relative can can mess up. A little more than your other employees now not everybody's like this but i'm saying this is why people say you should never hire you know your relatives and your you know as employees of your own own business or whatever the case is because family you know people say okay don't don't hire family and it's it's because it's because of these principles that that are involved and so we and so it really boils down to um just being straight and and uh accurately describing the situations and so this is what we we're facing with. We have elders that um, mean well and everything, but they may not be um, qualified to carry us through where we are right now. They may have been very much qualified to jumpstart and kick us off and point us in the right direction and all of that, but to carry to carry along in. Um, at this stage of the game, some of some of these people, you know, because we relied on it, and it may not be their fault. It's because we've gotten so complacent, used to it, that we put that burden on them, and we shouldn't. Some of these elders out here that are still uh, lecturing and stuff like that, they should be in a in a retirement capacity. They should be at a, a they should be in an advisory capacity, not in the forefront, so to speak. And it's not to say that they're not capable, but you look at any culture, traditional culture, the elders are not on the grassroots doing all of the work. Once you reach a certain stage, you are put like today we call it a retirement stage, you know, but some people may take offense at that. Like, oh, I'm not retired. I'm not that old, whatever. But that's what it is. And so even in even in indigenous cultures, the elders take on an advisory role. They will they will be put in an advisory role where you consult them for for certain issues, for their wisdom and their experiences. But they're not they're not the ones that are actively doing everything. 
And so we have to we have to adopt that in our in our intellectual communities to where these elders, they have paved the way. They have opened the door. They have uh, awakened people that may have been on the streets. They're live. They may have turned helped to turn people's lives around. But that's what it is. But they might not be qualified to carry us all the way through. And so they have to re recognize it and we have to recognize it and we shouldn't put that burden on them. So some of these elders should take on an advisory position where, where we can carry the torch and build and improve upon what they already gave. You know? Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, well, good. Say what? Do you think that they're still in the forefront teaching because they didn't create successes or they didn't see a need to have successors or have individuals trained up under them so that they could take that teaching role? Well, I think I think I think that we are we it's okay, it's like this. It's it's a couple of things. One of the things is what I was saying. We tend to use them as a crutch. And because and because they are sincere and and they and it's their brainchild, they don't want to see it fall. Like no nobody wants to see something that that they put their uh, heart, sweat, and tears in just get destroyed or fall. And so and so they, they keep at it because we we keep relying on them like we keep leaning on them hard. And so instead of us setting up a, a um, an eldership type of situation where where they can comfortably advise and, and, and it, 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 it even goes into just lifestyle, just even it could get into finances of people because a lot of these people have made livelihoods out of this where where they actually survive and eat. And and off of doing what they do, and because we don't have anything in place that can offset that and compensate them, then they have to continue to work. You know, they can't retire and just chill and be an advisor, an advisor, and just be kind of comfortable. They have to actually work because they have mouths to feed. They got to survive, pay bills, and so on and so forth. So they got to come up with ways to make money and stuff like that. So they do what they know to do, and but they may not be uh currently qualified you know you know even even at the average job when you 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 could get the job let's say you got a job in the year 2000 and you've been working at this one place for f since the year 2000 right now it's 2018 so you've been there for 18 years you best believe in that 18 years you're gonna have to go through some retraining or some updated training no matter what job it is you're gonna you're gonna always have to attend some kind of training seminar so that you can either um, refresh your training or improve on it. And so even these elders, these elders need to go through that process. And we have we should be able to provide that for them to where they don't have to foot it themselves because they, they put in the work. And so we should have enough respect for them and love for them to 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 provide that for them and not have them out here putting in the hard work but be loud and wrong so we should protect our elders in that way it's because they're they, you know and see and we and we get caught in this in this in this uh, endless cycle because they're elders because we love them because we like them and stuff like that we we put up with it and we and we give excuses for it and then it becomes the elephant in the room and then when somebody comes along and wants to correct it now all of a sudden you are looked at as the devil or the demon like, oh, how can you say that about this or that elder or whatnot? What are you, what are you talking about? Who are you or whatever? And see, see, we, we set that up and we, we got to eliminate that. 
So I'm telling you, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And and so then these silly little, little arguments, that's why I say, man, it's, it's, it's about just getting to the scholars and not dealing with the um, small fish that really don't know what they're talking about and don't even know how to articulate their own arguments. You know, so that's where that's the level we have to be at. But, you know, Phil Valentine, you know, a person like Phil Valentine, he's respected. Uh, he's put in a lot of work. He's he's been on the scene for a long time and and he's paved the way for a lot of people. But but he him and other elders that they, they, they fit what I'm describing. We need to set up something where they could be in an advisory position to where they themselves can also be corrected. Because remember, eldership to uh, youth is a two way street. It's not a one way street. The elders can learn from the youth just like the youth can learn from the elders. And, and this is the reason why in our traditions, before you speak, when you are in public and before you open your mouth to speak, you always ask the elders in the room for permission to speak. And the reason why you do that, people think it's just, you know, oh, I got respect. No, that's part of it. But the, but the, uh, the main reason why is because you want to put the elder on notice that, listen, I have learned from you and now you can also learn from me. Do I have permission to teach you as well? And that's the, sh the, the sh to show of respect, to show that it's a two-way street. Because what I'm about to say is maybe, uh, you know, educational for you as well. And so it puts the elders on, on notice to listen to what you have to say. And so this is what, what we have to reestablish in our communities, that, that two-way street, that two-way street that has to happen. It's not this one way. Just because somebody's older and been doing something a long time, it doesn't mean that they're automatically right or they can't make mistakes. And that's the mistake that we make. We want to cite Dr. Ben. We want to cite Sheikh and the Giop. And, and we name drop to try to win an argument as if that's enough to win an argument. But like, no. Like Dr. Ben made a mistake by saying that the Egyptians said that they come from the foothills of the mountain of the moon where the God happy dwells and that is found in the papyrus of Hunefer. That's wrong. It doesn't exist in that papyrus at all. But just because Dr. Ben said it, people will use that to win an argument. Now, in science, we don't operate that way. We don't we don't appeal to authority that way. We like get that out of here. We deal with things as they are. So that's that's how we have to be with everybody. We can't we got to eliminate these elephants, man. We got a lot of elephants in the room like we, we are running a zoo around here. We got elephants in the room. Plural. And people are ignoring them. It's like, man, I mean, I can't do it myself. But there's a lot of people who do. They put up with the elephant. It's like they're chilling with the elephant. Don't even they act like it's not even there. So anyway, I don't know what's going on in the chat, but uh, uh chat looks like it's on and popping. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, I I agree. Um, everything you just said. And respectfully, you know, you do have to pay uh, uh, Phil Valentine his, you know, some respect and his just due. But he has he has created also a problem um, in our community because we we have people who are struggling to to 
you know, not understand science or become scientifically literate because of some things that have been said by the great elder. And, and uh, I think she did the right thing by breaking it down the way he did. I don't know, you know, if he went about it a certain way or whatever, but uh, wrong a certain way, but however, you know, it is what it is. But what do you, what do you think about the chief's breakdown? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, the way, you know, the way he's giving commentary about, you know, that's his commentary and it gives people something to look at because that's, you have to, sometimes you have to slow things down. You ever, you ever listen to yourself talk, you know, how sometimes you can, um, you can talk and then you can hear yourself say something, uh, either in real time or let's say, let's say, let's say you record, let's say, you know, you were talking and it was recorded and you heard and you heard it or you read it. You read something you wrote and you're like, oh, man, I said that like, man, I must have been bugging, you know, like, I, I you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so we all experience that. So sometimes that's what it takes. It takes to slow things down and to really analyze what is said. So what Chief X is, X, X is doing, I think that is, is good for him to stop and pause and give his commentary, even though that's that's his opinion, you know, that's his commentary and things. So, um, but it offers some, a different perspective. Cause you can listen. Cause I've, I've listened to his part one and you know, and you listen to it and you're like, wow, because some people have to do that even with their religious beliefs, their beliefs, you know, like, like slow things down a little bit. Like, think about it, but like, hold up. You mean to tell me that I believe, wait a minute. I was told that a man can get swallowed by a big fish and stay in the belly for three days and three nights and then get then the fish vomits onto an island of uh, Nineveh, and then he's he's off and running and 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 preaching the good word. Like you got to sit there and think about it. Like man, did I really believe that? Did I take that literal? You know, it caused you to think. You know, um, or that uh, Mary, Jesus' mother, had a child without the help of a man. But you got to put yourself in a scenario. You're like, wait a minute. Okay, Joseph was about to marry the girl. And all of a sudden, she pops up pregnant, have a child, but yet to explain it away, the fact that she ain't cheat, they have to say that that some some ghost did it, or you know, the spirit of God did it. And okay, so that's how I could deal with it, and that's how I get away with it. So you know, it kind of put a different perspective on on things to to keep your feet grounded. And so when people do that, like what Chief X was was doing, I think it's good to do stuff like that. Uh, we don't have to take his his opinion all the time or whatever, you know, this goes for anybody, but doing that, the act of what is done, I think that's, that's good. We have to start to, to analyze things that we say, because listen, we are, we are at war, you know, we're at war. We're at a psychological war on all kinds of levels. They're trying to control the way we think. And, and anybody who has taken a college course or some kind of course on marketing and advertising You'll understand how psychology plays in all of this, how marketing and advertising and, and um, all those kinds of things, they're really uh, ways in, in, in to train you in manipulation of people's minds. Like when you walk into a mall or you walk into a restaurant, the, the way the restaurant is designed, the way the chairs and tables are arranged, the, the way that the plate, even if it's a square plate versus a circle plate, the color of the napkins, 
the portion of the food, the size of the bowls and all that kind of stuff, you best believe that all of that stuff is strategically planned out and done. There's a cookie cutter blueprint for all that stuff that people uh, follow. And, and a lot of these people don't even know that they're following it. They just do it because it's become the standard. But but if you look at the root of a lot of things that we do, we do because we are conditioned and manipulated to do it. And so we're at war. That's the overt war. But we have a, 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 a war that that is that is that is not so open that's going on. So we better get it together. We have to get it together because we don't get it together. Man, we might as well just throw in a white towel, uh, sip some pina coladas and go to Disney World and just veg out. And just go whichever way the wind blows and stop complaining. All right. All right. Anybody want to call in 1-800-518-2817? 1-800-518-2817. Again, that's 1-800-518-2817. I'm looking at these comments. I'm trying to see if there was any uh, worthwhile uh, questions. It's, it's like people, the comment, the chat box have is, have a mind of its own. People have a converse, their own conversations. But uh, I, I see a oh couple of people. Guys, where did Dr. Ben get that from? Uh, what from? Oh, the... Um, Wonderful statement. statement well, from, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, he didn't get it from the uh, Pappers of Hunefer, Hunefer Pappers. He didn't get it from there. And really, uh, what he's talking about is something that, that you, we know that is true. Like Dr. Ben is not uh, wrong in what he's saying. So, and this is something I explained recently to, to, to a brother, brother inboxed me and asked me about, about that. Um, Cause he was saying that, that some people literally thought that the Egyptians were saying they were from the moon. Like, I couldn't believe it. The brother inboxed me and asked me, did the Egyptians say they were really from the, really from the moon? You know, people are quoting Dr. Ben saying the Egyptians are, are literally from the moon. I'm like, no, you know, so I, so I had to explain it all. But uh, the thing is, is that and this is what I explained to the brother, uh, that kingship. Remember, the Egyptians themselves, they come from all over Africa, the interiors of Africa, because when the Sahara dries up, people go seek the rivers. And so you have rivers that some rivers don't even exist anymore today, but you had river, a river network of rivers in Africa that people followed and used to dwell and live on. And so they would, when the Sahara dries up or when your environment is no longer conducive for your living and lifestyle, you have to move. And so people migrated from the Sahara and, and into these rivers. You have Niger River, then you got over on the east, on the east side of uh, the Nile River. So a lot of people came from different areas to settle along the Nile, but the, but the organization and the administrative body to, to, uh, to unify everything came from the South. And so they say, so they word it as kingship comes from the South. So the first Kings, the early Kings and things came from the South, Kenya, Uganda, uh, Ethiopia and all these different areas in the south. So, so, so um, the foothills of the mountain of the moon is talking about the mountains in the, um, you know, Uganda, Kenya area. I believe it's um, two main mountains uh, down there. I forget that. I forget that. Oh, uh, Kilimanjaro is one of them. And so that whole area is where the thrust of this administrative uh, body comes out of. 
So Dr. Ben is correct in terms of the kingship coming from the South, but to say that that's what the Egyptians said and that it comes from a papyrus, that's where that that's incorrect. It's not, it's not in the papyrus of Hunefer. It's nowhere in there. All right. All right. For those who, um, so what is not about he, Dr. Ben being wrong or right, but just that probably the information at the time, probably that he received said that, but now we, we, today we can have actually have folks who read the, the can read the, um, the original text and translate it themselves. Then, you know, you could do what you got to do. Hey, and, and, and another thing, like, uh, like that's with Dr. Ben, but even Dr. Shek and the Giap, uh, he, uh, is the one that professed and claimed that the word Kemet means the land of black people that is talking about the skin color and things. Well, that's incorrect. And so, 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 and I say that out of uh, the utmost respect for Dr. Shekanta Giap and both Dr. Ben, but we have to be able to stand on their shoulders because uh, Professor Small says it best that the elders are in place and we stand on their shoulders and, and Professor Small's Professor Small said that by us standing on the elders' shoulders, we can see a lot farther ahead than them. Like if there's a wall in front of them, if by us standing on their shoulders, we can see over the wall. And so that goes back to what I was saying. Eldership and youthfulness is a two-way street. The elders are our foundation. But when we stand on their shoulders, now the elders can learn from us as well because we can see further than them. If we put in the work and we build on top of what they already gave us. So Shekhan Dajiyab, what he's given us, he's given us a whole big, large, rock solid foundation. And we're supposed to build off of it. Dr. Ben gave us a foundation. We're supposed to build off of it. Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Asa Hilliard, all these people gave us foundations to build off of. But we can't get caught up and stay stuck. Because the world is still turning. Um, and information is being gathered and collected at all times. And we have to understand that we have to keep up with it. The bottom line, you know, uh, look, look at anything around us, like Windows operating system. Windows, the very first Windows is not the one that we're using. Now it's Windows 10 or whatever. Uh, Apple OS, uh, Tide detergent. Remember the Tide when it first came out? And then now we got new and improved Tide. New and improved, fresh, plus, 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 uh, new scent tie or whatever. So everything is changing and moving in a progressive way. And we have to do that as well with our information. Like, like the Aboriginal uh, argument. Back in the day, it was cool. Back in the day, it was all good. It was, it was a way to escape the, the, um, the humiliation that comes with slavery by saying that you're not a slave and that you're Native American. I got Native American in my blood and this and that. That was cool. And, and, then, and then people came to try to justify and back it up by saying, see, their skin color, you know, and then the OMAC heads and stuff like that, just because they look like a certain thing. Then we get to the lookership. But so but nowadays we got we got technology. We have um, uh, information and data that we have to address. We have to reconcile it. You can't you can't ignore it. We have, we have to look at ourselves like, like jurors in a courtroom. If, like, what, what would it be for, for a person being accused of, let's say, murder? A person is defended in a murder case, and you are a juror. And so the prosecution presents evidence 
and it presents a, a line of evidence, let's say 10 pieces of evidence that would suggest that the person is guilty. But then here you have another set of 10 pieces of evidence that would lean towards the innocent of the person. So what would a juror be if he were just to simply ignore the defense's arguments and just roll with the prosecution's arguments? That's not how it works or should work. It shouldn't work that way. So likewise, we have to address the new data that comes up in that's 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 being extracted from these different scientific fields. You can't just roll with one thing. So we have to become multidisciplinary. We have to start comparing archaeology, paleontology, linguistics, uh, biology. We have to compare all of these different fields and the data that comes from them to answer our research questions. So on the question of whether we are, we're here first, you can't just go by my grandmama said. We can't do that. We got a whole big bunch of scientific data to deal with. You can't say, okay, well, we always been here and stuff like that. Well, no. What about the migration patterns? Have you taken a DNA test? Oh, DNA is phony. See? So, so it cuts off the wisdom right there. And so anyway, you know, so that's, so we have to stop doing that. And things have to change. If it don't change, I'm telling you, 2018, we're, we're halfway in now. We're in the sixth month. In the end of the sixth month, about to be the seventh month. So we're about to go in the second half of 2018. So are we going to go into 2019 saying the same old stuff, acting the same way? You know, so, so you know, anyway, anybody that got that, anybody that, that talk about the Aboriginal stuff, the, my first thing is, is uh, have you had your DNA sequenced? If, if you haven't, then I don't need to have a conversation. So that's, I mean, that's, that's just, how, that's how I am. Cause if somebody going to demonize something, then, then that's, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's completely crazy right there to ignore, ignore uh, information. You don't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me um, also say to everybody that's out there, I'm going to touch on something real quickly regarding the biblical prophecies, 70 AD. I'm going to run through it real quickly so that people could, um, challenge whatever i'm saying and one of the biggest things for a lot of these camps of information that they put out is 70 a.d right 70 a.d is a is a lot it's a lot that people believe that don't really ha that happened that didn't happen so when you look at 70 a.d one of the first things we got to talk about is also the solomon temple if it's a real temple and i think that's one of the creations that we have never ever really proven and, and, and it's sad because we believe everything that, you know, we talk about the white folks and, and, and it's not really white people per se. It's people who have agendas that's trying to put the, the narrative and make the narrative correct. Now, um, 70, when you look at 70 AD, you think about what happened during that war. I mean, who, who, can, who can we bring up to adjust it? What happened, puppy? What happened? What happened? Okay. All right, let's address this 70 AD real quickly here. All right, we're going to look at the temple. Oh, let me Google Solomon Temple real quickly. Solomon Temple. And I want you guys to see an article that jumped up. Solomon Temple. Um, Solomon Temple. Let's see what comes up when I Google Solomon Temple. Ah, let's see, let's see. Bible archaeology. 
Uh, okay, let's take a look at this here. Searching for the temple of, of, of King Solomon. Let's see what pops up. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um share my screen. And bear with me. I'm gonna run through a lot of topics, and people could jump in. I don't know if people wanted to um question um Wujau regarding um regarding um what you call it, what he said about what Doctor Ben said. Yeah. Okay. okay. Say it again, Robin. I see. I don't know if anybody has any questions for you. Oh no, I'm I'm writing them down. I I I, I typed in there if anybody had a question uh, specifically to me to type it, and I'm I'm um writing them down. So uh so when you're done, I'm just going to try to address some of them before we go. King James the Homo. Funny boy. <laughs> Who the SRR talking about? I said King James the Homo. That's not saying he's not a homo. That would be more leaning that he is a he is a homosexual. I mean, you guys, I don't know what's wrong with our people. We can't just read a simple sentence. Like, wow. <laughs> oh boy, somebody just said when they put a spell on your ass, don't call me. <laughs> yeah, listen, family. And, and by the way, this is um an article from Bible Archaeology. This is a biblical website. I mean, I'm subscribed to them. Well, let's look at this article right here carefully, all right? So you don't think Garfield is talking out his butt, all right? And this was updated, I think, oh, it was updated on the 18th, March. So they updated the article. Searching for the Temple of King Solomon. How the Ayin Dara Temple in Syria sheds light on King Solomon in the Bible and his famous temple. For centuries, scholars have searched in vain for that any remnant of Solomon's temple, the fabled Jerusalem sanctuary described in, the, in such exacting detail in 1 Kings 6 was no doubt one of the most stunning achievements of King Solomon in the Bible. Yet nothing of the building itself has been found because excavation on Jerusalem's temple mount side of the temple of King Solomon is impossible. Fortunately, several Iron Age temples discovered throughout the Levant bear a striking resemblance. Hold on. I got a caller from Oklahoma. Call you alive. This is Garfield. Call you alive. What's up, Garfield? What's up? Who's that? Who's speaking? Who's that? The Dark Horse. Hey, Dark Horse. All right, so let me put a pause on this. What's up? I know you got some questions for the whole family. What's your first question or comment? No, we really ain't got no questions, man. I'll just say if you have any questions for me. What do you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you subscribe to? I know, I know, I know. What do you subscribe to, my brother? What do I subscribe to? What? What do you subscribe to? Do you subscribe to the Aboriginal argument? Nah, I don't really subscribe to that, man. I don't subscribe to Aboriginal, nothing like that, man. Okay, what are you a Hebrew, a Muslim? What are you? What are you a Hebrew, Muslim? What are you? Who's your tribe, my brother? I'm Chickasaw and I'm half Creek. Are you Chickasaw half Creek? So you are you denying that you have anything to do with Africa? Um, that's a good question. No, I mean, I put it like this, man. <laughs> we all serve things similar skin color. 
you know, being African and all that type of shit. And, you know, I, I just think we was all over the world. Oh, okay. All right. So let me, let me, let me, let me. All right. Beautiful. All right. That sounds good. It sounds universal. You sound like you want to build a whole multi. All right. Cool. No, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this, my brother. My son said, no, that's not right. All right. Do you, let me ask you some simple questions, right? Yeah. Do you believe the pyramids, there are pyramids in South America? All right, what are the pyramids that you believe is in South America? I'm not going to even lie to you, man. I really don't even know too much about that. I just know, you know, by reading books and stuff about the pyramids. So I, I just know I'm from North America. I really don't know about South America like that. Okay, all right. Can you, see, can you see the screen? Um, yeah, I see the screen. All right, that's what they're calling a pyramid in South America, brother. In Brazil, I'm sorry, in Brazil, sorry. Brazil, Brazil. That's one of them. Okay. This is a second one. Okay. All right, that's the second one. All right, so that's the two things that they call in pyramids in Brazil. All right. Yeah. Let's go to Peru for a second. Let's Google Peru pyramids. Let's, we're going to have a conversation because I know this is some of the things folks bring up, not necessarily you. I'm just saying what people bring up okay. in general. All right, pyramids in Latin America. Let's take a look at history.com. Pyramids in Latin America. They got a video. Uh, let me see if I could jump on any of them. Pyramid of the Sun. Uh, Maya pyramids. Let me see if I could find any pictures per se. It's all videos. I don't want to go to videos. Because the videos, I can't lie. Let me go to a different website. Let me try a different website. All right, because I, I want I want people to, I want people. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I need to. I need a website. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna even lie to you, man. My, you know, my papers never told us about no pyramids and stuff like that. I just, you know, I was just told that you know we came, we we came on a wagon mm -hmm. with horses and stuff through the trail of tears. Okay. All right. I like that. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's. I, I never, I never learned about no South American stuff. No bounds. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm -hmm. no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even tripping. Um, what I want to ask you is, um, let's take a look at, at something here. All right. This is a sister's website that I brought up a couple weeks ago and pretty much she's in a situation like a lot of these people, right? Because she, what she does, she teaches you how to look for your history. So I, I told the folks, if you feel like you are a part of this, you need to check this lady out because she's done a lot of research, all right? Um, her name is Angela Y. Walton Raji, right? And um, she's helped a lot of people, families who have been mixed, you know? She said she basically wrote a book called The Black Indian Records, Black Indian Records and Eventually Formed the Base of My Book, Black Genealogy Research, African-American Ancestors. Okay. All right. All right, cool. All right, so so what I what I want to know is um so you identify with the Choctaws from Mississippi, am I correct? Um, I was told Choctaw and uh, Chickasaw are really like like brothers. You no know, one split up, and one went the other way, and 
Okay. All right. So she says, um, this is some of the stuff that she says. Oral history. Ask the right questions. She said, where were you born? Try to obtain the name or not just the town, but the country and if the community had a local nickname record that as well. So she made some recommendations, right? Then she said, what was the name of your father? Where was he born? Where was the mother born? What was your mother's maiden name? Where were your parents from? What city, town, county? Who was a specific ancestor that is said to have been of Native American ancestry? So let me ask you that question. Who is the ancestor that they say is um that your family told you is a member of the um, Native American ancestry? I was told that uh, I come from two chiefs, two different chiefs. Okay, now that's that's I'm different. I'm a grandson. I'm a great great grandson of two different chiefs. Okay. All right. So two different chiefs. Now this is different, but let me ask you this though. Who told you that? Um, I got some elders right now still living, a bunch of elders. Mm -hmm. One is, uh, one is in the nineties and I got another one, uh, almost 70 years old. Uh, they got history, 300 years worth of history. Mm -hmm. And this is what I do know, you know, and don't get me wrong. You know, I got love for Africa much love, you know what I'm saying? But um, I was told that we left her, went to Ireland as a district, uh, district servant. Indentured servant. To America, mm -hmm. yeah. So we went to Ireland, we left, we left America and came back, back home. All right, I'm gonna stop sharing for a second. Now I'm gonna ask my panel, have you guys ever heard someone say that they went back to, to um, <laughs> I've never heard that before in my life. But they went back to yeah. Ireland and became indentured servants. Then you came back here? Yeah. Never heard that we were slaves or nothing. We was indentured servants. Okay. Um, nah, let's not say that his family is lying because that's when we become defensive. Now, um, nobody's saying yeah, he's I, I lying. Know some, I know I'm going to get some, you know, some people going to give me a hard time. It's All right. Okay. Have you taken a DNA test? Only DNA test I had to prove was to my to, uh, to my father. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. <laughs> pull up factory on this on that site. Oh, on that same website. Well, I'm, I'm Hold on. Tell you my mom. My mom. I remember uh, growing up. You know, my mom. She had a. Uh, it was a she had a boyfriend from West Africa. It's not, it's not a problem, bro. I'm, I'm good. Hey, listen, I don't have the, I don't have the problem y'all have.
All right, so there's a list of African-American ghost towns, Arkansas colored, Booker T, Canadian colored, Chase, Ferguson, Lincoln City, Marshalltown, North Fork Town, Old Veneta, Wybark. African towns are, um, you know, they should give a list and whatever. Now, let me ask you this, though. So these towns, they still exist today. They're in um, some of the settlements of Indian and Oklahoma territories. So which territory... So how would you well, how would you prove that, my brother? It's in we, uh, it's in the records, man. I mean, I can I can I want to ask my people, you know, you know, can, can we do an interview with her, you know, on YouTube, and she can break it all down. But uh, you know, you know how old people is, man. You know, so I don't know if she want to go out like that or not. But you know, it's it's good, man. Hey, Vayasa Nicola Gula. Let me ask you this: What what some what some of the food practices you have as a as a chakwa or chikwa? What are some of the food practices that you have? What's the, what again? the food practices. The food practices. Practices. What are some of the foods are our traditions you guys practice today to carry that culture? Fast food, fast food, and stuff. Yeah, okay. Is there a language specific language that you guys speak? Is there a specific language you guys speak still or the language has been gone from your family? You know, but that's that's um Do you follow? Do you follow? Do you follow any spiritual system? Family, thank you for the call, man. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, I love all y'all, man. And, and sorry about disrespecting you, man. Happy you good at Nah, um, nah, we good, we good. Like, what the hell I'm doing, man? This YouTube trip, I'm tripping. I got to be in it. 
ESPN Sports. You know what I'm saying? And much love to the panel, man. You keep doing what you got to do. And one more thing, it ain't nothing wrong being an African-American. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it, man. Hi. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. All right. Anybody want to um, hold on a second here? Anybody else want to call in and vent and bring up conversations regarding this slave stuff? Or let me finish up my temple reading. Let me finish about the Solomon stuff. And if anybody want to call in, we call in. The brothers, he's been sound like he's being genuine, but y'all know how I am. I don't trust nobody. So, you know what I'm saying? Until I see some evidence, I'll just roll with the story for now. All right. But anyway, they're trying to say that the Solomon's temple that described is similar to the Ayandara temple. And the temple described in the Bible are indeed striking. Both buildings were erected on huge artificial platforms built on the highest point in their respective cities. The buildings likewise have similar tripartite plans an entry port supported by two columns, a main sanctuary hall, um, and then behind a partition, an elevated shrine or holy of holies. They were also both flanked on three of their sides by a series of multi-storied rooms and chambers that serve various functions. Even the decorative schemes of Endara Temple and the temple described in the Bible are similar. Nearly every surface, both interior and exterior of the Endara Temple, was carved with lions, mythical animals, cherubim, and sphinxes. And floral and geometric patterns, the same imagery that, according to 1 Kings 6.29, adorned the Temple of King Solomon. It is the date of the Endara Temple, however, that offers the most compelling evidence for the authenticity of the biblical temple of King Solomon. The Erendara temple was built around 1300 BCE and it remained in use for more than 550 years until 740 BC. The plan and decoration of such majestic temples no doubt inspired the Phoenician engineers and um, craftsmen who built Solomon's grand edifice in the 10th century BC. As noted by Lawrence Steger, the existence of the Endara Temple proved that the biblical description of Solomon's Temple was neither an anachronistic account based on later temple archetypes, not a literary creation. The plan size date, da, 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 da. all right. All right, so pretty much they're looking for the, ten, um, the, the Solomon Temple and they show their temple that's 1300 BC. That's almost identical to the description. All right, and by the way, that was in Turkey, up in a, another place, up in... Um, in northern Turkey, and they have the pretty much the same temple. They have the same, um, what do you call it? The same lions and all that stuff. So they have all that stuff on their temples, what we see. So somebody was describing something in the Bible. I don't know if that was it. All right. Um, what else do you guys want to talk about? I want to get into the 70 AD thing. Who's on? Mo and Wujau. Hey, Wujau, I got a question. Is Wujau still there? Yep, I'm here. Yeah, if you, if do, what, what do you use as a primary for the kings, the list of the kings for um, Egypt? Well, primary, then you go to the uh, Turin Papyrus or you go to the wall of uh, the Temple of uh, Seti the First, where you have them actually on the wall. I'm sorry, not the um the primary. I'm sorry. What do you which book do you use that that has the chronology? Oh, the chronology. Um, 
you know, there's there's like three different schools of thought on the chronology. So I, I make sure that I, I'm, a, I'm up on all of them because you have the long the long chronology, the short one and the one in between. So I, I deal with all of them. There, there's an actual good book uh, called the Egypt, uh, Ancient Egyptian Chronology. Like, matter of fact, I'll, I'll put the link in here. It is a good book to get. It's a it's an excellent book because they actually talk about the three different uh, um, cr chronologies that that people have been uh, proposing, you know, and they and they talk about it uh, pretty much objectively. Like similar to how you did the book, you you had shared a book about um, something where it was it was objective, like it was it was talking about different things and it was objective. It was talking about people's arguments. So let me put, let me, I'll post a link in a second. But as far as primaries, though, I mean, you know, you, you got to go with what the Egyptians say, because some people use Manito and um, they want to go back like, you know, 30,000 years and say that that Tahuti ruled Egypt and this person, that person ruled Egypt. I mean, you know, that that gets into some extra stuff. But let me let me post a link up. I'm going to give you a book. Good book uh, that I recommend everybody should get if you want to talk about Egyptian chronology. It's a book called Just That. It may be expensive, but if you could find it, get it. And uh, just give me a second. Uh, what's, the name of, what's the name of it, beloved? Uh, I'm about to post a link. I'm about to pull it up and then post a link. And anyone want to join the book club, you could join the book club. Okay, it's called Ancient Egyptian Chronology, and it's written by Eric Hornung and Ralph Cross. Hold on a second. It's called Ancient... I'm gonna post a link right here, uh, in inside the inside. In my, my system now to see if I have it. Ancient Egyptian chronology. Stop yeah, it has a black cover, and it um, it has the word H D O on the front. It's a it's a series of books, scholarly books that's made. Ancient Egyptian chronology handbook of Oriental. Are, yeah, this is it right here. I got it. I got it. Let me put it on the screen. Yes, it is. I got it. Yeah. I could download it right now. Anybody who wants it, I could. you could just join my, um, just email me and I'll send it to you. The reason yeah. why I asked, though, is because um, I'm going to bring it on the screen so people can see the actual book. Um, yeah, that's a good book to have. That's a good. Uh, All right, here we go. I'm going to share my screen and let me see if it's the same book that you're talking about. All right. Right. It's a book cover. Uh, is that it? Yep, that's it right there. Yikes. Y'all creating a monster. Y'all creating a monster. <laughs> Ancient Egyptian chronology. All right. So now, family. Go go look at the table of contents just so people get an idea. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Part one. You see, I didn't even have this to deal with. Um, What's his name? So even if I had this, because I use breasted and some of the... Some of the modern day Egyptian books that have like the um talk about what happened to the 12th dynasty. That's what I used to like beat up Shaka in like 24 hours. Because I already had those books. But if I had this, wow. So look at this family. You got the Royal Annals, you got the Royal Canon of Turin, the King's List and Manitha's Egyptica. By the way, are you familiar with Hectabus of Abdera, the Greek guy who wrote something called um called Ageptica 2? Uh, that, that sounds familiar. I mean, that's my son calling you. We call you back. Um, yeah, so he wrote it too, but he was the first one to mention somebody similar to Moses. Stop hmm. calling. Yeah. 
All right. So you have the King's List and Manithas and genealogy and chronology, methods of dating, pre-dynastic, early dynastic. This is very good. This is what I need. This is exactly what I need. So two, let me go to 265, page 265. Yeah, just, to, just so people know, the way they wrote that book is that they're, they're basically covering the different proposals for the different chronologies and how how they came about. So they so that's why they talk about Manitos chronology chronology based on that. Um Herodotus. Uh then they get into breasted, you know, people who have proposed these things. Then they even talk about how people have promote pro proposed chronologies based on trying to squeeze it into the biblical narratives and things like that. So it's just a um a more well-rounded uh resource book to have when it comes to egyptian chronology but i also recommend uh robin walker's um oh hold up they're showing the persian kings too oh because i guess the persian kings were ruling in egypt at the time right that's what it was so they're showing the persian kings ruling while they're in egypt Hello? yeah hey hold on a second um Ujau. hey caller what's your name where you calling from Oh, okay. Yeah. Yahweh exists. Yo, look at look at look at my screen one second. Look at this. This is a sister that rolled with Divine Prospect, right? She's exposing Divine Prospect on her on her um on her um what you call it. All these videos Ron Shields presents presented as authentic research came from this book not by divine revelation from Yahweh. How he came up with the holy day calendar. How he de determined how, <laughs> who, how many people Exodus Egypt. Parts one, part two. You see, you see, Garfield has been saying these guys are fraud for ages. And these people know these things, but they still hang around him because it's this messianic complex that we have as individuals. And we need to get rid of that. Get rid of that. So you see that now this sister that so now she's mad with him. So now she's revealing that oh I was also in a relationship with him according to what somebody that's in box me. You see you see all these snake in the community. This is what Chief X is talking about, family. This is what he's talking about. We want to we we have this whole messianic thing that we want to follow people and and all this different stuff. But anyway, caller, go ahead, caller, go ahead. Yeah, man. All right, how do you I'm gonna do like I'm gonna let me ask you what would y'all want to ask you? How do you define black people? <laughs> I'm gonna ask you before would y'all ask you how you how you define black people? All right, so you see Let me ask you a question, beloved. Right? Black people, right? How do you how do you decide how do you decide who's black in America as far as African American?
in America. I do not know the black people that's here right now that was already here that they come from, you know, Haiti or whatever, who don't have no nationality. It's the black people who they said they killed. I'm going to tell y'all something. Okay. And every river in every city in America named named after a Native American what they call Native American. But ain't that, I mean, ain't that how this works? The ripples and everything was already named when these folks got here. Oh, okay. So there was already a language in the culture. So you're telling me it wasn't no black people or dark-skinned people? Here. Only Africans was the only dark-skinned people in the world. That's what y'all said. Wow. I'm trying to figure out what y'all said because America means copper, copper tone people. So I'm trying to figure out what y'all said. Mm. So, All right. Okay, so that's I, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, when, it, when it comes to Africa and all that, we know some people is from Africa. All right, let me ask you this. Are you, are, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you for a second so we don't lose each other. Are you saying you are from okay. here in America? This is where you're from. I can't really hear you say what now. Are you saying you're from here in America? Yeah. My people be here. Okay. Oh, so you say you, you're here, but you're black. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. So, um, hold on one second, beloved. Hold on. Hold on one second. If I go to Jamaica, am I gonna be considered a black person or am I gonna be considered an American? I'm here, I mean I'm, I'm here reading the comments while I'm talking to you. So my pardon me, my brother. All right. Hey, yeah, and I want I want to get to some of the questions people ask me too. Yeah, go 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 ahead, go ahead. Um Ujao, you got some comments for this guy? I, I don't know. How you, do you believe in science, brother? Let me ask you that. Well, hold up. The, uh, the, the current caller, the current caller, he he's tr he's basically kind of asking us the question. And the thing is, is that, um, like I said earlier, nobody is literally black. So when we use these colors, black and white, or yellow and red, uh, that people use for these different people, all we're doing is using these colors as classification categories. And, and people are dumped. Every single classification or category has a requirement that must be met in order for an item to be included in that category. So what happens is that what we're describing as black, there's a whole bunch of requirements that people have created to, to include people in that category or exclude people out of that category. And, and those inclusions and exclusions are based solely on shallow, subjective, surface type of stuff and it boils down to how you look so whether it's the texture of your hair whether it's the degree of brownness uh, of your skin shades and so on and so forth or the um you know the appearance of certain facial features and stuff like that that's what we've come accustomed to and that is where the social construct of race comes from that's not a biological reality so so what you're considering black so the answer is that black people remember that the lightness of the skin uh, colors and things like that, what we're calling pale and stuff like that, that didn't come about until recent in, a, in human history. So everybody at certain points were had a darker uh, skin um, due to where they lived. And if you look at the skin map that we always show, 
it will show you that a certain uh certain uh areas around the planet all the way around the planet there are people that are going to reflect a darker skin color and and we call that black even though they're not really black but if that's what people are going to define as black then there were black people all over the planet earth but but human but human beings human beings did not grow all around the planet earth human beings started in africa in, in other words, modern man, everybody who is alive today uh, is from, it can trace their lineages back to a bottleneck in Africa. So, so it's not like people were grown in America separate, separate from the genesis in Africa. There's not, there's not a separate, a totally separate tree of human beings out there somewhere that doesn't exist. Uh, you got Negroid, Caucasoid, and Mongoloid. Those those are old terms that are used, and they're still used to this day uh, when you're dealing with uh, cranial um, measurements and stuff, cranial metrics, where they where they describe skeletal bones, especially craniums, in those kinds of terms: Mongoloid, Caucasoid, and Negroid. So yes, those terms are still used today, but they're not applied like people think they're applied in a social construct. So again, I hope I hope people see. That's why people have to really, really stay up to date on on how these things are used in in the different scientific fields that they're used in. So we have to understand 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 that. Um, but Garfield, before I forget though, because these some people asked me a question a while back, and I wrote them down. So I want to I want to kind of address it before um, before we so I have an opportunity before we uh, cut off. I mean, uh, close out. So uh, uh, if you don't mind, I want to address uh, the brother Aboriginal. And then I believe somebody, I, forgot, I didn't write the name, but I wrote the questions down. So um, this brother Aboriginal asked me the question. Uh, first of all, he, he made a comment and say, he said that I want people to listen to me. And, and like my mentality is listen to me, listen to me only or whatever. Uh, to that, I completely reject that. Anybody that, that's, that's, that's been around me or, or speak to me knows that that's, that's not my thing at all. So you can, you know, miss me with that. So that's number one. Number two, uh, Aboriginal asked me the question of, um, he asked me to go 10 generations back. What are the total number of people 10 generations back? And the answer is 1,024. And to do that math, all you have to do is just double. Um, every generation just double. So from yourself, you go back one generation, that's two. You have two parents. Go back another generation, that's four. Another one is eight, 16, 32, 64. So you just keep going back doubling, and that will, that will give you the total number of uh, people in your, um, in your family line. But he asked me that question because what he's trying to get at is what he's trying to, um, to uh, keep talking about, and he's still wrong is this 1% or 2% thing. And so this goes back to what I said. People really have to just stop what they're doing and study. I recommend people take at least a basic course. There's courses that are like $50, some even free online about the basics of genealogy and genetics. I gave a link to an excellent website that explains things in, in layman's terms, 
how descendancy and ancestry is determined and what are the methods and procedures all about it. I gave that last time. Garfield posted a link um, and the whole, the whole thing. Um, I suggest and recommend people do that. But what the brother's trying to say, he's wrong. There are three different tests that you, that you uh, take when you compare your DNA. When you give your DNA um, sample, you give your saliva sample to these companies, they are sequencing your DNA. They're taking your sequenced DNA and then they're running queries on it. And there's three queries that they can run on it if you are a man. Two, if you are a woman. If you're a man, they can run a paternal lineage query, a maternal lineage query, and then an admixture query. Three different reports. And all three of these reports tells you three different things, but they're used together to paint a, an ancestral history for yourself. Now, the paternal and maternal maternal uh, results are called deep ancestry. They can go further back. They can go uh, way back up to, you know, several, several generations. Reason why is because the uh, Y DNA and the mitochondrial DNA, they change very, very slowly over time. And they're not part of the recombination process that takes place in the nuclear DNA. When you have these chromosomes, these 23 chromosomes, you're getting 50% from your mother and 50% from your father. But before you get them, they have recombined. So remember, we have 46 chromosomes as individuals. And only 23 gets passed on to our children from, from each parent. So, you're, you're, so you have two sets or two pairs. They have them pairs. And so what they do is that they will uh, recombine. And this is what makes you, uh, in a sense, unique as a unique mathematical uh, uh, formula in terms of how, uh, gene expression. So, but you get 50% of that from your mother, 50% from your father. Now, the Y, or the paternal and the maternal uh, lineage are not involved in that recombination. Okay, so they're passed down directly from the father to the son, or to say, so the son comes from the father, the grandfather, so on and so forth, all the way back. And the same thing with the mitochondria with women through your mother. They're passed down directly. And these things change very, very slowly over time. So that's why they can go into deep ancestry with those. Now, with the nuclear DNA test or what they call the admixture, they can only go back with any uh, reliability up to about five or seven generations, not 10, as the brother is asking me about. And there's a reason why. The reason why is because of what I just said, because in the in their nuclear DNA, there's a recombination process that takes place. And so once you be once you get beyond, let's say, the fifth cousin, then then it becomes unreliable because uh, you're only getting one set of the pair from the parent. And so, like I said in our last show, um, man, I, I, I don't even have my my slide to show. Uh, right now, it probably take me too long to um, get it already. But let me just try to explain it uh, verbally. If if you have a, let's just say we have a woman who is one hundred percent European, and we have a man who is one hundred percent Asian. I'm just gonna paint a scenario. Um, when they have a child, that child is gonna be European and Asian, because that child is gonna have fifty percent from the mother 
and 50% from the father. Now, when that, that same parent has another child, which will be the brother or sister of the first child, that second child is also going to be a European and an Asian. Now, those two children may receive a different portion of the 50% from the mother. So in other words, both children will not get the same 50% from the mother, although they get 50%. Likewise with the father, they will not get the exact same 50% from the father, but they will get 50% from the father. And because of that, they will not ha inherit the exact same genes that the father has uh, in totality. So this is why. Uh, so now let me give another scenario to demonstrate that. So let's say the father is 100% Asian, but the mother now is 98% uh, European, but 2% African. So she has 2% African. Let's just say for the sake of the scenario. Now, when they come together and have a child, the first child is nothing but European and Asian. Why? Because the 2% of the African in the woman was not included in the 50% that was passed down to the child. Let's say they have another child. This time, that child is European and African and Asian. Why? Because the 50% it got from the mother included the 2% of that African, whereas the other child, it didn't. So now we have two siblings from the same two parents, but yet they have a remnants of a different set of ancestry now. So this is what people have to understand of how it works and how it comes down. And so once you go back five generations, five to seven generations, the reliability becomes null because the percentage is so, so small of what you can detect from, from any of the um, uh, particular people. It's, it's blurred once you get past that threshold. So this is why when you take these tests, they tell you that it's reliable up to the fifth generation. Some some companies will say seven. That's for only one of those tests. But when you want to go longer, this is why they use all three. When you want to go longer or beyond the fifth generation, the seventh generation, now you look to your uh, paternal and maternal lineage, which is your haplogroup. That's why they give you your haplogroup or your um, haplogroup uh, grouping. For your maternal and paternal if you're a man and only your maternal if you're a woman and they give you your percentage that's why they give you all of those things and people have to understand that they are different tests telling you three different things but they can use be used together to give you your full pick a better picture of your full ancestry and so the brother asking about one percent or or misquoting mischaracterizing rick kittles who didn't say what he's saying he said um the brother is wrong uh, whoever uh, Aboriginal is, is wrong. This whole 1%, 2% thing is is just wrong. Matter of fact, we did an interview with Dr. Rick Kittles on our show, and we asked him, I, I'm the one that even asked him about the percentage thing. And, he, and even Rick Kittles clarified it and said, it depends on what you're talking about, because people could be talking, like, for example, you'll hear, you'll hear people say that we, have, we share 50% of our DNA with a banana. Or we share 50% of our DNA or 60% of our DNA with a rat or whatever, things like that. What does that mean? See, so, so these, when people call off these percentages, it's always based on uh, something, the context of whatever you're talking about. So when you say 0.1 or 0.01, like 0.01 of what? 
You see what I'm saying? So it it all it's all it's relative, and and people just throw out these percentages, not knowing the uh the science behind it at all. So we have to be uh, uh clear about that. So that was that was that that was that um um answer. And I don't know if Garfield has that has that link, but but um I recommend people to really uh read that website. It breaks things down in, in layman's terms, real real easy. Um, so and the other thing that somebody asked me was about Dr. Ben, what I said about Dr. Ben, um, I said, Dr. Ben was wrong when he said that the, um, statement that he's famously quoted for came from the Papyrus of Hunefer. It did not. It's no, it's not in the Papyrus of Hunefer. Okay. But Dr. Ben was not wrong in the statement, in the content of what he's saying. That's what I said earlier, that kingship comes from the South. Um, but the actual Egyptian people, the people, the people that made up the population of Egypt, they migrated from several different places, you know, uh, like I said, through different time and the archeology span will reflect that you have the, uh, different cultures. You have the Badarian, you have the, um, the Nakata one, two, and three, so on and so forth that led up to the, uh, the population or the people that were there for the formulation of the unification or the first confederacy in the world which we call Kemet today. So that's, so we have to understand that. So in the context, Dr. Ben was not incorrect in that, but the source that he cited is wrong. So pe then people ask me, well, where did he, where did he get it from? And so let me let you, let me tell, let me let Dr. Ben tell you where he got it from. So that way um, people don't have to, uh, it won't be Wujao saying where he got it from. This is from a lecture that Dr. Ben did in uh, 1986. So this is Dr. Ben. I'm quoting Dr. Ben. He says, when we speak of the Nile Valley, of course, we're talking about 4,100 miles of civilization or the beginning of the birth of what we of what is today called civilization. I can go to one case of literature in particular, which will identify the Africans as the beginners of the civilization to which I refer. And since I am not foreign to the works of Africans in Egypt, otherwise called Egyptians, I think that should be satisfactory proof this proof is housed in the london museum that is holding artifacts of egypt in that museum you will find a document called the papyrus of hunefer at least you should find it there it was there that sir ea wallace budge used it in his translation as part of the egyptian book of the dead of the papyrus of hunefer it was there at that time a copy of which is in the library of Syracuse University in New York, and I quote from the hieratic writing, we came from the beginnings of the, of the Nile where the God happy dwells at the foothills of the mountain of the moon. We, meaning the Egyptians, as stated, came from the beginning of the Nile. Where is the beginning of the Nile? The farthest point of the beginning of the Nile is in Uganda. This is, this is the white Nile. Another point is in Ethiopia. The blue and white Nile meet in Khartoum, and the and the other side of Khartoum is the Andorman Republic of Sudan. From there it flows from the south down north, and there it meets with the Adbara River in Adbara, Sudan. Then it flows completely through Sudan, which Tanahisi, part of that ancient empire, which was at one time adjacent to the nation called Mero or Meroe. Etc. So I'm not going to, you know, read everything. But the point is, is that he says that he got it from the Papyrus of Hunefer. And, and so that was wrong. 
But when you research it, what it what it comes down to, what you'll find is that in Budge's translation of the Papers of Hunefer, Budge gives commentary to that effect. It's not that it's a trans, it's not part of the translation itself of the Papers of Hunefer. Budge is giving his commentary about it in the beginning of the book. So for those who do the research, do the knowledge, get it, get the book, read it for yourself and you'll see. So that's, that's, that's all that is. So I'm just saying that the source is not the papyrus of Hunefer. It was commentary from E.A. Wallace Budge. All right. And, and Dr. Ben just told you that. All right. So that's where he was, he was, he got it from. So I just want people to understand that. The second, the last thing, uh, well, one that I, I wrote down was Kemet not me, not meaning, uh, black, uh, black people were referring to the skin color. So somebody asked me, well, what does it mean? It simply means the fertile country. Okay. The color black is not used literally. Uh, you have to understand how Africans use toponyms. Remember, Kemet is a place name, technically called a toponym. And these toponyms are uh, to identify places because back in the day, they didn't have GPS. So the way that indigenous people named their lands was based on their surroundings because the the point of naming something was to be able to identify it when you come across it so if i lived in a village and let's say in this village near us there's a certain fruit that grows everywhere so i may name the village after the fruit because when somebody comes in my direction or comes to visit my village they will know that they got there when they see the fruit so I so it becomes a landmark like today when, when we're giving directions to people, we use GPS. But even before GPS, we, we have to tell people landmarks. All right. Well, if you come when you see this uh, tall black building, uh, matter of fact, you're going to have to make a right turn at the tall uh, black building. that got this red sticker on it. You're going to make a right turn right there. And if you matter of fact, if you if you see a blue building, you went too far. You know, you got to back up, make a U-E, make a U-turn, go back to the black building. The black building, you see it on the left-hand side. You can make a right turn and go there, blah, blah, blah. See, we, we would describe directions that way. So in indigenous cultures, they named their cities and named their places of dwelling after things that are around them, the prominent things around them, whether it's an animal, whether it's a plant life, whether it's a river, whether it's something like that. They named things uh, um, after that, that could be identifiable to people who come there. So in Kemet, they identified their country. Matter of fact, Kemet was not even called Kemet until the 11th dynasty. So let that be known. Kemet was not called Kemet until the 11th dynasty. The word Kemet existed prior to the 11th dynasty, of course. But the country was not called Kemet until the 11th dynasty. A lot of people don't know that. So... They called it Kemet because they wanted to differentiate between the Desheret, the infertile dry areas versus the uh, fertile um, wet part, the part that had access to water. So Kemet, what it means, it means the fertile country. Prior to that, it was called Kenu, which means, which means the interior. Because you have to remember, to the ancient Egyptians, their world consisted of a valley. We don't call it the Nile Valley for nothing. In a valley, you have hills that border it. Then you have this curvature and you have this flat plain in the middle. And so this is why they call their land Tawi, 
because the word ta is identified with flatness. Not that the earth was flat, but that their, their world was flat, but it was bordered by hills and the desert. So the valley created this. So the river basin created this valley. So they lived in a valley. And so they differentiated the desheret, the barren, the infertile, the dry parts from the fertile parts that where everybody lived and set up camp. So that's where they differentiated that. So the country became known as Kemet after, as an afterthought, as an after effect, not until the 11th dynasty. Prior to that, it was called different names. You had Kenu, you had Tawi or Simatawi, and then you had Tameri, Taseti, and all these different uh, uh, dualities. All right, so that's a, that's a, these are things that people have to understand. So they had no need to uh, identify the country after the skin color of the people. Because remember what I said, that the Africans name their places of location based on the ability to identify based on their surroundings. So if everybody in Africa is black, then how could you differentiate that, that you arrived at a location if you call a location after the skin color of the people who are everybody on the continent? You won't know, you won't know that you reached a location if everybody's black, if it's named black. That means, I, that means I could go into Senegal and I could think I'm in Kemet. Why? Because if Kemet means black skin, then people in Senegal got black skin. So that's Kemet too. See, it, it makes no sense. And that's not, that's not uh, what it means, period. It's a toponym. All right. And, it, and it's identifying the, the, uh, the fertility of the country. Okay. And it's not used literally. All right. Because nobody's, um, you know, black anyway. So we have to understand that. All right. And plus, you know, like I'm, I'm giving a brief thing, but this this thing has been hashed out. Like, you know, I could show you primary sources where Kemet and Desheret are used juxtaposed uh, with each other and used in contradistinction from each other. So if anybody doubts what I'm saying, then by all means, contact me and, and we can have a longer discussion. I'm not going to take up the time now, but but this is not this is not even a question among scholars anymore at all. Only people who don't know what they're talking about will will try to keep up with the uh, narrative that is talking about black black skin because we gotta we feel an inferiority complex and gotta make everything black and whatnot. We don't need that. It stands it stands as greatness on its own. You know, matter of fact, it's genius to talk about Kemet versus Deshret, Tameri versus Taseti. Tameri is the land of the whole, Taseti is the land of the bow. So it talks about the duality between the farmers and the hunters. P Taseti was people who lived and they were good at the bow, at the spear. Because the word seti means to strike or to, or to poke at something, to stab something. So taseti, that's where you get the bow from. And so you had people that were a mixture of both, people that were good at farming. We had the tameri, the land of the whole, people who utilized those tools for farming, and then those people who utilized tools for hunting. Combined together, formed ta, uh, simatawi, with a unification of both regions. Remember, Tom, Mary, and Tassetti are regions. Then you have cities within these regions and so on and so forth. So it's, it's not an easy, it's not a, a, a simple thing. People have to understand that, that this was a complex system that was formulated by our uh, brilliant ancestors of the Nile Valley. Geniuses for what they've done. All right, so I ho hope I cleared up those, um, those questions. Those are the only ones I wrote down. And if anybody has something, uh, something else, then, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be on uh, here now, but uh, those are the only ones I wrote down. 
But that genetic stuff, people just got to study. People have to study how how these genes, how you inherit these chromosomes and things like that. And I guarantee you that the person, uh, his name is uh, Aboriginal, has not taken a, a DNA, um, has DNA analyzed. Because the moment you do, you're, you're going to be forced to, to do the research to make sense of your own report. And I suggest everyone uh, does it. So I'm looking at the comments. So I don't know if it says, so why does it expose the Neanderthal DNA? Yeah. So listen, if you have a, if you have a question for me or comment for me, uh, pre uh, um, preference it by my name, put my name next to it. So I'll know that you're talking to me because these chats have a mind of their own. Everybody's talking to each other inside the chat and I can't keep up. It's, this chat is, is on fire. This chat is, uh, scrolling too fast for me to follow, um, to follow along with that but anyway so dr ben is not so again dr ben is not incorrect in the final his final analysis but he's incorrect in the source of it so i want to make that clear and then uh up about the word kemet meaning black people referring to the skin color all you have to do is just understand the climate in which uh dr theophilo benga and uh shekandajiap was working in they were pushing back the um, the prevailing thought by European Egyptologists that Egypt was not an African civilization. Remember, the UNESCO conference in 1976, uh, they were talking about the race or the population of, of Egypt. So everything, the emphasis was put on the fact that Egypt is black Egypt and so on and so forth. So they utilized the, the word Kemet in um uh in an adjective uh that has the same uh consonants km adjective meaning black there is a word that means black kim means black and it's an adjective to describe the color black so they capitalize off that or use that as a pushback for these european egyptologists that were trying to say that egypt was a, a colony of asia or some european um result of, of european uh people migrating there and so on and so forth so the whole point was saying, no, Egypt is, is on the continent of Africa. It is very African linguistically, archaeologically, and the whole nine. All right. So you had to look at the UNESCO conference, look at all the all the information to find out. Hey, Wajal, quick question. Do you have um the brother, his his call, I cut him off by accident, the Aboriginal brother. Um I'm he's actually on the phone right now. Go ahead, brother. You had something to say? Go ahead. Yeah, what I was saying was, man, how okay. They said that they killed out 77 million people. Who said that? Who's, hold up, hold up. Who that's said what, that? That's what's in the history book. No, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up, brother. No, 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 no. Listen, now that I'm listening, we got to deal with that first. Where did you get that 77 million number from? Let's deal with that. That's in the history book. What history book, brother? No, brother, I have never, I have never heard that in my whole entire life since I've been in this country. Where, where are you getting this number from? Listen, let me talk, man. Let me tell you. Okay. In, in school. In school. All right. So what, what, what is the allegation that the seventy-seven million people got killed by who? By settlers or pilgrims or whoever, whoever they spoke for. Hold on. You're, you're saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm confused. I'm confused. Let's walk slow, brother. Let's let's walk slow. 
you're saying that 77 million indigenous people to this land, black people, or black Indians, or black natives, or the aboriginal people of this land were killed. Is that what you're saying when white people came over? Is that what you're saying? This is what I'm saying. When they came over. When who came over, brother? When who? Who? No, 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 I'm not playing. My brother, I am not playing. We have to be. When, okay, when the Europeans came over, the crackers, whatever. When they came over here, you're talking when Columbus came or before Columbus? All right. Okay. Stop. 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 Because we got it. I want to learn too, brother. That's why I'm stopping you. And the people in the audience want to learn. So you're saying when the white man, the cracker, came over during Columbus time, they killed 77 million people. Is that what you're no, saying? No, what I'm saying is that's what they're saying. Who said that? That's that they're all right now. Do now hold up. I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. All I'm asking you before we move forward with any more conversation, I need a source on that. Bro, bro, I, we we only be. My, my brother, my brother, I got I got to stop. Well, I, hold on, hold on a second, brother. I'm not trying to be fussy. Hold on, hold on, my brother, my brother. How can you say or repeat something if you don't have a reference? So that means I got to check it out. No, so hold up, so hold up. If I tell if I tell you I got a million dollars right now and we could go we could go move to Mexico and go or invest in some real estate are you gonna take my word for it but I'm telling you bruh hold on hold on a second hold on hold on brother hold on bruh you know what man I don't like how this conversation the tone of the conversation is I rather not even continue anymore to be honest bro I have never heard that before I am serious as a judge I never said that. A lot of people died, but not 77 million, brother. Okay, then. But how can you... So prove it to me. I want a source. That's all I'm saying. So I could research it, brother. That's all I'm saying. You just told me. That's not research, brother. That's why we lack in the community. What's the name of the book? What the name of the book is McGregor? All right. Let me do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Stop right there. Hold up. Hold up. Let's stop right there, all right? Because I don't like the tension that's building up. You like you, it's like we arguing where we shouldn't be arguing. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that. That the, the energy ain't right. It's not right right now, all right? Because then you're gonna curse me out and hang up and then call back next week and like nothing ain't happened. So let's not go there. You see, this is the problem. If you're telling the truth, yeah, you're supposed to be mad telling the truth. You coming with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Golf, you supposed to be supposed supposed no because 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 people who believe like you do, the pattern is they talk about eight different issues, and then when we don't respond to one of the eight issues, oh, he ain't respond to that. No, bruh. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. So hold up. Put a pause. Pause. Pause for a second. Pause for a second. Pause for a second. We got we got to need one issue at a time. And by the way, the people in the audience, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, family. Tell me I'm wrong. Go, yes, puppy. You acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. That's wrong. Like 
I'm not. No, 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 no. no. I, we don't know how many people died. If somebody has a source for me, and by the way, was there a census at the time to tell that? Or are you depending on the white man's information to tell you the amount? No, I, no, I don't want no white man information. I want some Aboriginal information. No, I don't want no white man references, brother. I want, I want your information from your people. All right, one one issue at a time. Let me do this first. How many, how many Indians died when Europeans came to the Americas? Let's take a look. Hold on, hold on. I'm googling it right now. I'm looking it up right now, brother. All right, so they got they got something called um american history true doc um what you call it references all right so now let me read what this says how many indians were killed by whites genocide and american history indian history let's look at this hold on let me see if i could find something that i could share that's a, a actual legitimate website let's see what we have here. all right give me a second brother i'm not in no rush Hold on a second, brother. Hold on a second. Right. Um, All right. What when Native Americans were slaughtered in the name of civilizations? This is an article from history.com and this is um the name of civilization all right let me see what they have this is from history.com native americans genocide united states let me see what they say all right so they're saying basically the estimate was five to 15 million people that were living in North America. And by the time the 19th century was done, over they only had over 238,000 indigenous people remained. A sharp decline from, an, from the estimated 5 million to 15 million. So they don't even know. So it could be as low as 5 million. It could be as much as 15 million. Okay? But this is what I was going to say though. Yeah. Bro, you just told me. You just told me ten million, brother. You just told me ten million. So this is not far off. That's the middle. But but that's the middle. But hold up, that's the middle number. It's see, it's right here. I'm sharing it on my screen. See, it said over fifteen hundred wars started from 14, 1492, right? Yeah. Hold on, puppy. Okay, 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 okay. Go listen to that over there, okay? No. Pick up, pick up your baby. Pick up the baby. Pick up the baby over there. All right. It says right here, um, the U.S. Um, clashing differences that led the U.S. government to authorize over 1,500 wars, attacks, and raids on Indians, the most of any country in the world against its indigenous people. By the close of the Indian wars in the late 19th century, 
fewer than 238,000 indigenous people remain, a sharp decline from the estimated 5 million to 50 million living in North America. So you said 10 million, that's the middle number, I'll agree with you, 10 million. You see how easy that was? So I'm pretty much agreeing with you now. It says between 5 and 15 million living in North America when Columbus arrived in 1492. So between then, 1492, and the end of 18th century, the 19th century, in the late 19th century, 238,000 about about that remained in the country. That's what he, that's what. It went quiet. Well, why that's quiet? I'm trying to figure out what the point is. Um, I think I think Garfield. I think you muted yourself. Oh, I muted myself. Right, my bad. I muted myself. Nobody was hearing me. No, I muted my mic by accident, so nobody could hear what you were saying. I made an error. Because my son was making noise, so I was muting my mic, but I forgot that I, I can't meet my mic clock. But um, so pretty much what are you saying that the numbers that they said was off? Is that your point? Okay, so all right, so let me ask you this: how can what type of methodology can we use to get the right numbers? What I'm saying, bro, is it's just like this. The same way that we say black or whatever, we know we're not black, right? Everybody agree that we're not black. Um, I don't have a problem using the term black. But y'all was just saying that we're not black. So I'm yeah, to black up. as in black as in race. Race is a is a social construct. We understand that. Okay. But I but I I don't have a problem using it. I'm just saying, uh, me personally, I don't have a problem using it. All right, okay, we get it, bro. So, but what are the people who's not from nowhere else? Who's only been born in America? Whose grandparents and everybody else came from America? Okay, they're considered. I guess they're considered Americans. They live here in America. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, see, you got to slow it down. Again, this all goes into classification. The earlier when we said we're not black, it just simply means that we're not literally the color black, but we have been classified as black because because the word black has been a categorical label for a classification of human beings. Just like white. Nobody is literally white. But black and white has become two separate categories to place human beings in. And so if you say who's black or who's white or if somebody was born in America and their grandparents or whatever born in America, um, what are they? That depends on how you're classifying them as. If you want to have a biological conversation, you got to come with some genetics information. Now, if you want to keep it social uh, a conversation, then those people who were born here in America and have several generations that are um, indigenous or have been found to be in America, then most likely those people will, will be called Native Americans to some extent. But that's all social stuff. Then that you 
Yeah, but I'm saying it it all depends on how you define the African because like you can go to a circus and they'll they'll describe an elephant as being an African elephant. But the elephant could have been born in America, uh work in a circus all of his life, but it'll still describe as a, as an African elephant. So what do they mean by African? What they mean by African is that it traces its lineage back to Africa. So so people who call themselves African American, just like European American, just like Mexican American, they they're identifying with a geographical location for their lineage. So it just depends on how far where your cutoff point is and what you want to identify with. That's why social stuff is all subjective because people can self-identify with whatever they want. People don't like the word Africa. They'll just say I'm an American. But they could look just like you just like you and I or whatever or somebody that does say I'm African American. Matter of fact, you can have two brothers from the same parent. One brother just don't like the word African. He could say, I'm American. And his own brother could say, well, I'm African-American. Because social, social constructs and these classifications are very, very subjective. That's why they have no real value in the scientific fields. So, they, so they're, they're, people avoid them as much as possible. But in a social setting, in a social conversation, stuff like that, we use them all the time. So race is real. Race is a real phenomenon. We are classified by these racial ca racial categories, but that's on a social on a social level. That's it. Okay. So for the people who don't have, who don't know if they're from, who would not have a nationality as far as being outside of America, what are they considered? Are they considered just American, or are they African American? If they have melanin in their skin, they they are considered African American. Again. If you if you look at your path, if you were born and raised in America, if you are a citizen of the United States of America, that is your nationality. If you open up your passport, your passport is going to tell you your nationality and it's going to say United States of America. And they will they will just shorten it and say American. You are an American by nationality. But when people say African-American, that's not in your passport. That's not on that's not on those documents or anything like that. People identify with that because they're trying to inject their lineage. So when people say Native American, they're trying to say that their lineage is here in America as well. So they add Native on front of American, just like people say add on African in Africa or African in front of the word America to identify. It's, it's a way to try to identify lineage and your lineage only goes back. But so far, because every single human being alive on the planet Earth today can trace their lineage ultimately back to Africa. So if so you want to look at the bigger picture in that sense everybody is African. So it all depends on how how you are uh defining it and the context in which you're using it in. So that's why it's very important to understand what these terms are used and how they're being used. Because you, all the Europeans they they can trace their lineage ultimately back to Africa. So so it's all on when we want to set the cutoff point. Like like you know if you if you have to choose somebody to receive a, a, a prize and you say, OK, like, for example, people do it in clubs all the time. They say, all right, the first 50 ladies get in free. Well, guess what? As as lady number one walks in, she get in free two, three, four. And at some point you got to cut it off and you cut it off at the 50th uh, lady, the 50th uh, girl that comes into the club. Boom. That's your cutoff point. So now you've you set up a demarcation to say, OK, y'all got to pay. Y'all get in free. So the same thing with this whole African identity type of stuff, because all human beings can ultimately trace back to Africa. But it, but in these conversations, it depends on where you want to have the cutoff point. So recent ancestry, direct ancestry 
or long-term ancestry. That's what people are using. So African-Americans have a recent ancestry directly from the continent of Africa because they were brought over here in the slave, in a, uh, uh, Atlantic slave trade and the kidnapping of those folks in, in uh, Africa. So they have a more direct relationship with Africa. So they identify with that lineage and say African-American. Say that again. Ask a question. What about the people who was already here before the Africans got over here? Okay, hold on a second. Now, let me ask you this. What's the when do you consider art? Right, if your people originated here, what, what what are the oldest bones that you have to say that you are here and that you are because if you are here, where did you come from? You must come from somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I could do better than that, man. The brother who's on the phone, um, have you had your DNA analyzed? Okay, so I, so I, so so what? You, this is my suggestion. What once you once you have it analyzed, I, I suggest that you table the conversation, put it on pause, get your DNA sequence and analyzed, and then come then come back and revisit the conversation because you're working off the assumption that people were already here and so on and so forth. But that you don't really know that, and and so and and uh, hold up. And if if that is true, your DNA uh, results will match and reflect that so you so you have nothing to worry about because if that's true then it will reflect that so but in order to have a, a conversation about it you you will have to get that done otherwise then the question that garfield is going to ask is going to take us down a whole long road because then you can say all right well because everybody that you're saying that was once here was not originally here because people that are here came from somewhere because america is not the genesis of human population the Americas, North, South, and Central, whatever, it's not the genesis of the human population. Humanity comes from Africa. Do you do do you understand that? That humanity comes from Africa. Homo sapiens sapiens originate in Africa. You you understand that? Much. There were no, there were no, let's do this. We're going to make this real simple. You believe that you're black, you're in America and nobody, you didn't come from no Africa. You was already here. Now check this out. What is the oldest bones that you have in America of an anatomical modern day humans? Let's get it. Let's go. Come on. This is taking way too long. I don't fucking know what. <laughs> <laughs> he said the no, he's asking about humans. The, the oldest. Anatomical modern day human. Yeah. Come on, man. Who was the oldest bone? Yeah, that we, found, that we found in the Americas. And by the way, why don't, why don't the people in the audience who talk a lot and have all the answers call in? Just call in, family, because this, this, this conversation is simple. This is simple conversation. The brother, listen, brother, I'm going to tell, tell you what the truth is. The truth is you may have some Indian blood in you. I don't know, and I don't really care. The problem is majority of us who are over here are black African people, period. Now, you might have some admixture because of the Tierra Trails and, and the Choctaw and these whites, white Indians who used to enslave and sleep with black women and have children. Who cares? The bottom line is you African. You're running from that. That's what I know. And I'm going to tell you this right now. You can't back up nothing that you say about yourself unless you start telling me, go to the Dawes Rolls and see your family. 
Is, are, have you checked the dog's roll yet? Okay, so you're saying you're who? From which tribe? Which tribe are you from? Name your tribe. Name your tribe, brother. I'm going to get it in right now. Name your tribe. Name your tribe. Name your tribe, bro. So name your tribe. Hold up. Oh, Garfield, though, uh, I, I don't know if people can hear him very well because he, he is, I don't know if you, you got him on phone, but you got to put him next to the mic or something. Or put your phone. Next they point system, like, hey, hey, Garfield. You late, Garfield. He also stated that, um, well, when he originally started uh, posing his question, um, I think that's where the confusion came in it, because I don't think that he's really, I don't think that he's really uh, knowledgeable about what he's really trying to say. Okay. But let, let's hear what he said. I'm, uh, if if you could put the phone closer to the mic or something. All right, now, now you, now you, now you violating, bro. Have a good day, man. Have a good day. Have a good day, brother. Have a good day. You don't know what you're talking about. Then you're gonna violate. What you do? What white people doing? Let's get it in. Who wanna call it? Come on, y'all Aboriginals. Y'all got all this talk, troll, um, um, stalking people, trolling, troll right now. Let's get it. But I, I, I want, I want to address what I thought. What I'm thinking the brother is saying, and and the thing is, is that, um, it every human being alive today is of the same species homo sapiens sapiens that's very basic that's that's like 101 type stuff and so everybody living today can ultimately trace their lineage back to the continent of africa okay so if we understand that macro picture that big big picture that everybody on the planet ultimately can trace their lineage back to africa then when we say people are African versus non-African and all this other type of stuff, we have to understand that all we're doing is setting up demarcation limits. Like the example I gave, if I say the first 50 ladies get in free, then that means I, all I'm doing in, in a whole line of ladies, I'm just setting up a demarcation, a limit. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The first 50 of you get in free, the rest of y'all got to pay. And so I'm, I'm setting that up. So we, what we do is we separate humanity homo sapiens sapiens into categories and so we got a social way of doing it which which is what we call race then we have a biological system that people can use which you deal with uh dna genetics and the haplogroups and so on and so forth so it depends on how we want to do it and the context in in which we're doing it in and people have to understand that to have these conversations so even when the brother says well what about people who were already here well, you got to talk about well when because originally nobody was here as far as he, he, homo sapiens sapiens because homo sapiens sapiens originally come out of africa and they trekked their way all the way over here through time it took time to get here and so oh, and and along that time frame certain mutations have occurred because they separated from the larger populations people have to understand population genetics where you have genetic populations that can interbreed and intermarry and have children with each other to where the probabilities of these genes being passed down is uh, is a certain uh, number. Once you start splitting that up and people can no longer mix with the larger group, now you have a, a smaller limited uh, mixture and, and those people's offspring will mutate or change differently than the larger group. 
And so through time, you have these differences and these differences is what creates the demarcation factors that we can use biologically. So we could say people, okay, if you have a haplogroup of D, then we know that, okay, you are of the people who trekked all the way over here from Africa uh, through a long period of time and got here in the Americas because D, the haplogroup D is unique to this part of the world. And it's a younger haplogroup. All right. So you, you can track migration patterns and chronology by way of the by way of genetics in these haplogroups. And these haplogroups are simply coded forms of genetic variations or mutations. That's what they are. And mutations happen very, very slow over, over long periods of time. And they're able to track these mutations. Because if you are a descendant of someone that carries a certain mutation that's identified, then you and everybody that has the same mutation, you all come from the same common ancestor. And that's how they're able to tra track it. The brother asked me about uh, EP252. That happens to be my paternal uh, haplogroup as well. And that, and that comes from uh, West Africa. That paternal haplogroup, that, 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 that particular uh, haplocoding is uh, West Africa. All right, and you can trace that out. So that's why I asked the brother to uh, get his DNA analyzed. And if he is a uh, Native American or somebody who was here and whatnot, then he would he should have the haplogroup of, of uh, D. Um, I believe that's on the maternal side. Uh, no, on the paternal side. Hey, I got, um, I got probably 20 more minutes that we're going to be on the air. I want to say to everybody that's watching, if you want to join the book club, you don't need to say, I want to join the book club. Just put book club in the in the thing and just request a book. So if I talked about a book, that means I have it right on my computer. I just downloaded it. Boom, I sent it to you. I don't care if you're Muslim, Hebrew, agnostic. I don't care what you are. It's all about empowering the community. It's not like the Amara squad and, and Masi and, and Dagger squad. We hide in the information and say, oh, we don't want nobody else to have it. You are free to get whatever books I have on PDF on my computer. So if Ujjawa hit me up and say, yo, I want a book, all he got to do is email me at daggersquad1 at gmail.com and he get the book. Simple as that. So there's no discrimination. And to the Aborigines, if you have a book that you're interested in reading to help you with your information better, I got it for you too. Simple as that. Now, let me ask um, Ujjawa a quick question. With DNA, right? Because... You just said that the haplogroup, I think it, what, what is here in America? I think it's haplogroup D, X, and Y. I think that's what's here in, in North America. Uh, why, why, why is it that, why, hold on, puppy. Why is it, why is it that DNA is such a bad thing? Is it because it's science or what, why is it? Because I'm trying to, the brother that just called, he obviously didn't know what the hell he's talking about, but he wants me to use the quote unquote European white man. We need to trust his butt, but we can't trust his butt with any other information because guess what? He is a he's wrong, he's a liar, and 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 the white man is wicked. But yes, still we wear his clothes, we wear his underwear, we on his internet, we on his YouTube, we on his Facebook. We love this white man so much, but when it comes to being Aboriginal, he's a liar. We don't use no form of methodology. He's just a white man, and we hate him, and he's wrong, and we are right. I'm yet to see any one of these folks who believe they're Aborigine. I don't, I don't care what you say. You got to prove to me either through science, through anthropology, archaeology, history, or some sort of DNA or something.
thing, you got to prove to me that you are R2 linguistics because not one of them ever call up and say, hey, this is such and such. This is the language that my mother used to speak. There's certain words that they use. Not one has ever called into Dagger Squad and said, hey, this is the language. This is the culture. This is what we do. This is the food that we eat. This is the holy days. This is what we do. This is when our new year is. This is that. All of them follow the um the Gregorian calendar. They didn't tell me they follow no Mayan calendar. Yeah, um, say so you made it. You made a good point. It it really boils down to identity, because if we are going to identify ourselves by the way we look, then what value is that? It, ha it has really no real value anywhere else other than just saying it. Other than just just saying you identify with the way you look or whatever the case is. So if if you identify yourself as a native american or whatever and you want to separate yourself from somebody else which is what identi identity is doing then what do you exhibit that will allow people to observe you and and to be able to notice that okay that is a distinction like what language do you speak what customs do you practice what rituals do you do what what is your way of life that is distinctive enough for me to identify you as such Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, Carla, before you say anything, we're going to deal with one issue at a time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, what's your name and where you're calling from? Um, I'm Bronx. Well, I'm in the Bronx right now. Let's, what, what, what it is. Let's get it. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I, I, this is going to help, but I have um, been recently doing my own I think Garfield had to mute himself. Uh, so I can't hear. Says that you are European. And it says no African, no African lineage. All right, now you're 100% European. Can you send us that DNA right now? Because I don't believe you. <laughs> All right, send it, send it, send it. Hold on, no, 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 because when someone makes a claim like this, I have to see the evidence. I don't believe anybody that calls it on the phone, even if they agree with me. So do me a favor, sis. I want you to scan it and, and, and email, scan it. All right. Email it to me if you can, or if you have a computer. So if you have a computer, just screenshot it to your computer and then just forward it to me in my um, email, daggersquad1 at gmail.com or the dagger squad. That's it. I don't believe you. I, I want to say something about, about that though, uh, because we have to, we have to understand that uh, different companies, will uh, analyze your DNA, they will sequence your DNA, but they'll give you different re re reports. And that's something I said earlier, we have to understand that you get different reports 
for different things. And so we have what's called a paternal lineage report, a maternal lineage report, and then you have the admixture report. Those are three separate reports that tell three different stories about your ancestry. And what people are supposed to do, they're supposed to use all three reports to, to get a bigger picture of their, of their um, total ancestry, you know, it paints the whole picture. And what African ancestry does, they take your, you, you uh, if you're a female, uh, not if, but since you're a female, you um, took the matrilineal uh, test with AfricanAncestry.com. Uh, how do I know? Because that's the only test that you can take with them because you're a female. And so what they're telling you, they're not telling you that that's your ancestor, your total ancestry. They're giving you your maternal lineage. And so your maternal lineage traces back to European. That's what that's saying. It's not saying that you're European. It's saying that your maternal lineage is uh, the most recent common ancestor of, of a mutation is uh, in Europe. And, and if they gave you the code, then you can let us know what was your maternal haplogroup code. Did they give you that? Okay, so I'm sorry, uh, you breaking up. Say it again. It's haplogroup, T as a song, two, the number two, and B as a boy. Okay, so so you're of the maternal haplogroup uh, T. So what you should do, if you haven't already done it, is to look on a, a maternal haplogroup map, and you're going to see where T, where T is located. And then you can see where, what T came out of. That T came out of something else, which came out of something else, which came out of something else. So what they do when you get a haplogroup, you're you're basically given the most recent uh, mutation. So it's based on from where we are today, you know, your, your present life and the most recent mutation that you are a part of. So so you trace back to the T's maternally. And so your your maternal lineage came by way of your Europe and European. But you yourself, your admixture, I guarantee you, if you got an admixture test, because the African ancestry, they don't do that part. But if you were to go to another company like 23andMe or whatever and let them give you an admixture report, then you're going to see how much DNA you share with different genetic populations on the planet. Then, then because a person could be 80% uh, share DNA with Africa. Like, for example, Dr. Rick Kittles himself, like everybody knows what Dr. Rick Kittles looks like. He looks like a, a straight up and down African-American. Uh, he's a dark skinned brother. Right. But guess what? His paternal lineage is european so paternally he's european but if you looked at him nothing about him would tell you anything about european at all his maternal lineage is african and his admixture is a uh, uh, high percentage african but his his paternal lineage is european and he'll tell you that matter of fact he got videos where he where he breaks it down so so sister you you fall in the same situation where your maternal lineage is simply European, but I guarantee you, if you if you had an admixture uh, result uh, given to you and stuff, you'll find that you share. Now I don't I don't know you obviously, but most likely you would share a majority of your DNA with those people who are on the continent of Africa. So 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 it's definitely about getting multiple tests and knowing what the results represent. So so that so that you don't you don't think you know something is what it's not. Um, you know, DNA test is nothing to be afraid of. Um, I was trying to encourage my brother to do the one 
because my mother, father, grandmother, grandparents all passed away. And I wanted my brother to do his paternal part so that way I can find out where my thought was from. But I'm going to go to other companies. It's just to start you in that journey to start doing the research. And not just sometimes go by what you believe to be to, you, you are or what someone told you. It's important to do the research. And see, and there's nothing, really, nothing wrong or scary with DNA because it kind of opened my eyes to this whole new area. And I have to do further research. So. Yeah. And, and, and see, it's not even to say that you don't share DNA with Native Americans. Because if your if your family if you if if within your family you have an oral uh, history that's shared and and people say that okay you have uh, Native American ancestry uh, or people in your family, it's not to say that you don't. Just because you have a maternal lineage that goes back to Europe doesn't mean that you don't share uh, admixture or nuclear DNA with those people who are uh, Native Americans. And so, see the whole thing is people just have to understand what these results mean. And, and it's the misinterpretation, which is causing a lot of confusion and a lot of the comments, even from the, from the brother I, I answered those questions with. So once people understand that, then, then that's where it's supposed to be. So Rick Kittles is a perfect example. Like if you looked at him socially, he's straight up and down African-American, uh, a black man. Uh, biologically, he's paternally uh, European, maternally African. And then admixture wise, he's also African. And all admixture is saying is that who you share DNA with the most on the planet, or they break it down in percentages. So whenever you see somebody give you percentage results back, that's the admixture report. That's not the uh, uh, lineage ones. That's not the paternal or maternal lineage ones. They, they don't give that to you in percentages because it, it's just still with your haplogroup. But the percentage is the admixture. So African ancestor DNA, um, they don't do the... Um, the admixture one. I, I believe they used to, but I don't think they do that um, anymore. And so they, they're just doing your lineage and they will tell you, uh, you know, whatever, wherever you come from. Like my paternal lineage comes from West Africa. It's, it's EP 252. I think somebody in the chat had the same lineage. That means that we come from the same common ancestor, uh, me and whoever that was that was in the chat. Um, and so, and so paternally, you could be African. Maternally, you could be European. But then admixture wise is is where your most recent ancestry comes from. That's your nuclear DNA. That's that's where I was talking about earlier, where you inherit things from your parents, your grand your uh, grandparents, and so on and so forth. Um, thank you, sis. Appreciate it. Anybody else want to call in? Thank you, my sister. Have a beautiful evening. All right, Bronx, st Bronx, stand up. <laughs> All right. All right, family. Um. I think that was Kelly. I, I just saw her comment. I don't know if that was Kelly Rivers. Uh, yeah, 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 but it was her. It was her. It was her. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. If you on Facebook, uh, inbox me because any any see you know because I, I know I'm gonna get off guard for you about to end it. But if anybody want to continue the conversation, whatever, and um, I mean a real conversation, don't come with you know the craziness. But uh, you can inbox me or or um, whatever the case is. My same. I got the same name on Facebook. Wujao. You know, you know, it's funny. A while ago, right? I brought the brother said ten million people got killed, right? So now I googled. I basically went to Google because I didn't have anything on top of it. So now, when we went to the history.com website, which is is a reputable website, it's not a bad website. Um, they said like between five and fifteen million. So the middle number is ten million. So the brother, I agreed with the brother. Now, when I said over ten million died, what happened now is. When I said they said at the end of the 18th century, only 238,000 natives were left, that's what he had a problem with at the end of the 19th century. So that's the problem with folks. 
They talk about the population. And I'm going to show the same chart I show every week. I'm going to show it again. I know y'all tired of this chart, but I'm going to show it again. What's that census chart? Census for the um the Native Americans. I'm going I'm to bring this, this um the census stuff up. And hold on a second. That's another thing. What we got to stop doing is cherry picking. Uh, it's it's like see information is not a buffet. Like you can't you can't come to the table and say all right I I just want the uh, shrimp and the crab legs, but I don't want this I don't want that. We can't treat it like a buffet. You got to take it all in, and 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 explain it. You got to address it all. Now it may be some truth mixed with lies or whatever the case is, but you just can't pick just what you what you want arbitrarily. Just be like okay. Well, this one supports my the my uh belief, so I'm gonna grab that one. That one doesn't support me, so I'm gonna leave that one alone. You can't do it like that. People people gotta understand you can't it doesn't work that way. You know, that's confirmation bias, that's all kinds of things. You can't do that. That's that, you know, we have to think scientifically. Open your mind up, start with a fresh cup, empty your cup out, follow the follow the evidence. That's it. Just follow the evidence. That's basic. All right, let me just share this with the with the family again. All right. I do it. I do it. I'm going to do it every week. Everybody says, why does the population grow so fast? All right. Why did the black Americans grow so fast, especially between 1820 and 1860? All right. Let's take a look at two things. This is from Wikipedia. It's a historical racial and ethnic demographics of the United States. All right. So this is the, the, um, the data and what they classify you and all that stuff. I'm not going to get into the black or Negro is Native Americans or whatever. I'm not going to get into none of that. I'm just going to get give you the raw material as it is. All right? And I want people to pay attention. Please pay attention. Now, this is um, from 1610 to 2010. Now, let's go to when the census is right here. Total population right here, 1790, right? We have 3,929,000 people who are white people. No, um, in total. I'm sorry, in total. Now, 3.1 million. Hold on one second, family. Hold on. Hold on a second, Carla. Don't move. Don't move. All right. So now we have 3.1 million whites. In 10 years, they elevated to more than... 1.2 million more white people. I've never heard anybody say, how did they grow so fast? How did the white folks grow from 3 million in 1790 to 30 to 26 million um, 70 years later? How did the white people do that? I never heard anybody say that. It's always when it has to do with African-Americans. Always. Hold on a second, beloved. Hold on one second. Carly, you live. Go ahead, Carla. Yeah, what's up, Garfield? Um, I'm getting case one call now. Okay, now. What's going on, brother? What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just calling to um, ask you, have you seen the video? I think it came from, from um, Black SB. No, no, brother. I haven't seen any videos. I, 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 I read articles and books. I don't do the videos. What What is the point you're trying to make, my brother? Go ahead. Can we got time? Time is on. Time is against us. Go ahead. Well, no, I was like, um, just made a um, you showed a video where um, people in Ghana was, was like, you know, saying they were sorry for um, putting nothing for So I was just like putting it out there. You know, maybe you want to get it, check it out. 
All right, cool. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate that, man. Thanks for the call. Subscribe and follow me on Facebook. Thank you. All right. Peace and love, brother. Go ahead. 412. What's going on? What's on your mind? Shalom, shalom. Well, um, amen. This is Madonna Comet. I'm going to answer the question you just asked. You asked how the white numbers increase like that. Well, um, according to certain history, what you had going on is that a lot of Europeans, um, especially a lot of Mormons, some um, wicked Mormons, it was telling native tribes to breed with the Europeans and claim they, they were white on their census status. So that's how those numbers um, tripled within that time period. All right. Can I can I can I give you a better explanation while you're on the phone? Why not? All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Why would the population at 1780 or 1790 jump almost 20, almost 23 million, 22 million in 70 years. Why would that happen with white folks? Why would black people jump from 1800, which is a million, to by 18, what is this, 1860 to 4 million? Why would it happen? Okay, let's take a look. We have the 1820, a matter of fact, before 1820, you had only 13 people. 13 states that they were doing population for. By 1820, it was more than 13 states. It was about 16 to 20. So if you see all of America here in the yellow is not counted in the census. This includes New France. This includes Dutch colonies. This includes Spanish colonies. This includes a different set of colonies outside the British element. This is what it includes. Who is that? All right, cool. I'll call you back, bro. <laughs> All right. So now, when we go to 1850, if you look at the census, you see the brown part right here. The brown part right here is New France with Louisiana and all of that stuff. That's not being counted in the, um, the area. California is now on the West Coast. Right here is being counted, and one of these islands is being counted. Then you move down to 1860. You got more states now. You got 11 more states. You got Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee. These are populated states. Come on, family. The, the states are increasing. If you're in America, you got to know American history. The, the states is not counting all the states at one time. They're only counting the first, the 13 states for the first two big censuses. That's why it jumped. Because the people that were counting, they didn't count all of America, only some of America. What is so hard to understand? America was not one country at one point. It wasn't one. So when they started counting all the states and in more states, that's when the population increased. So as you see, look at 1920. If you count 1920 and then you look at 18, and you look at 1790, you're going to see a major jump. Let's look at the numbers from 1790, right? 1790 right here. Look at the population, almost 4 million. Let's go to 1920. Look at that, 105 million. You see the jump from 4 million to 105 million. Are you serious? Are you really arguing that these people who are black, who, who elevated, and you look here, they do have the numbers. Remember the article that we just showed? At the end of the 19th century, it said it was about 238,000. So it's almost matching up with the Native American people. 
You see, now is the time in 18, between 1830 and 1890, you start thinking about the Indians and the black folks who were intermingling because, and then you talk about the trail of tears and all that stuff, is a big misconception. There's no 45 million people here based on 400,000. Remember, when slavery was abolished in America, right? The people started developing what's called breeding farms after 1807. That's another thing for the black community. You had sisters and brothers, and I could show you an article by one of these major politicians that talk about you'll find people with over 100 people, grandparents with 100 grandchildren. They talk about that. So imagine that, 100 grandchildren for a, grand, a grandmother. That's saying that they, they're in breeding farms and they're breeding black people like crazy. They put the big, strong, strong, strong slave with the, the, the fine black sister, boom, she just start popping babies out. Study it, breeding farms. We need to stop this nonsense about the population growth, family. Look at this. From 1760, right? 325,000. 10 years later, 459. Uh-oh. 575. 757. Look at where the big growth goes. From 1800 to 1860. White jumped from 1 million to 4 million. Because a lot of different states started to count black people. Did that ever come to your mind? One second. How did 400,000 slaves become, become 45 million? It's a stupid statement. Jamaica had over 1.2 million documented slaves that came in the country. The population is now 2.5 million. Why? Because the people that came into, that was a docking port for slaves to go everywhere else. So the British would move slaves from, 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 from Jamaica to the Carolinas. From here to there, the Indians, the Indian slave that was shipped to the Caribbean, 50,000 had to be replaced. So you had to bring in another 50,000 black African males to replace those 50,000 Indians that were shipped to the Caribbean. Stop the foolishness, family. You got to deal with the facts. And if you don't trust the white man, you ain't got no information. If you notice, I asked the brother, where is his source? Where is his source? Go ahead, brother. You're live on the air. Go ahead. I got three minutes left, family. Go ahead, brother. Well, my sources is um, from Mormons who uh, who was uh, recorded um, telling natives to do this um, information. Now, let me ask you a question: The Mormon, you have, do you have the Mormons documenting everybody in America? No, what I'm telling you is this: you had um, according to certain Mormons um, information back then. Um, Are the Mormons white? Native American. Are the Mormons white? Are the Mormons white? Yes, well, you trust you trust so you trust that so you trust that white man, right? Yeah, I trust some of the information. I'm not gonna be a fool and say I'm not. I wouldn't. All right. So what's wrong with this? But what's wrong with the information I just showed? I didn't say anything was wrong with it. I just said um, a reason a lot of them, according to certain Mormons, the reason a lot of those numbers doubled and tripled is because they were fooling different Native Americans to breed with Europeans. They were telling them, look, you breed with us, you'll be able to get this benefit and get this benefit. That's the point I was making. Okay. All right. No problem, brother. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call, beloved. And see you soon. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Yo, Unc came back. Unc went to bed and came back, man. <laughs> you went to bed and came back, bro? Wait here. As Mike Mitty, he look like he uh, look oh, like yeah, he, in the gym. he in the gym somewhere. I could I could see the I could see the brick wall. He in the gym. I bet you he in a bleacher somewhere. He in the gym or somewhere. I could tell. 
Yeah, you know it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hey, what's up? Gym or a warehouse or something? Nah, nah, nah. I was in the gym. I'm down here in Virginia. My daughter had a, uh, had a trial for this college. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. She didn't make me get me mad. It's a long-ass drive. We half-stepping. All right, we got one more minute. Any last words from the family? Let's go. I'm just saying, I got last word. I'm just saying, man, everybody got to step up. And I'm talking about the people that's making the challenges. Step up with real quality challenges because you're going to get beat back to the cave because y'all acting like cavemen. Y'all not acting like the African that gave the world science and technology. Y'all running from that. So the African never ran from science and technology. They led the world seven million years in science and technology, plain and simple. And so we need to get back to that. And once we get back to that, we can push forward, right, with the education of our baby. Stop miseducating children. I refuse to allow miseducation on my watch. That's what I'm inspired by. That's what I'm doing. My children are scientifically literate. They won't float through the air. They won't do none of that. They're going to be sound and grounded. And so stop teaching misinformation. Be proud to be African. The African was the first to walk upright, plain and simple. The first meditating being on planet Earth. So we're going to continue along them lines, man. And y'all can continue to be full. I don't even know how y'all look yourself in the mirror with the food. I don't even understand that. Y'all ain't got no real heart. Because if y'all did, y'all would look to science for the proper answers. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh. All right. Um. All right. All right. Peace and love. Somebody does send me some information. I don't want to talk about that yet. I'll talk about that in the morning. But yo, peace and love, man. I appreciate y'all taking the time out. And, and and I hope everything works out with your daughter, brother. All right. I hope everything works out with your daughter and what she's trying to do. All right. Um, Cheryl, hey, thanks for coming back on. I know you had to get that midday sleep. And um, Sean, enjoy your stuff out there with your wife. Well, Jawa, I appreciate you, brother, as usual. All right. All right, hey man, I'm, I'm I'm headed home, man. Oh, yeah. On my way in the airport. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a yeah. what? Oh, okay, that's cool. The whole, the whole tribe there. Y'all from the tribe of Sean. Yeah. Y'all from the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Sean, flying is pseudo, man. Fly, I'm telling you, flying is pseudo. <laughs> and it would it would it would have been faster. <laughs> All right, peace and love, family. This is your brother Garfield. I'm out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. 1-800-518-2817. If there's somebody that wants to debate, somebody that they have in the chat, y'all have a little squirmish. Thursday night, I'll set y'all up to debate. All right? Anybody going to go back and forth? All right? All right. Peace and love, family. It's your brother Garfield, and I'm out. One love. Thanks for joining. All right. Stop it.